And we are live looking at your championship shirt, Mr. Covers, Mr. Foster Covers. 2006 there. I have mine too. Is that a long sleeve? No, just a short sleeve, man. I had, I had a buddy that used to travel the country selling this stuff, so he always gave me the greatest deal. Mine is a blue long sleeve. I've I love wearing it on the show. I think I've worn it. I think it was the first show I ever did. I think I wore that shirt. Yeah, I was gonna say, I think I know the one you're talking about. You probably wore it three times on it over the last yeah, year. Two or three times. Two or three times. Couple two, three times. Couple three, two, four, maybe. Who knows? Couple of you know two, three goes. times. <laughs> Foster man, how you doing tonight? I'm I'm hanging in there, man. I'm a little uh, flustered, just under the crunch, trying to get a bunch of stuff done. As Part the as, as the foster that I know, I will say you do seem a little bit solemn tonight. <laughs> well, I'm just tired. It's, it's, it's just tired, man. Um, well, when you're 126 years old, what 136 <laughs> years old? I think PJ had it at like 240. Oh, he well, told me I was down. What is it actually? Is it like 372? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I wanted to ask you how would you feel about uh, doing the, the uh, beard shave before the season starts and then we don't shave until they make the playoffs? Yeah, I could, we could do that. I could do that, man. I'd do that. Yeah. Yep. We are down to PJ I, today. I could do some trimming, though, because I don't want to be eating stuff. I'll keep it just going long, but just. just just go back to the freshly shaved vagina like you had a couple of weeks ago. And then you can, of course, we're going to have to manicure it a little bit, you know, so it's we're not looking like Bushmen. But, you know, if as long as we just keep it going and don't trim it or do a major trim or a shave and exactly. see how long it takes before the Bears make the playoffs. Do you think it's going to happen this year? Are you confident enough to... Not have a, a ZZ top beard. I I think they are going to make it this year, man. I do. That's why the title of this. I'll So we're going to both do this, right? Well, that's why the title of this show is Super Bowl Sophomore. Because <laughs> right, I saw can that. can Matt Eberflus become the eleventh head coach in the NFL to take his team to a Super Bowl in his second season? And other than continuity because of some new players, which could easily develop very quickly, it has over time, has in the past, I should say, it could happen. And that's why I'm confident, at least in growing a beard until they make the playoffs. And then we can we can trim it because I know you're not going to shave. I'm not going to shave. PJ's not going to shave. But could you imagine PJ? Who, who is not going to be joining us tonight. He might show up a little bit later, but could you imagine PJ with a, we got to see what that looks like. Yeah, I can't, I can't. I just don't see him, see him in it, man. <laughs> All right. So we'll, we're going to do that, I guess, huh? Me and you at least. We should do it. We'll ask PJ then we, and then we'll see what I look in, like with a freshly not. shaved vagina. We start out that first game, clean shaven the day before the game. And then we don't shave until they officially make the playoffs. Yeah. Crap, crap. What if we got to do that for two years? Oh, God, that would be awful. <laughs> that's, that's my confidence level. I think we can get to that point <laughs> this year. <laughs> I hope, I, I, I think we're going to, I think we can do it. 
I think it's we can gonna, do it. Too. It's going to come down to too many factors, but let's do I it, agree. man. Screw, ah. Yeah, okay. We're good. Okay, okay. Well, we'll tentatively agree to that. I don't want to come on here with a freshly shaved vagina. You had a lot of balls for doing that. Come on, man. You like, well, I don't know if you like. I'm going to look so, I'll, I'll look so weird. I won't, I won't even want to do the show. <laughs> I haven't even, I don't even know about you, man. No. <laughs> so what else? What else is going on? What What have you been up to? Well, I, uh, well, well we can get work. into that as we start the show. Uh, so we're, we were supposed to have uh, guest Andrew Tarbell on tonight. We haven't heard yeah. from him yet. He hasn't, um, Sent him the link, but I haven't heard. He hasn't even emailed to say he hasn't gotten it. So uh, we do have Bersky Films, uh, Paul Wakalinski on tonight. And he's a freaking blast. Yeah. We're going to have some fun with him at the very least. So, um, <laughs> Kitty, let's kick Paul this Pete. shit off as my dog is choking. <laughs> Bears country. Where is it? Right fucking here, although. No, BCP. You down with BCP? 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 Pizza here to make fun of me tonight. No, but I could. There's a couple of white guys here tonight. You can't make fun of me. You're white. Man, I don't feel my color. <laughs> you're funny. You're funny. You're not. I don't care if you're pink. I'll get it no, one if you, were, if you were pink, I like pink. Oh, not the singer. I'm talking about the color, not the singer. Never mind. Mm. Pink tacos. Mm. Ever been to? I think it's I think it's called Pink Tacos in Las in Las Vegas or something like that. Yeah, it's it's a Mexican joint in uh, Planet Hollywood. At least it was in the early two thousands. I'm not familiar, man. <laughs> I am not. I am not. I'm not a big Vegas guy or any of that stuff. I've yeah. been there. I just don't. You know. I, you know. It's it's. Who cares about Vegas anymore? It's 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 ruined. It used to be. You could right. go there and spend very little money and have fun, but now it's uh, it's Millionairesville. Yeah. So what's up, man? Not a man. Just working on houses and taking care of crap. You and those, you and those houses. You and those houses. Let's bring on Paul. Let's bring on Paul. Because, yeah. Uh, yeah. Paul from Bearski Films. Uh, if you haven't checked him out, he's he's doing some good stuff on YouTube. His videos are a lot of fun to watch. They're, they're to the point, and they are four Bears fans. So let's get him on the show right now. What is up, Bearski? Bearski, how, how you doing? Hey, Bearski. How are you? Excellent, for coming man. On the show, man. Hey, thank appreciate you for having it. me. I appreciate the invite. Um, lo looking forward to it. Um, like you guys have a lot of fun, so yeah, oh. join in on that. Maybe uh, just give us a, a quick. Well, give us a take on what you do exactly for our viewers, because I don't, I know some of them watch because we kind of intertwine all the time. But yeah, so I, I got a, are unaware. Sure, yeah, I got a YouTube channel uh, called Bearski Film, 
And um, I just make videos, uh, highlights, short films on uh, Bears stuff, Bears content. Uh, yeah, any, anything pro Bears, I try and line it up with some good music, try and use some high-def video, and uh, try and just kind of, you know, make it feel right and give content that people want to watch. Uh, try and pump out the content pretty pretty frequently. Sometimes uh, sometimes I even get to a video a night, whether it's a short or something. I try to just make something constantly. So, you know, there's always something. And, uh, yeah, I was I was looking to do some podcasts in the future of my own with, with some of uh, some of my crew members, some of my friends and things like that. So this is this is a perfect way for me to kind of kick it off a little bit and, you know, get some Awesome, man. That. Yeah. Dude, I love the music you're putting out, too. Is that original? Or it's, it's, it's got some good shit going over there. So, uh, yeah, you know, a lot of it's kind of dancing around copyright restrictions. But um, yeah. early on videos, it was all original music. I actually had a neighbor who had a, who had a pretty pretty kick-ass band when I was in high school. And they came out with a legit CD and everything. So I, I reached out to them and, and said, hey, can I use some of your music in it? And, you know, I turned them on instrumentals and whatnot was using that. But uh, eventually I started kind of just using the YouTube options for some of the uh, free licensed music. And, then, yeah, I try and just... You know, I spent a lot of time just trying to hunt down instrumentals and things like that, things that I think would sound good and work. Um, I actually grew up, I, I still play bass guitar. I grew nice. up, uh, I, I went to college for, for music a little bit. So, uh, nice. um, yeah, music's always been a huge passion of mine. So it's kind of it's kind of cool how that just uh, interwines with all the video editing and making and stuff like that. But I, I was actually pretty new to all that. Um, started doing that a year ago and just kind of just kept getting better and better. You know, I've always done some Photoshop stuff and things like that. So yeah, it all kind of came together. Doing, doing a good job over there, man. I'm seriously, I subscribed to you from my Mr. Shorty channel. I could, when you first came out and I came across you, I was like, Oh, I'm, I like what this guy's putting down. Yeah. So like uh, the name Bearski, I actually, back in the day when I started the fantasy football league, you know, I'm Polish. Uh, last name is Wachlinski, so I just had ski to the end of everything. And, yeah, my, it was the Bear Ski League. So, uh, And then my buddy actually found a shirt at the stadium of, like, a Polish eagle with the Chicago Bears C behind it. And it said Bear Ski on it, so he bought it for me. I'm pretty sure it was, a, a you know, like a, a knockoff or whatever. But, um, but yeah, so uh, yeah, I just had to go with that name. So it's just Bear Ski yeah. Film on, on YouTube. And uh, for anybody who hasn't checked it out, subscribe. I, I welcome you. Go check it out. Like I said, I got some short clips and even stuff like that that you can check out that won't take a lot of time. So, for sure, man. Let's say hi to everyone in chat here. We got Heart Foundation. What's up? We have Cliff Victoria. Cliff. Cliff has a picture of his meal tonight, as usual, which we'll be pulling up. We have Joe Treviso. Thanks for joining us, Joe. Retro. Excellent to see you again, Mr. Mayhem. Mo Beerman. Mo, Doug Van Dorn. DB. Love you, Doug. Who else is we got every it's that's so that's everybody who's in chat right now. So let's let's just kind of dive right into the topic of tonight and kind of why I think it's possible that the Bears could win the Super Bowl this year. I know you're laughing at me. I'm not. I'm not laughing. No, not yeah, you. Everyone, everyone is. <laughs> anyone who's watching this in the future or listening to it on audio stream, 
They're probably laughing at me. Probably. But, but maybe not. Why isn't it possible? It is. Anything's possible, almost. Possible, sure. There's been 10 coaches previously who have won the Super Bowl in their second season. Ray Malavasi, Tom Flores, Joe Gibbs, Raymond Barry, well, Barry Switzer, yeah, Brian Billick, Mike Martz, eh, John Fox, Ken Wisenhunt, and Dan Quinn. So the proof is there that it's possible. So are the upgrades to this team enough that a homer like me can actually buy into the possibility of going from worst to first? <laughs> no, I, I got. I got a question about Everyone's this. Just like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> no. If we win seven games this year, we'll be lucky, right? So that graphic you showed. What about is Doug Peterson on that list? Was Gary? Didn't Gary Kubiak win it in his second year with Ooh. Peyton Manning? Um, oh yeah, uh, right. Doug Peterson is one of them. Bill. Belichick didn't Bill Belichick win in his second? So I think he's on there. Oh no, sorry. No, Brian Billick is with the Ravens. Bill. No, 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 because Bill Belichick was the head coach of the Cleveland Browns before. Oh, that's right. So technically, it wasn't his second. So it was his second season with the Patriots, but not his second overall. Same with Gary Kubiak. Then he was uh, Houston. Okay, he was a Houston Texans head coach. There have been some. Some guys that have come from another team that in their second year with their new team then have won it. Okay, I guess that's that. I just want to clarify that up because that's how some names missing from there. So there are some pretty damn good coaches on that list. Yeah, um, pretty damn good coaches on that. Some big names on there, baby. And so is is Eberflus one of them? I think Mike Tomlin. Might be another one. Well, I, I kind of have some, I kind of have some numbers I I want to pull up in a in a minute here, but we just have we just had our who was supposed to be our first guest tonight uh, just hopped on the show, Andrew Tarbell. Why don't we just bring him on and we'll all just hang out? How, how about we do that? Because I think Andrew just wanted to do the first half an hour slot because he has things to do afterwards, so we can bring him on. What's Andrew, up, good evening. How we doing, Andrew? How you doing, man? Good to see you. Doing well. How are you guys doing tonight? Excellent. Anymore. Your connection is really choppy. Uh, yeah. Tell them, sorry. Your connection's uh, really choppy. Uh, your even your video is frozen. frozen. Yeah, you froze. Uh, let me go ahead and back out, guys, and I'll rejoin you. Let me just reset that. Okay. Yeah. Do a reset and. Uh, Internet, phone, hop back in. Yeah. Right. So I, I, I think the benefit to your wild theory here about this being possible is definitely definitely the schedule. Now, now strength of schedule is not something I typically like. Uh, I think it's it's kind of a, a false stat because that that changes as the season goes on. So yeah. as the season goes on, the strength of schedule is different. So it, it's just kind of like a little bullshit stat they throw out there. However, when you do look at – the road that we have, you know, I think some of these could be trap games, which is why I, you know, I think 11 wins maybe a tad high, um, but it's definitely possible. 
you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that are predicting 10 plus wins. Uh, I think I, I personally think eight wins is, is where I have them, eight, nine wins. But um, yeah, you never know with momentum if they start if they start carrying themselves and they especially with those early, early wins in the schedule. Those can mean a lot for a young team. And uh, I think in the second game, it was um, Chris Collinsworth that said it. You know, the Bears are, are so young, they might not know any better. And, yeah, sometimes that's what it is. You just get it, you know, you get rolling with the team. You, you get momentum starts building up. And these young guys, they don't know any better. They are the best because they are currently the best. And that's what's in their head. And they just play up to it. So mm-hmm. yeah, it could, could, could be possible, sure. But is it likely? <laughs> no. That's a different conversation, right? So. But we're here to be positive and find the ways it can, right? So Cliff is saying here, Bears need to stay healthy. Justin needs to step up. O-line needs to be decent or better. D-line needs to be decent or better. Refs need to be fair when we're playing NFC rivals, etc. I mean, you get all that shit combined, though, but sometimes those seasons happen. Like the well, 24 yeah. Bears of the Trubisky era. It's like so if they would have just not had that kick actually blocked that became a double doink who knows what could have happened with momentum that that team had going on i i was i knew that once they lost that they weren't going right the team would change and we're like that was that shot but in this case i feel like the 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 last two drafts when you add the youth from the previous draft to this youth of this new draft that now we're seeing a developmental process that's one that we've always kind of seen other teams always do and wished it was our team, and now it is. At least that's how I feel, and I think that's most how most Bears fans feel. Yeah, and, you know, just the first part of that statement, Bears need to stay healthy, I mean, that's so true. I, you know, listen, we're one or two key injuries away from not winning many games. I mean – you talk about an injury to the quarterback position and, and what happens then. You talk about what if DJ Moore gets injured? What does the wide receiver room look like then? It, it's kind of back to square one in a way. So, yeah, these guys definitely need to stay healthy for sure, and, and that's huge. And, Jeff, what there you can knock on? His desk. But, uh, yeah, there you go. Knocked on his head. There. That's good. But, um, yeah, but I, I think with any team that wins the Super Bowl, luck is always involved. You also need to get a little lucky. At the, at the end of the day, too. So, uh, yeah, a lot of things need to go right. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah I mean, okay, so it's it's possible. It's just not likely, man. But but All you right, never well, know. What, you never don't know what happens. Like, say they start out two and two, even or something like that. Okay, I'm I'm going to just say be be kind of obvious. Um, or even one and two or one and three. I mean, here, you don't have to do that. I was just going to say though, but but you never know who what's going to happen. Somebody steps up. Look at look at the minute, and I I kind of knew this one was going to happen. But the minute we got rid of uh, Roquan Sandburn, just amazing, right? So you got to have it, it, like like you mentioned, Pasky. You got to have luck with the health, a little bit of luck uh, with your depth, most likely, because you're going to have a health issue because it's the NFL, man. You're going to have a health issue somewhere. Right. Unless Scott, the almighty's watching over every player. I don't, when was the last time that happened where everybody started all, you know, 14 games mm-hmm. or 16 games. Yeah. Well, it's going to take a little bit of that everywhere. And then again, a little bit of luck with some plays and a little bit of, I, I don't like luck. I'll say a little bit of inter, divine intervention on all of that stuff. 
Right. But I just I don't I don't see it happening. But you know what, Dan? It could, man. You just never know. Well, let's 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 see what it looks like in about ten weeks from now, man. That's my problem. I always go into every season with that hope. I do too. We have we have Andrew Andrew Tarbell is uh, reset. Let's uh, bring him on the show. How you doing, Andrew? Gentlemen, can you hear me? Yes, much better. Much better. All right, great. Sorry about that little technical difficulty joining you, but I appreciate you guys having me on to talk some bears. And as I understand, you're talking coach Eberflus tonight specifically well to start out i mean we can't talk forever about it but because i do want to go on a rant about uh colin cowturd uh i can save that for later if you like if you just want to talk about your reasons because here's first off tell us a little bit about yourself andrew this is your first time on bcp so thank you for coming on um just give us a little background on yourself yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, having me on again. I do a podcast for the Undefeated Sports Network every week called Sport Court with uh, my guy Angelo Camacho. We've been doing that for about two years now. So had a lot of good conversations with some former players and analysts. And I like to think I keep up to date on all things Bears as much as I can. Uh, yeah, just a tried and true fan and I appreciate the opportunity to chat with you guys. Well, that's why we wanted to have you on the show. So thanks for coming on. Absolutely. So am I crazy? Is it, I mean, can the Bears go from worst to first? I mean, it, can they win the Super Bowl this year? And I'm not saying, do you think they will? Saying, I like to pontificate, Andrew. But can they? Yeah, so uh, obviously zero and zero record going into the season, anything's possible. Uh, I would really like to see the Bears win around nine to ten games this season. I think that would be a tremendous improvement. You know, there's there's a lot of speculation and questions around Justin Fields, and as you alluded to, uh, Colin Coward made a a rather stupid and airheaded comment on one of his shows about Justin Fields being a YouTube quarterback. And, you know, I just don't understand it, guys. I think we saw many electrifying moments out of Fields last season. And Justin Fields was not the reason he lost. For a seven-game stretch, he had less than one score. And in six of those seven games, the Bears led the league in offensive scoring and still lost. So... It is, what it, it is what it is, right? It's tough to be a Chicago Bears fan sometimes. Unfortunately, uh, short end of the stick last season with injuries really limited what the Bears were able to do uh, later on in the season, obviously, with Darnell Mooney going down and then Chase Claypool getting hurt. But I'm excited to see what this unit does with Darnell, right? And then obviously, more coming on, huge acquisition that Ryan Poles was able to land. And... I think this team's going to be good. I think they're going to be something to fight with, and I think they're going to come out week one and play really good football against a Green Bay Packers team that nobody knows how they're going to play, and I think they're going to set the tone early. I think that the development of of Justin Fields, the confidence that I have in that, has everything to do with with my reasoning of how it is definitely possible that they could just – 
skyrocket right to the Super Bowl. The NFC is weak. They have an extra playoff game. They have an extra game in the season. Um, they have how many quarterbacks in the NFC? If J Justin Fields could easily be right there at the top with all of them. His work ethic, He's you see him working on – he has the coaching also to help him with that, and he's also working on his – he knows what his issues are. He's, he says them. For Colin Cowturd to call him out as being uh, cocky or arrogant, having an ego, is so fucking disgusting to me because he is just using that as clickbait. And Oh, absolutely. That's what it's all about, right, is yep. it's a slow news day, so how can I get views on my show? Not saying anything meaningful or of substance. And unfortunately, that's a big part of the mainstream sports media is just – filling holes with cheap and shitty narratives yeah. and it's frustrating as a bears fan because you see no one other than justin fields get the short end of the stick in these weak and played out analysis where as if you're a true football fan and you watch week in and week out we've clearly saw justin Fields develop last season we got james in here in the chat you have to understand that it does have to get you riled up he does it for views yes he does it to get fans riled up the shit way I don't really care that. Mm -hmm. Um, do you guys know what triggered him to, to say that? What, what exact video or comment from Justin Fields it was? Oh, yeah, it was talking about uh, somebody had asked, yeah, somebody had asked him top five rushing quarterbacks, yeah, and he yeah. says, Don't feel like you have to leave yourself off the list. And he's like, I'm not, I yeah. am on the list, yeah, he put himself fifth, you know what I mean, and so that's where. Colin Cowherd just gets that angle. Of, oh, look how cocky he is. And oh, stop it. If you knew anything about the guy, if you saw any of the off-field stuff, I mean, th that guy is a true character inside and out. You're not about to see any bad media rep on Justin Fields anytime soon. Um, the, the, the guy's the true character. And, yeah, his work ethic's like no other. So we definitely def – those are all check marks when it comes to the list uh, and things about Justin Fields that you don't have to worry about. So, yeah, um, he, he's just – Running, running his mouth like he always does. I hate that guy. You guys, I, you guys probably don't know this, because, but I've said this before on the show that I live in Georgia about an hour and 20 minutes from where he grew up, Justin Fields. And my buddy kept calling me, telling me, dude, go check out one of these two quarterbacks, him and Trevor Lawrence. You're like so close to him. Just go try to catch him in a high school game because they're the top two quarterbacks coming into college. And I was like, why would I do that? The Bears are never going to have one of those guys, you know? So I never even took it upon myself to go and watch Justin Fields, who was pretty much an hour away. And once they drafted him, I, like, started really diving into every single thing about him and all the different documentaries, you know, from him in high school and then in college. And you see him mowing his lawn in the dark and his father like, well, you wanted to go out after the game. And he's, low, he's mowing his lawn in the damn dark. So the kid was raised right. He, his, worth, his work ethic is impeccable. He, he has the it factor. He wants to be great. So that right there is, a, is enough for me to put the, the Bears in the category of the possibility of going from worst to first because of this kid. Yeah, I definitely feel that Justin Fields is a maker player for you and this season's going to be shaped around him. Ultimately, if 
he does not succeed, we're going to draft a quarterback next year. So you have two first round picks. Obviously, Carolina's probably going to be so you think that you got from them is going to be a brown pick. And a very bad class next year. However, if the event that he doesn't succeed, we have agency plan. Yeah. And that could be the first pick in the draft. <laughs> I mean, the Panthers could realistically end up with the first pick in the draft. It, it could happen. I, I don't I don't see that happening. But it could, man. Just like the Bears winning the Super Bowl, it could happen. The Cowherd thing, man, it's just like you said, and there's other factors involved too. First off, the guy wants clicks. That's what they do. That's what they all do. And a lot of these national guys – they, they probably don't even have the time like we do. We see everything that the Bears do because we follow them. Mm-hmm. So they're probably not even seeing they're, – they're misinformed to begin with because they're not getting the whole story. You, right. you, it's like you tell me your side, you tell me your side. Now I know the whole story. But if, if one of you guys is just telling me all your side and I'm not following through and seeing the rest of the picture, you know, he's going to do that. But it, it's a lot of clickbait shit. And that most of these guys don't bother – no, they don't bother me because I – I do the same thing. Somebody mentioned in the chat. Turn it off. I listened to that thing like three times while I was in the shower going, yeah, he's still still an idiot. Some, sometimes the guy makes sense. Sometimes I think he's an idiot. So, I, you know, <laughs> I'm serious. I mean, sometimes because I, I, I watch him a little bit. I'm watching him less and less. I'm watching all the Chicago shit now more than, than the national shit because I'm, I'm just done with that. The fact that we're talking about him right now means he wins. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But – it's done. So now we could even shut up talking about them. <laughs> <laughs> Move on to the real, the real story, which is you know. I wanted to kind of, I wanted to kind of compare Eberflus to some of the the previous coaches. Uh, let me remove this comment here. Your your worst to, to Super Bowl winners in the second year is what you're going to show. Oh, okay. Yeah. So here we have. Yeah. Post Ditka, we have Wani going seven and nine, then nine and seven. And then Dick Duran going six and ten and five and eleven. And then we have Lovey Smith going five and eleven and eleven and five. And Mark Trustman going eight and eight and five and eleven. And none of this really goes to I guess this kind of goes to the point that it's 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 gonna take a lot for this to become uh, a reality. Because here we have John Fox going six and ten and three and thirteen and then Ah, oh, shit. Man, I'm just sick of all those numbers you've shown. Then I have to, then I have to go and say his name again. Damn years. Sorry, Dan. Then Matt Nagy. I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. I uh, had to go. He went 12 and four, and then eight and eight. So, I guess I'm kind of proven to my point that it's just it's it's not possible. It's not really that. Um, it is possible, but it's not that probable. But here we have. Matt Abreuflus going three and fourteen, and then according to Aldo Gandia, fourteen and three this season. That's all those numbers. Let's definitely specify that. That was Aldo on the show. Aldo Gandia's numbers right there. And he actually said, "Who are we losing to? Cleveland, Detroit, and Kansas City. Those were the three losses." He called them out. So that's on record, man. So if that's possible, then I'll I'll shit my pants if it's true. Peyton Manning had a three-win season his first year. 
and then I believe he never had a losing season after that. So yeah. is it possible? Of course it's possible. It's happened, but it all it all comes down to the quarterback shoulders. Now, the thing is, though, it's like I feel like we're so scarred as Bears fans just because we've been beaten down with this bad quarterback play. We're the only team without a 4,000-yard passer. But, but that – that bar is so high for us because it hasn't been achieved, but for the rest of the league, it's not set high. Like teams have 4,000 yard passers. It, it's not that big of a deal. So, you know, to, really the reason why I think we struggle to think that, oh, we're, we're about to see some kind of offense here or something is just because of the, the past. And we have like PTSD from it. But the fact of the matter is here, I just want to uh, share some numbers with you guys. Top eight, wide receivers since 2019 or, or um, players with the most receiving yards. So you got Devontae Adams, best receiver in the last several years, right? Stefan Diggs on the Bills, who was a Super Bowl contender every year. Uh, Travis Kelsey in Kansas City, who was a Super Bowl contender every year. Uh, Tyreek Hill on Miami, who's looking to contend for a Super Bowl this year. Cooper Cup on Los Angeles, who won a Super Bowl. You got Justin Jefferson, who alone can get you almost 2,000 yards. A.J. Brown, who made the Eagles – a Super Bowl contender, and then you have DJ Moore at number eight. So to think that this can't happen for some reason is really just a, a fallacy of the mindset we're all in from the past and from just being kind of beaten and broken down. But the fact of the matter is Ryan Poles is doing some good work right now. He's putting this team together. It might be a little bit slower of a build than some defensive-based teams. Those teams tend to spike a little bit. That's why I think you saw that with Lovey that he was able to even win in his second year because defenses can get you good for a year, but they don't they don't typically get you back every single year. They spike here and there, and then they kind of go flat. Whereas, you know, an offense-based team, like I said, Peyton Manning never had a losing season after his first one. Those kind of teams will get you to the playoffs year in and year out, but it does all depend on Justin Fields. I think the kid's going to get it done. I really do. I think he's confident, and I think, uh, I think the reason why we didn't see it last year, we saw – listen, I mean, he – didn't rush that much in college. The reason why we saw him break, uh, you know, rushing records for the Bears and, and come close to breaking Vic's record is because he, a lot of those rushes were to avoid sacks. Frankly, he's just faster than most of the players out there. His reaction time is great. The game is definitely slowing down for him, and you can see that. And on top of it, he's – don't forget, he's like 6'2", 220. He's a fucking boulder running down. And so you see it all the time. Guys get a hand on him, he just shrugs him off. Yeah, he's fucking huge. Like, he's huge, and he's as fast as Tyreek Hill. That's a hard guy to stop. But he only used his legs, I, I think, out of desperation. It was a lot of third-down plays. We're putting video together. I see it all the time. It's on third-down, third-down, third-down. He's just – he's looking to convert, and he doesn't trust anybody. And now I think that's going to change. And if it does, and you can sit there and use his running ability as a, as a weapon instead of an act of desperation, oh, man, I think you can have a pretty dangerous team. And that is how they would – make their pass to the Super Bowl, sir, if it happens. I mean, it's got to happen yeah. that way, though. It's got to happen that way. So. The plays like I think it was the Falcons game where he, or oh, he might have been that one where he's running around for like 26 seconds or something, and he finally throws <laughs> the ball to someone for a completion, and I think it was almost – it might not have been, it might have been a first down, actually. One of my favorite plays out of that game was a five-step yeah. drop. He steps up. Nobody's open. He's made his first read, second read. Pressure's coming from the left, and he's already scrambling to the right because he knows the pressure's coming. So he's already got he's already got a second on it, and he's actually pointing to the guy, run left, and Montgomery ran like a swing route up the sideline, and he just, on the run, dropped a dime. I mean, I could have caught that ball. Montgomery just had to stick his hands out, and it was right there, and it was definitely one of the nicer throws I saw him. 
season. It was the it was it was seriously. You can there is plenty of examples of those passes. Oh yeah. But, it's not like he's a running quarterback. And, and then the stuff that, that was missed was the easy stuff. There's a lot of missed screens, a lot of missed short throws, stuff like that. that you could clean that up, you know? Mm-hmm. That's not that bad. I, I heard the stat today that he was actually the number one uh, quarterback when it came to deep throws, 31 to 40 yards. I think he was 6 for 8, 75%, um, which is pretty decent. So, yeah, I, he could drop it in there deep, too. Uh, and, I, I, you know, the, the threat of him running, he – there's a play against the Eagles that I love. When he scampers outside, it's like every defensive player gives up their um, gives up their coverage and just goes to rush in on him, or at least stumbles or something. They all they all get caught up in the fact that oh man, he might be running, and that was enough uh, for the one play. And it was at, actually at the end of the game where we were kind of competing to potentially come back and maybe even beat the Eagles because it was it was a close scoring game. It was a very it was close game. Clutch, yeah, it was in a clutch moment, and it was able to. Byron Pringle was able to open up and just catch a pass with no defender on him. And you saw that even in week one against San Francisco, Dante Pettis, when that rollout was there, everybody bit on fields rushing, and he just looked across the field and had a wide open man. This is more about Cowturd saying, Cowturd saying his record is so shitty that he's a shitty quarterback because of his record. He starts off that fucking in, that whatever his subject about Justin Fields was in the first two sentences he talks about his his record being what five and 25 or something as a starter and dude you take away his rookie season the Steelers game he that was a game that he should have had under his belt an an amazing comeback game uh there's there was a game uh, several games last year that they should have won the Packers uh the, the 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 Washington game uh the Dolphins game they could have won if it wasn't for a, a no-call pass interference against Claypool at the end of the game. Um, they have no and business losing to the Falcons. And that's the biggest issue with this narrative, right, is that these guys go out and just at a high level look at the record. They don't look at the caliber of play that you're seeing from this quarterback. And, you know, all of this run-first narrative and Justin Fields isn't a true quarterback, well – Look at what the kid did in college. He very seldomly ran the ball. He was a pass-first guy. Yep. Yep. Dead on, dead on, man. And he was an accurate. He was an accurate passer too, actually. He actually, he actually left his home state, Georgia, because they mm-hmm. wanted to use him as a running quarterback. And he said, "No, I'm going to go to Ohio State and compete for the job as a passer." And that's what he wanted to do. That was very important for him. So, um, what a smart move. Yeah, kids dangerous physically though. And that's where you see these rushing statistics come from. It's it's just physically, like I said, he's, he's just a beast at the position. However, mentally, um, yeah, he's looking to pass first. However, like, what would you rather have? You want, you want him to get sacked nine times a game? Or do you want him to get sacked four times and turn five of those into first downs and keep a drive moving? And, and really all this proves about the kid is his vision and his awareness and his ability to see things quicker than most for him to have those moves, to have all these yards rushing. So if the, if his offensive line becomes dominant and he can sit back there and if he has to move around in the pocket, his vision for that is already there. So eventually when he becomes a pocket passer, if you will, he's going to, that's, he's going to have the ability to move around and dance around within the pocket and get rid of the ball without having to run it all the time. 
the, the, the offensive line, I think, is is going to be vastly improved this season. Is I think we're going to see a big step out of this kid in year two, in year three, and that could be the reason why they win the Super Bowl. Year one was like a half year. What's that? I, I said year one was kind of it was a yeah. half year. He didn't yeah. play a full year. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to consider that as first year. Look, look what was on the team, and I'm not saying anything against the, the player. Yeah. That's huge. They, 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 they suck. They, <laughs> they overachieved. They, if they would have would have won a few more games, they would. If they won three more games, it would have been an overachievement for for the caliper. And again, I'm not saying anything against the guys on the team, but look at the roster in a year ago today, and you know what I mean. One year difference. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned too, Paulski, about how long it takes, and I'm going. I he's actually turned this roster around pretty decently. Yep really quick you know we could be we could be in three years where i thought it might take four or five literally so you know we got a starting left tackle out of a pick we didn't have last year the year before yeah we usually trade up or i mean not trade up you trade up or we trade the first pick away and don't even have it we traded back and got a number one wide receiver (laughs) i mean it's the amount of work rifles is doing it. You know the the old I've saying been about, about our draft for fifteen years because we who's ever running it every fucking time just exactly. Just and, off, man. Hey, my point I'm about to make. George Hallis was doing the sixties and the seventies when Papa was running it. One or two players. You look at fourteen, fifteen player I'll, draft. Seventeen. What was the phrase about him, Foster? He threw around nickels like manhole covers, right? He is hundred thirty years old, huh? I mean, <laughs> I wasn't even alive back then, but. <laughs> Well, the the phrase, the the saying about Hallis was he threw around nickels like manhole covers, and Ryan Poles treats draft picks like gold bars. Oh yeah, that's okay. That's how I. You know, one thing I wanted to bring up, guys. I know we're short on time here. Is back to this run first narrative that's around Justin Fields. The ultimate issue here is that if the Bears had won those seven games last season where they were within a score or less, and the Bears come out and win 10 games last season with Justin Fields rushing for 1,000 yards, no Bears fan and no media analyst would be upset at all with the result. So it's a catch-22 situation, right? We know Justin Fields didn't lose those games for the Bears last season. Right. You know who did win all those close games? Minnesota Vikings. They made the playoffs as a first seed yeah. in their division and with uh with a, a negative point differential they had more points scored against them than they yeah. scored that does not happen very often i think they were i think they were like eight no nine and no ten and no or something in one score games they literally won all of them so that coin flipped heads for them every single time and it flipped tails for us most of the time but you're right let's flip space let's flip spots let's let's give them like eight less wins and us seven more wins and what's the narrative then kirk cousins yeah. sucks ass which he does, and, and there's no threat there of him actually beating you. You know, he's just there. The threat is Justin Jefferson on that team. But I mean, yeah, that that team won a lot of close games. I don't think that's, I don't think that happens two years in a row. It, it's an outlier to happen in one year. So that evens, that's going to even out a lot. And yeah, you, if our situation evens out, even even just do us half the games, and. Yeah. The talent on this team is still going to win you a couple more. That's why I said that. I, I think they're looking at like an eight, nine win season realistically. But you never know. You could rattle off a couple more wins here and there. Things can happen. But 
Um, but yeah, the run first narrative, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, they were the number one rushing team and it was highly due to Justin Fields numbers, but you know, the running game for this offense didn't do bad overall. And then the run blocking was pretty decent. And, you know, even if they are a, a run first team, the quarterback is not a run first quarterback. I, mm-hmm. He is definitely a passer. He's going, you know, yeah. I, I see plenty of video when I'm putting my videos together. It was like a that. brand new he offense. Through, he goes through his reads. You see it. One, two, three, <laughs> shit, there's no time. And then he yeah. starts scrambling away. Like there's very, you, look, I, I made a great video actually. When he could get to the third read. Yeah. <laughs> right. If, if somebody if, if I could go on, space. Yeah, Sorry, right. Man. If I could go on for a quick no, you're good. If I could go on for a quick minute. I made a real cool video about a statistic where I was kind of just thinking, okay, well, you know, how many times does a pass play get called and Justin Fields goes back intending to pass, but then he has to run away? And so the statistic I wound up looking up was dropbacks. Yeah. versus pass attempt. So I, I kind of did some numbers on the league and like the most efficient quarterback in this category was Tom Brady. He had like a 4% top, 4% of the time when a pass play got called, it wanted to be something other than a pass play, meaning he got sacked or, or something, but he's going to throw it at the ground before right. he gets hit or runs or something. So that's still a pass attempt. And, you know, you looked at most successful quarterbacks in the league, they were around 8 9 10%. Yeah. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, all these passing guys, even Trevor Lawrence was pretty good with it. That means one out of ten times you're calling a pass play, and this guy either gets sacked or has to rush or something, but well, one right. out of ten times. And so some of the more rushing quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts, um, uh, Josh Allen, they were like 12 13 14%. And Justin Fields was at thirty yeah. percent. It was such yeah. a huge fucking outlier yeah. in statistic. So that so you're telling me one out of every single three times you call a pass play, something else happens. That tells me this offense wasn't clicking right, wasn't functioning right. That's There's why they were applying so hard. There's a lot going wrong, yeah. and they still were ma- managed to do something positive with the rush running game. You know, so yeah. they still found their niche in all that chaos. And, and man, they cleaned some of that up. And we're going to see a huge difference in this offense. I, I wanted to I, I wanted to go back to this real quick because I don't know how much time you have, Andrew. We're good on time. I, I think Paulski is too. Um, I don't know what your yeah, your time is, but isn't it a, you, isn't you, it a good thing? Answer, that I've got I've got a few more minutes, guys. No rush. Okay, okay. you stay whatever you're good with, man. That's up to you. Um, so I, I was going to go back because we we're talking about if they won those six, five, six, or seven of those games. Thank, thank God they didn't because we wouldn't have anything that we have today. And the team would still be as crappy as they were last year uh, and probably hit, win less games because this. the other thing we were talking about, too, with the, the weakness of schedule, if you guys remember last year at the beginning of the season, the Bears actually had the second easiest schedule. And by the, near the end of the season, it was, what, the second or third hardest. Right. Go back. And, I'm, I'm not sure I got the numbers right, but I know it's something like that. It literally yeah, flips. So I, I can't go on any of that. Thank God they didn't win it. They didn't win those games because, again, we wouldn't have DJ Moore. We wouldn't have Wright. Look at what we wouldn't have if, if, if you know, but you, but coincidence. You sometimes it's a good reason we didn't have the luck that the, that the Minnesota did. Watch how I bad mean, they're going to be. I mean, four straight defensive or, uh, goal line stances against the, the Washington team. I can't remember. Yeah. The commanders. Commanders. Yeah. It should have it it been four, four Washington. I was at that game. It was like two against the Packers, and they didn't get the touchdown. Like, and there was questionable calls on every one of them, the or at least a couple they of them. Broke on, they decided. I feel that 
this season. Seriously, not, it's starting to, I'm starting to feel fucking conspiracy theory here against Bears quarterbacks. Like, is the league not allowing it to happen and they have to have their crony come on and talk shit about Bears quarterback when so he's like, one of the. He, he, listen, guys, if, if Justin, he knows, Andrew, he's the, fucking, <laughs> the top five of the rushing quarterbacks of all time, he's correct. He's number two. <laughs> in history. Right. He has like three Bears records. Right. He broke his own record like three fucking times. Yes. How about this, guys? You, Colin no, Man, no quarterback. You, dude. Let, let no quarterback can go. Go, Boston. No quarterback in the NFL has scored more than three rushing touchdowns with 50 yards rushing or more. Uh, so three times in their career. I think Steve Young did it three times and. Justin Fields did it three times in a fucking month. In one yeah. month. Yes. In his second year, right? Yeah. Which is technically his first year was a half year. So it's like, dude, there's, the ceiling on this kid is so high. His intelligence is through the roof. He's processing quick. His work ethic's great. His character's great. His processing. That's all you want to bash him for. Like, you know what, what I mean? A great quarterback. Processing yeah. ability. Video he has. Views. Yes. Well, that's one thing with Fields, even uh, you alluded to it a little bit ago as well. It's not like he's not going through the progressions and making the right reads. He's getting two seconds in the backfield, making reads, and then running for his life so he doesn't get his head taken off. I mean, w- would you rather see him get sacked, what was it, 14 times against Cleveland or something yeah. crazy in his rookie yeah. season? Right. You know, Nine. Justin Fields yeah. is doing everything he can to win, and he's the best athlete on the field at all times in a lot of scenarios. And, mm-hmm. you know, if there's nobody to pass the ball to, he just steps up and puts it on his shoulders and runs in for a touchdown. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the 30-yard runs as long as he's smart and doesn't get himself hurt. You know, sustainability is going to be a big thing moving forward. You look at a lot of rushing quarterbacks, Lamar Jackson comes to mind, and the injuries start to pile up when uh, you don't protect yourself in the way that you should. And I think Justin's smart. He realized towards the end of the season that he really had to start making smarter decisions in that regard. And he wants to pass the ball, guys. At the end of the day, he just had nobody to throw to. 90% of the receiving core on the roster would have been practice squad guys for other teams. Mm -hmm. Dante Pettis was a practice squad guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. In, fact, I'm, in fact, I'm not even sure he was. I don't. I think 31 other teams didn't even allow him to practice with them when we picked him up. <laughs> so, so I don't. I don't even. Yeah, it's it's working with nothing. I'm hoping Pettis. It's random trivia time. Uh, uh, and before I end, I'm hoping Pettis ends up on the Packers somehow this year. <laughs> yeah, he might. All right. We have let's see. What is the name of this one? I have to remove this for it really quick because I have to make sure I know what that one is. That's rough. All right. You don't know nothing. Oh, All right. So I because I have to I don't know the answer to these questions, so I have to I have to make this and then my wife puts him on a card so i can show the rockin answer hard, i want to i want to guess with you guys <laughs> yeah rocking hard rocking mm. hard <laughs> if pj was on the show he would have got that way before you Jesus. he's a master 
What is the nickname of the Bears safety duo of Gary Fensick and Doug Plank? A, the Hitmen. B, the Maniacs. C, the Boom Boys. Or D, Rock and a Hard Rock and Hard Place. Caught between a rock and a hard place. No, that's not my answer. So I think the NFL used to incentivize hard hits. So I'm going with the Hitmen. Hmm. I, I'm also going to say A. Uh, mm-hmm. Not going to lie, guys. Gary Fensick and Doug Plank, although I know the players were a little before no my time. So. Yeah, I have no. <laughs> <laughs> so. I think well, I th- I'm going I'm to go with A too. Well, well, when I when I was first started playing, uh, I, I was Doug Plank, and my buddy Marky Marbach was Gary Fensick. Man, we, we've actually <laughs> broke some kids' ribs. Nice. Just mean and nasty like that. And, nice. and A, the hitman, it was also the Southside White Sox slang for about four or five years in the 70s. So I, I, I'm going to go with A, the hitman, because that's the answer. <laughs> All right. Oh, there you go. So the guy who actually knows. So we it. got, uh, let's see what chat says. I was there. Doug Van Doren says A, the hitman. STC says A. Squeegee says A. Doug Van Dorn says, I like D as a nickname, though. <laughs> it's a song no. by the Rolling Stones, too. <laughs> All right, let's see what the answer is. I'm just going to show it right here. A, the Hitmen. All right. right. Nice. All right. That was, that was 70s, man. I don't, if you guys ever get a chance, go watch some film of them two playing together. Because Blank okay. was unbelievable. He killed himself in the long run because he was such a freaking – well, back then you could spear and shit, but he That's what he would knock you out, man. He would try to dick butt this people, man. Just take them out oh, of the yeah. fucking game. So. I, I got some uh, I got some stats for you guys. I, I know I kind of went over this with Shorty the other day a little bit, but um, here's an interesting one. So since the year 2000 and moving forward, right? Any Bears that uh, player that was on the team from 2004, not finished their career in 2004, but uh, receiving yard leaders, who are the top five? Uh, oh, from, since 2000? Because I was going to say it. Since 2000 time. forward. Since 2000 <laughs> forward. No, no, no. Since 2000 forward. In the modern era of football. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I can get the names right. we got another random trivia question here. Yeah, uh, he's got uh, some good ones, actually. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say Brandon Marshall has to be on that list. Brandon Marshall is on that list. Definitely. Um, he, uh, Hold he on. Don't give up the order. Okay. Brandon Marshall. No, I don't even list. remember the order. Well, I, I don't know what the order is, but I'm trying to think of the guys that would have been on it. And uh, uh, Musa Muhammad. Is Conway in the 2000s? No, no so Musa Muhammad yeah. is not on it. He's actually down in the teens. I almost was gonna. I was gonna say Musa. Um, who's the dude that went to Florida? That we trade. That we traded to Florida. That might be 90s too, man. Yeah, probably. Because uh, I'm telling you right now. It, it's not a great list. Alshon Jeffrey is number one. Alshon, I forgot all. I don't know how I could forget and, about and him. And look, he was only here four years, right? Yeah, yep. We didn't even decide to fit. So in four how, years. How many yards? Because he could have broken it in a couple more yards, right? So Alshon Jeffrey had um, 45-49, and he's number third all time on the Bears. <laughs> Who's first? Johnny Morris? 
Johnny Morris. Harlan Hill, yes. 5,000. Since 2000. Yeah, and those guys yeah, are 5,059 for Johnny Morris. Morris, but, um, Morris wasn't even a wide receiver. If we would have picked up the fifth-year option, he would have been number one, <laughs> right? So, oh, yeah, Alshon Jeffries won. Okay. Number two is is a tricky one. Um, the guy who won. Doug Van Dorn's on to you. <laughs> okay, well, listen, Doug Van Dorn. Yeah, Forte is number two. We got a yeah. running back. Yes, yeah. our number two all-time receiver since since 2000, right? Mm -hmm. So Forte has 4,116 yards. Who's number three? Alshon Jeffrey. No, he was one. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, he traded him to the Vikings. Or he signed with uh, the Vikings. Brandon Marshall. Uh, it wasn't Brandon Marshall. He signed with the Rams. He signed with the Rams. Hey, play, play that Matt Nagy clip again. <laughs> Maybe uh, that'll remind you. Maybe that'll remind you who our wide receiver was here. You did say the name. I'm not even going to get into that. That's I have zero thought. Yeah, it's Allen Robinson. That's our third. Okay. That's our third completing wide receiver since yeah. 2000. Then that we got Brandon Marshall at four, and number five is Devin Hester, who's never supposed to be a wide receiver. Wow. wow. Yeah. Not set that high here. Yeah. Like it's really, really. Really not. There's a goddamn running back on the fucking list. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know it's, it's going to suck when it this starts doable, off with you know? the best receiver of all time is actually a fucking running back from 50, <laughs> 60 years ago. Right? Right. What does that tell you? Right. No. Well, guys, if Greg Olson was like, if he retired a pair with those stats, he, he would have all almost all double Johnny Morris yeah. as a tight end. Well, yep. I, I figure DJ can break Morris in five, six seasons at the most. If he's here that long. Yeah, we yeah. just need to sign DJ to one extension after this. Right. If he's here for four or five years, he'll right. be number one easily. Mm -hmm. right. That's an interesting list, fellas. Really interesting to hear that Devin Hester's on that list at five. <clears throat> yeah. As you alluded to, just because he was never supposed to be a wide receiver and he yeah. didn't want to play receiver. He was very vocal about that, that being a return man was his specialty and obviously the greatest return man of all time. And deserves to be in the hall of fame in my opinion yep. but top five receivers since 2000 i don't know about that the bar's not set very high you know we we run into these career ending injuries like kevin white and johnny knox you know all these guys that showed so much promise uh over the last 23 years and mm -hmm. the future's finally looking up for bears fans i think so i, I love the addition of Robert Tanyan, too, coming from McHenry and pulling him from the Packers. And I think that's just going to open up the, the the passing lanes for DJ. I think what they're doing, is, it all leads to DJ Moore becoming the guy. And if he's not, some, it's going to be somebody else. He's, he's that missing piece that we needed. Absolutely. You have a true bona fide number one receiver out there on the field, which takes pressure off of Chase Claypool takes pressure away from Darnell Mooney. You drafted Tyler Scott, who many considered a steal in the late rounds. And this offense looks completely better than it did last season. As you mentioned, Bobby Tunyon, a nice acquisition, got him for a fair market price. And he's a guy that's very similar in numbers to Cole Komet. I mean, if Justin builds some chemistry with him, now you've got two big tight ends who you can – have box other players out in the end zone for touchdowns and 
that makes the red zone a little bit easier, hopefully. Uh, and then you've really got the ability to stretch the field. Uh, Darnell Mooney coming out of the slot, going to be very explosive as your number three. You know, there's a saying you can't cover everybody, right? So uh, I think Darnell Mooney's going to strive this year. Uh, he's going to surprise a lot of people in terms of his production simply because they have to cover DJ Moore double in certain situations. And then you've got Chase Claypool, who's another big bodied guy who can go up and get a 50 50 ball. So I'm interested to see what this season brings. I think uh, there's definitely upside on the offensive side of the ball. I'm a little skeptical with the defensive picks we made, uh, both in the second and third. I like the additions to the D line, but I really would have liked to see them sign an edge rusher. Uh, tried and true edge rusher that is obviously uh, there's talks of the guy from Washington right Chase Young uh, becoming available are there is that real it it was out there I'm sure if they got again no he's they didn't pick up his fifth year option so this is his fourth season is what the deal is they were talking about trades yeah, but, yeah. If you start off hot, you can still make a trade before week six, right? The the right? one thing you can guys still make that, a trade early on and, and yeah. go for something. Sorry, else and uh, Andrew, go ahead. No, no, you're fine. The one thing I did want to get your guys' opinion on before I have to jump off for the night is Valus Jones and where he fits into this offense. So I think Valus Jones could potentially be cut. I mean, yeah. I don't want to go that far, but. You look at the depth that we have at receiver now and all the fumbles, drop balls, uh, dropped kick and punt returns that he had last season. And that's a real cause for concern when you have so much depth at the wide receiver position now that you could potentially be moving on from a guy who was a third-round pick just a year ago, right? Yeah. So if I could answer this first, and then I'm going to go grab right. another beer real quick. So um, right. definitely, first of all, they showed that they don't have these – I love what Ryan Poles is doing. He showed that he doesn't have ties to his picks just because they're his picks and they're high picks. That guy wanted to be demoted to the practice squad last year after a couple fumbles and whatnot. So there is no, hey, we have to try and make this work out and this and that and whatnot. There's no Adam Shaheen scenario where just because he's our second-round pick, we got to keep trying this bullshit. No, if, if he sucks, he's, he's going to get cut. And when you look at this wide receiver room, listen, this is a team with a fullback on it. This is a team that might actually run two tight end sets out there, meaning that they're going to need a third tight end on the roster too. So there's so many roster spots on the team, right? And you have DJ Moore, Darnell Mooney, Chase Claypool, right? You have Travis Scott, St. Brown, who they signed to a one-year deal, Pettis, who they signed to a one-year deal, who do have some chemistry. But listen, if they're your five and six, they were your two and three last year. You know what I mean? They were played out of position. If they were five or six, what they would do statistically then would be acceptable. And then you have Vilas Jones Jr. And so that's, you know, you got seven guys on a team. Travis Scott, too. Uh, I'm pretty sure I mentioned him. But seven guys total. I'm pretty sure you're only keeping six. You know, yeah, so yeah. one of them, one of them's going. So yeah, you're right. It could be Vilas Jones. It could be. It could be Vilas Jones. It could be Pettis. It could be St. Brown. Uh, I believe it's one of those three, and then well, wild cards is it could be Chase Claypool, but I don't, I don't think that'll happen. But uh, Duck Van Dorn, Dorn points out that he has the fastest time of, any, of anyone on the Bears roster. Period. He's worth investing more time in. 
Correct. You picked up Pettis but, off a of practice squad. You might as well get rid of him before. You, you know, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, right. it's he might be there. fast, but he's not shifty. He's not shifty, quick, fast. He doesn't have all of the – he's fast. He's fast, but there's a lot more to that, to that than just fast. <laughs> multiple factors involved here, guys, I think, anyways. Number one, cost. He's still on the rookie deal. Um, number two, you you know all he's been doing lately is working on punt returning with a left kick, left footed kicking punter and a right. So I mean, even even after OTAs when he went home, he was working on catching returning punts. So I, I think that's his right. mainstay thing. And then if you look at his last three games last year, go back and watch the last three games he played in those last three games. Um. He seemed to have more confidence. It, it, and I think you mentioned this a few weeks ago, Dan. It looked like he was forcing himself to do way too much on his team, just putting too much pressure. I mean, I'm looking at it as if I'm him because that's me, man. I'm like, all right, I'll make this fucking team better by myself. If you get that mentality, you can – it can get be turned negative on you. You know, I'm not saying yeah. I'm right. I actually say, though, well, that he, he, he came out have today. a breakout season, and I think he, he will stay on the Bears, man, because – They've got options with, with these receivers, and you can never have enough good receivers, never. He this came out saying that he, his maturity with being in college for, for, you know, he's 25, he thinks it's going to help him. It, it may have backfired because the game was it, it was harder for him to learn than he thought, right. which was, I'm sure, for a lot of most and, players. You know, so now all these- it could be where he is a, a factor, though, this season, and maybe it's – Somebody all, else doesn't make the team. Like all um, these guys coming off a of COVID season mer- missed a regular year of workouts and preparation. Yeah, at least nine, true. 12, 14 months, all of them. Yeah. So I mean, I, I look at Valis this way right now. Okay, there there can't be any sophomore jinx because he shouldn't be a sophomore right now. He should be in his third year, mm-hmm. um, due to COVID and other factors that arrived. His mm-hmm. age, and if he would just calm down and let the game come to him, because he's got all the tools, and we know that. I mean, well, I, I believe you can see that if you look at his college film and even go back and look at those last three games, man. He caught a couple really nice passes. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I And I look at how Poles is because I am a big Poles guy from the day he signed him. I was like, finally, 60 fucking years and we got a guy who really knows fucking people. He was a fucking scout. My, mm-hmm. my fucking life, we finally got somebody who's going to go get some decent players again. Yeah. Back in the day, it was Jim Finks, and we had what's his name, Gabriel, and those guys in the early 2000s. But nothing ever long term, man. Nothing ever long term enough. I mean, Finks came in early. It took him like six years to build that team, man. He started in 75 or 76, and about 79 when he drafted Hampton and a couple of them other guys in that draft. That's when he finally turned the corner. I mean, he was involved with Peyton and stuff, but I just I see Vellis as staying on the team because. He's on the rookie deal. What, he's got three more years left on that contract. Pettis is a one-year deal. I don't know the exact terms. Uh, there's got to be a dollar that he's going to get. Yeah. And and what what has he done? We, we've seen what he is. We saw it all season. We know exactly <laughs> what Pettis is. That's why he's not still with Kansas City. Nobody else picked him up because he is what he is. Right. You I, hit I him in the hands and he drops guy. the ball. I put my stock in that. Unless <laughs> – Unless he looks absolutely freaking terrible uh, in training camp and in a preseason game or two. And even then, I still, you know, because I don't know the guy. I'm not talking to him. All right, him. shut up. It's, it's, it's your turn. 
You were about to say what? <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> caught me off guard there. But you know, ultimately, I think that Velas is a guy who has the ability to be great. I think, as Foster alluded to, he's got a bad case of the jitters, and that's really kind of when you get that uh, that taste in your mouth, so to speak, as a player, especially as a rookie. It's hard for you to overcome that, and you just want to put so much pressure on yourself. And uh, I do like that Velas was down in Florida with Justin Fields and team practicing, getting some extra reps in. Obviously, uh, that's all voluntary by choice, non-official for the team. But these guys on the offense are going out and building chemistry in all the right ways. Uh, St. Brown was kind of a signing that interested me only because he's he's a great blocking option for Justin Fields when he goes downfield, but you don't really see a lot of uh, sustainability or really promise out of him. We definitely got the wrong St. Brown brother out of that deal, one would say. But yeah. uh, they, they got exactly who they knew they got. That's why they got him. They exactly knew yeah. who he was. I do appreciate you guys uh, having me on tonight, and I do apologize for the technical difficulties there at the beginning. No worries. Uh, the next time I join you, I will be on my A game, so to speak. So uh, we appreciate uh, we appreciate you wanting to come back. First of all, yeah, <laughs> we'd love to have you back. Uh, I appreciate it, guys. I do have to jump off. I've got another obligation I got to get to. But uh, thank quick, you. Run your show again. Give us the day and time of your show when you're on. Absolutely. Uh, so our show is. Thursday nights at 7 30, 8 p.m. Uh, same time slot as you guys. As you know, we are looking to possibly move that to Wednesday or Friday uh, to be a little more accommodating for my partner. But you can find me over on the Undefeated Sports Network. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Tarbill underscore 1252. Uh, I'll be posting all sorts of stuff as we prepare for the season. And uh, appreciate you guys having me on and look forward to chatting with you in the future. Big fan, Andrew. Thank Thanks you very much Andrew. for coming on and joining us tonight. Have a good Thanks, evening, guys. Brother. Take care. Stay we'll safe. talk soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. Nice guy. Nice guy. I like him, dude. I like him. Nice guy. Busy guy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Taking out his time from doing his own things tonight to hop on with. And he's got a family to take care of, too. So, you know, he yeah. is a busy guy, man. Yeah. Uh, where did I saw something about. Oh, here. I wanted to show this real quick because we we're talking uh, about it. I was going to hang my one-year-old's uh, little Erlacher jersey in the back, but I couldn't pull it out in time. <laughs> oh, man, yeah, I got to yeah. see that. That's cool yeah, shit. I had her all dressed up during the season and everything. I, I was cool. just talking to a guy today. He's 42, and, he, and I'm like, dude, how did you become a Bears fan? I wish I had my phone. I would have interviewed. And he told me this whole story. He was four years old, and the Bears were winning the Super Bowl. And, and his grandmother told him, it's the Bears. It's a big deal. They're going to win the Super Bowl for the first time ever, blah, blah, blah. So the next year for Christmas – he got one of those kids full jerseys, and he's been a Bear fan since he was five years old, man. Nice. That's fucking amazing. It's it's. I didn't do the, the story justice. I was trying to even get him on here. His name's Phil Barry. He's probably listening right now because he's kind of shy, but it's a, good, it's a good story. It's about five minutes the way he tells it. So, <laughs> what happened to PJ? He wasn't in chat. He, he was in chat. He said he might he be trying to beat though from the practices today, man. Oh yeah, they're doing they were doing like a seven to nine practice yeah. or something. 
I mean, listen, guys, if you guys want to fill more time, I got more time and I got more to talk about. I can well, keep going. Absolutely. You know what? I'm going to take a leak and you, you, yeah. you go, man. All right. So, you stay um, as long as you want, man. We'll just get rid of Dan and we'll sure. have a real show. All right. So, hey, you know, so like I did the top five wide receivers. So let's talk um, just all time top three Bears quarterback passing leaders uh, by yards, right? By yardage. So, number <laughs> one, number one is. Jay Cutler, 23,400 yards, right? Yeah. Number two, we go back to uh, to your time, Sid Luckman, <laughs> <laughs> 14,686. Uh, and number three, we got Jim Harbaugh. Four, we got Jim McMahon. Five, we got Mitchell Trubisky, right? Jim Harbaugh's at 11,567. So t- 24,000 yards is the number to beat by Jay Cutler, right? Yeah. Um, Fields is at 4,200, I believe, so far in his career. Yeah. Uh, So, you know, he puts about six years in of 3,000-yard seasons. He's got it, right? We just have to sign him pretty much to one extension. Yeah, that's what I mean. This, You know, it's amazing when you start going through the league and you start saying, okay, well, let's look at some career numbers for guys. Like, Jameis Winston has more than 24,000 yards. If he played his whole career, he would be the number one Bears quarterback. Uh, Derek Carr has more than that. If he played his whole career here, he'd be the number – I mean, the the list is stupid for how how low the bar is set. But for some reason, like I said, there's the stigma here that it's set so high that, you know, uh, it just – you know, it's going to change. It, it changes. Back. This is a history that's been going on. If you go back yeah. from the time that right. passing came into the NFL, and this is Halas's theory, is you get the good defense, you get the bruising or the quick running back, quarterback don't matter. This was his thing. He goes, you could, right. you could take anybody because all they're supposed to be are game managers. Well, right. it, it, it turns it, out it, you're, you're talking about our number two guy, Sid Luckman. If you go back and you look at the history, he's the first game manager that had all this – I, if, if I could show you clips of him doing shit that Mahomes is doing today, running the opposite way, throwing a sidearm pass over a dude for a touchdown in the 40s, 1942 right. to be exact. So, but I mean, they've never had that thing uh, because of Hellas. He never put a priority on the quarterback. That's why we but had all these sucky teams from like the 60s into the 70s. Just never but did. But it's not like these trends just keep going. It's not like they just keep going just to keep going. Like, for example, okay. Uh, what is your confidence level in uh, Jordan Love being a Hall of Fame quarterback? Mine is fucking almost None. zero. Yeah, right, almost, almost zero. zero. So okay, I'll, so, I'll the trend, my, so if the trend, doesn't continue there, Sorry, go ahead. if the trend does not continue there right. in a positive direction, why right. the hell do we keep thinking that it's just going to continue here in the negative direction just because it's going to continue? Like it, it's just. Listen, I, I get it's it's been a while, but you know, the, like you said, the Bears have built their teams in a specific way. And like I was saying earlier, defensive teams tend to spike. Um, we've had we've had those spikes. I mean, we went to a Super Bowl in 2006. We went to an NFC Championship in 2010. Uh, some teams have still never been to a fucking Super Bowl, right? So, you know, yeah, exactly. So, listen. You, you got to take the good with the bad and because of the style we were building it, it it's just, that's how they were going to do it. And if it was going to happen, it was going to happen. If it wasn't, it wasn't, um, you know, I, dude, it's very easy. Once we got rid of Lovey Smith, when Phil Lowry and, and um, what should we call it? Oh God. 
the class. Yeah, I, I can't believe I, I'm, I'm stumbling on his name right now, but, but the coach from Canada. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What's his name? Mark Trustman. Mark Trustman. Yeah, Mark Trustman and Phil Emery. So Phil Emery as a GM got fired after two years. Uh, that does. That's not typical. Like usually GMs get two coaches to go through before they get canned. But this guy did such a terrible job that in two years they got rid of him. You dug yourself into such a hole financially with, you know, bad signings with Terrell Lafay and, and uh, guys like Lamar Houston and this and that, where then you hire, you know, Ryan Pace and John Fox to clean up the mess. And that's what John Fox did. In three years, he overturned the whole roster, right? And then he left you with Vic Fangio and an up-and-coming defense. And what did Ryan Pace do? He kind of pushed the chips all in again. He tried to first off pick away from, you know, you saw these these – Gambles. You saw trading up for Mr. Trubisky, trading up for who was it? Was it Adam Shaheen or was it uh, the right receiver, um, Anthony Miller? I, I believe he traded up for one of them, yeah. if not both of them. Uh, you know, so you saw these bad moves. And, 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 you know, I don't blame injuries on the GM, but when these things start, you know, compiling all these issues, then you have to throw Kevin White in there. You started it off with Kevin White. And then all this crap happened. So I, I got to look at, you had I look at every minute. one of them, honestly. Yeah, you were trading up for garbage that wasn't staying on your team, that wasn't signing long-term and this and that. So once again, you dug yourself into another little hole. And what we've seen right now out of Ryan Poles is, a, is just – it's fantastic. Um, the guy's taking a very conservative approach to the team. I think he got a little – I think initially when he first got the job, there was a little bit of a spark, a little bit of a – Oh, I need, I need to make a splash move. And he tried to go out and sign Larry Ogunjobi for some big money. And he came here and failed the physical. And I think he took a step back and said, wait a second. Yeah. Maybe this isn't the right thing to do. Maybe I'm just rushing it. Hey, we, at least he was. He backed was, off and moved on. because sound enough to, Right. To make yeah, the mistake would have been a bad idea. Yeah, so like even if the Chase Claypool move, even if that winds up being a bust, show me the GM in the league. That's perfect. I mean, these guys, as long as they hit fifty percent of the time or more, they're they're great. You know what I mean? So uh, the first draft for us to get the amount of players that we did. I mean, when you look at the left tackle position, the top three guys drafted, I believe two of them didn't even finish the season. Yeah. Um, Braxton Jones outplayed all. Of them. You know, he's yeah. the only Bears player to play every single offensive snap last year, and, and you know. That's a great pickup in a late round. Um, Here, let, let me th- let me throw this in about Braxton Jones. So I did like three hundred, did like three hundred something mocks. Not one single mock could I get him that late in the draft. He was always gone in the fourth round. And I also stated this on a show be- right after we drafted him last year. It might have been it might have been as late as August or September of last year. My big two big things because I was looking at film of him and Jatiri Carter, and I kept telling everybody. These guys are going to be starters on this line this year because I thought they were. Jatiri let me down, but Braxton, you go back and look. I mean, and that guy is just so smart, and he learns things so quick. That that was the key to his development. He learned everything quick in in the preseason, in training camp, and pre, uh, preseason games. He outplayed every other tackle that left tackle that we had on the team. Like yeah. Tom. And he played all 16 games. That's what he just 17 said. 17 games. All 16 games. Only player snap. to play every snap. That's big. Now, can he stay healthy his sophomore year and not have any of that that low? I hope so, and I think so, because 
I really like having Tevin and him next to each other. They should be hanging out a lot. They can help each other with their games, man. I think Tevin that's going to be a great, a great mix on that side of the line, hopefully for seven, eight years, man. I'm hoping. That is a guy that I love putting the film together on. Yeah. Uh, man, you, you know, you don't usually get much film on offensive line. This guy plays through the whistle. He's got yep. such a motor. He He's a mad dog. He's yep. a mad dog. He's coming to hit you. He's coming to hit you. Don't turn your back to him because he's going to chase you down. He's still going to hit you. Uh, if there's a pile, he's jumping on top of it every time. I, I love, love watching uh, the A22 film and just watching him run around pushing guys out of bounds. And he, he, Yeah, you know, he's very raw. But there, there's a lot of good potential there. Now, you know, his biggest issue has been health. His health. But, that's that's yeah. it. But, you know, and then, yeah, hopefully he can stay healthy. But, you know, the big key here is Sam Mustafer is no longer on this team. Yeah. This yeah. You want to know why? You, you want to talk about why we got three wins? <laughs> let's look at the, well, the position I, snapping the fucking football every play. I, and, I alluded and, to it earlier with there and, man. And, Oh, man. That one, was, two, oh, sorry, bad. Sam's in my face. I can't do anything. I better freaking run. There are so many bad, bad examples. I don't even yeah. want to bring them up, but yeah. But um, you know what? And we've said this before, but wasn't – let me ask you this because we talked about this. No, that season was crappy because we won three games, but wasn't it fun? a fun edge-of-your-seat yeah. sitting enjoyable season even though we I've, won? I've created a whole YouTube channel off. <laughs> you know, um, well, so yeah, is there answer. excitement? Hell yeah, there's excitement, there's plays. Um, yeah. and you know, this was definitely one of the most uh, important and iconic off seasons for the Bears, which is why I'm so glad they traded this pick back. And listen, I on the channel, I got video, it's, it's there, it's recorded. Call an ESPN, specifically Black and Abdallah. And I, I told him it was like week 12, week 13. I was like, why do you want to win another game? And they're like, oh, yeah. well, because that would mean that Justin Fields is playing well. I go, okay, why can't he play well and the defense have us lose? But, like, why do you want to end the season with five or six wins and be stuck picking garbage and not and not have any any capability to move around? Whereas if you just lose out at this point, I go, you have the potential to not only have the most cap space but the number one pick. And then if you trade that pick back, you know what kind of ransoms you get for number yeah. one picks? And and they stood by it. No, no, no. We need a win. We need a win. We, well, there's something to learning to win. Okay. Yeah. L- learning to win really helped Mitch Trubisky, right? Of his first 12 and 4 season really, really taught him how to keep on fucking winning in this league, didn't it? No, it did. You think Justin Fields loses to the Lions, goes home on his, sits down on his couch and goes, well, I'm a fucking loser now. That's it. I'm also yeah. lying. I just, yeah. I'm, just, I'm just a fucking loser now. Right. Yeah. No, this guy's a dog. He wants to win every game. Like I said, that's part of the reason why he got so many rushing yards from him is because th- there's no trust in any of the receivers picking up a first down, so it's all on his shoulders. And, you know, my only concern with that is that's not usually how you groom a quarterback. That's usually how you ruin a quarterback. But, um, man, that's why I'm glad we got him the help as fast as we did. With, with some more offensive talent because he needs it. We, we can't have him keep trying to do everything on his own. He's going to get hurt that way. It's, it's, not, it's not a way to, you know, consistently play that position. And like you were saying earlier, he, you know, somebody said he's got to stay healthy. Listen, Russell Wilson is a running quarterback. He has stayed healthy. Mm-hmm. He played nine years straight without missing a game. 
He can do it. Just slide, go out of bounds. Fields does that. He tries to slide. He tries to go out of bounds. He's not trying to take hits. And and, and it's different when you're also in motion and you take yeah. a hit and you can roll out of it. I, I had a friend who skateboarded when we were growing up. And it's like the guy could fall and he just rolls, pops right back up. Like it's nothing because he knows how to use his body with the motion to just not absorb the hit. I would just fall flat and kill myself. And that's why I was no good. But same thing. If you're, if you're a standing wall in the pocket and you get a blindside hit, that's worse than getting smacked from the side while you're running up the sideline, you know? The, the, the good thing is, and, I, and I, if you go back and you look at his runs over the season, when he was running, he got hit a lot less than when he was standing in the damn pocket. I think we talked about this before, Shorty. Well, you brought up the Browns game with the sacks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah met, there's you know, an example. Fuck it. I can't count on my receivers. I definitely can't count on this line. I've got 1.3 seconds to make a decision to throw the ball. Who can do that? He's a dog. He wants to win. You know what I mean? He wants to win. He does. Right? Oh, dude. You can see it. He wants to win. Yeah. You can see that he would kill. That's why I call these guys aren't, they're homicidal because they would kill to win the Super Bowl. I'm talking about most of the players on the Bears today, right now. That's one of the things that that I like that Poles is getting. All these guys are hungry and they want this shit. They want he's, He's going and he's getting. Hometown talent too, that like too. that wants to yes. be Bears fan, or they they grew up Bears fans. They want to play for the Bears. Like if you or I, I remember growing up thinking, if I was like the Peyton Manning in this draft, I would be like, I'm not going to play for anybody. The Bears have the ninth pick. I'm not going to play for anybody but the Bears. So don't even bother drafting me. I will hold out the entire season, and then I'll I'll tell the Bears. Just take me in the sixth round. I don't give a shit. Just get draft some other players ahead of me so you can take me in the sixth round, and then I'll be your quarterback, and we can go win the f- ten Super Bowls. That's that's funny. That, I mean, that was my thinking as a kid. You know, that's how much but, I love. But pay me first round quarterback money. So like, <laughs> I, I, I know these, pay, I know these kids the don't think that way, but they're on the team now, and and they have the same love. They they grew up with the same love. By the way, T.J. Edwards. Um, uh, a guy that I, my high school friend, his son is a major league. He's the first baseman for the Oakland athletics. And uh, he actually coached TJ Edwards all throughout high school. And he, 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 uh, he was going to come out. We're, we're going to do a high school reunion type show, but we have to uh, move it to next Wednesday. But he tried to get TJ Edwards on the show with us that night, but he's like too shy, but like, (laughs) He actually coached TJ Edwards. So like having another, so there's TJ Edwards, there's, there's uh, the tight end. Then there's other various players. There's Komet. Tremaine I mean, so Edmonds, Tremaine Edmonds yeah, the biggest when signing. you have that fire and passion for your, and you're playing for the team that you love and you grew up loving, that has to mean something. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's huge. Especially it's, if you're like- good. <laughs> Yeah, I like that they get guys that want to try. You know, the, the concern I have, and I actually have this written down, is one of the things I want to bring up. So the small concern I have with Edmonds and, and TJ Edwards is, listen, we've revamped our linebacker corner, and like you said, Jack Sanborn was plugged right in. It, it's the style of defense. Yeah. Really, that position, you don't have to be an all-star. You're going to get – you're, you're, you're going to get tackles. You know what I mean? It's going to come in. You're going to get tackled. <laughs> but the thing is, though, it, is it's so dependent on the defensive line. Yeah. Like 
you don't want these guys bleeding through to the linebackers all the time. And, you know, I, I think Edwards and Edmonds have a really, really tall task ahead of them, seeing as how – and they've tried to do some work on this defensive line. I really hope that Marcus Walker makes a big splash. I think he's got – first of all, I love him off the field. Any interview you have to check out with that guy, uh, DeMarcus Walker, is, is he is a trip. I'm like, he's a, he's a cool dude. Um, he's, he's the guy they asked him, they go, is uh, is the quarterback that's here one of the deciding factors in you, you signing here? And his answer, yeah. his answer was, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, yeah, he, he seems like a real cool guy. But, you know, hopefully that defensive line can get some pressure. Now, you saw some stuff out of Dominique Robinson early on. However, it didn't last throughout the season. You know, there was a quick flash early on. But consistency is – is what matters here. And we went five games without a sack until the guy that got a sack was Armand Watts, who was a defensive tackle. We picked up off of waivers a week before the season started. And that's the guy who ends up getting the sack for you after five weeks of not getting a sack. I mean, there's it's thin. It's very, very, very you know, thin. You know, what feel, you know what feels different to me about this season than others? Is, yes, every season I go into the season thinking – Okay, we've maybe the guys that they signed are going to like, you know, uh, EQ, all the one hit wonder, the, the one year signings, you know, like um, the linebacker last year and uh, the defensive line, fuck, uh, Akeem or um, uh, Al Qadim Muhammad, wow, things like that. Yeah, you think, like, okay, so you get on board with it. You're like, okay, well, this could be a good signing, you know, if, if they can just translate from Ibraflus's old system to this, that could be a a big hit. Maybe we can make something out of this and make a multi-year contract, you know, it, but you have that hope, but you know, in the bottom of your gut that it's not going to be that way. But as a bears fan, you're like, I'm, I have to give into this and give my hope into this, give my faith into this. And then once again, you're it's spoiled and you're wrong. Once again, this doesn't feel like that with this regime. This feels like that past the first draft of polls combined with this past draft they feel different. Plus the free agent signings that we just had this past year feels different. I don't truly feel in, in the bottom of my gut like I have in many for most of my life that I'm like trying to build myself up to believe in something that is bullshit. This this year around, it feels to me like I'm actually believing in something that's real. And maybe it's not this year. I could be full of shit thinking, you know, we can make the playoffs this year, much less win the Super Bowl. But I still have that feeling, and I think that's what, what we all have as Bears fans moving forward. I don't think it just feels different. I think it is different. And, yeah. and so, like, let me just give you one example. Um, okay, say Justin Fields goes out there and just shits himself at midfield, right? And it's just terrible all year. Guess what? We got a backup plan. We got two first-round picks next year that we can package together, go up and get whoever the fuck we want. It is different. When's the last time the Bears have had two first-round picks? Play your little trivia thing. When's the last time the Bears have had two first-round picks? Oh, boy. That's a good question. Yeah. Huh? Oh, close. Oh, four. It was the Rex Grossman draft. So the yeah. uh, first pick was like pick 12. They picked some defensive end whose name I struggled to remember because he didn't do shit. Two picks later and three picks later, Troy Palomalu went to the Steelers. That I do remember. Yeah. And then pick 19 uh, went Rex Grossman. And, and so it's been about 20 years since we've had. That was a 2003 draft. 
Was it okay? So 2003. So it has been 20 years. First pick in 23. I mean, I can look it up. Last year? 2003. Who was the first pick before Grossman then? Was that. uh, It was a defensive end. It wasn't John Theory, was it? Let me check here. Hold on. So. No, it, it's going to be Michael Haynes. That's it. Michael Haynes, yes. Yeah. I was just two talking, picks I was just later, talking about Palomalu. Too, and then at pick 22 was Rex Grossman. So <laughs> Retro, thank you so much for Read Super Chat. dollars from Retro. Fost, Fost, one hit wonder. Women wonder why they had six. Six. <laughs> six hits? I don't know what you've done. I don't know what that means. This is, this is ongoing. I don't know how much you know our show, Paul, but this is ongoing with me and Retro. And he he's going to come after you, too. So just it's all in good fun, man. We fuck around all the time. Retro is our, um, our clown. resident comedian. Comedian. Yeah. Sometimes he goes overboard. So I think he's working on it. I think he's like putting himself through yeah. um, self. Um... I told him, keep the overboard shit for me because I just laughed. Yeah. But I. I got him back. I hopped on with Aldo the other night. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget the one. You were like, what the fuck? Does Retro hate me? Yeah, because yeah, yeah. it was just, there was like 30 in a row. He's like, Foster's old. He's ugly. He's a piece of shit. He, he's a bum. Foster needs to go jump off a bridge. He's so old. So, so Aldo goes, hey, guys. Or he goes, hey, Foster. Uh, what's the worst piece of crap you've seen lately? What's the, what's the, What's the thing that you've seen lately that most makes you feel like shit? And I just put, I've seen retro. <laughs> I've seen retro. I'm saying it wrong, man. I'm saying it wrong. Did we, did we lose Polsky? Yeah, we lost Polsky. We're okay. Polsky Bearsky. We we uh we need we haven't not addressed the chat very well tonight. They got a ton. Oh, let's get to the chat now. We have some starred yeah. stuff, so let's go to that. Um, Squeegee earlier. Squeegee's gone now, but he he said. Uh, Think about this. Will Fields improving give us a better chance to win than if players around him improved? I think Fields has less to improve than his supporting cast, which is dead on. Yeah. How could you say that any better? Really? I mean, he's dead on, man. And, but and what? Thank God he's got an improved cast around him. I think. I believe. Mm-hmm. We're gonna find out. But I mean, I think so. And does does not a great quarterback a wide receiver make? It certainly don't. Sorry, I lost you there for a minute, man. And okay. yeah, no big. We were just addressing uh, uh, questions from chat that we saved. We have yeah, another one so here from from Cliff. You guys think Bears- read that last one to him again? Let's go back and let see what. I, I, I already removed oh. it. It's gone. All right. You, you guys think Bears should have hired Brian Dable instead of Flus? One of Dable at the time, and he looked good with the Giants. Hell yes, the Brian Dable is the only thing that is good about the Giants right now. However, I I think. Signing, listen, I think some of their GM moves with signing uh, Daniel Jones, which by the way, Daniel Jones, I think it's the, it has the record for uh, only quarterback to have 300 pass yards and one touchdown and 75 rushing yards and one rushing touchdown in a playoff game. Wow. Dude, so wow. Fields can have 75 yards rushing in one. But that yeah. feels like so, so it's that just feels so like me being a fan of Trubisky, you know, like it's it feels like you're like as, as if I was a Giants fan and I was buying into Daniel Jones, I would feel like a, like I did as a Bears fan buying into Trubisky. Like I, I know this kids, and then and then he has the one flea flicker pass that uh, 
fucking Javon Wims drops in the end zone in the playoffs against the Saints, and you're like, "Listen, that was his best pass. Now he's gone." <laughs> one of my buddies, his second favorite team is the Giants, and you know, although Eli Manning, you know, Eli Manning didn't like speak until he was like eight, nine years old. Like they were really, really concerned for young Eli, and he's got two Super Bowls with the Giants. So you know. Listen, they got a weird way of doing things. Uh, well, well, if we, if we, it works we, out for them, it works out for them. I wouldn't want it personally. Polsky, um, I, you I, don't know this. I have to tell you the story then. You don't know Dan, this. Daniel Jones ain't no Eli Manning. I, I'm responsible. <laughs> I, I, am, I am responsible for Eli Manning beating the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I'll explain it. Hey, you see this? It's my Tom Brady signed football. In 2000, you disrespect it right now. What was that? 2005? <laughs> I think that was 2005. I, I was at whatever year that was. I was at the Bears yeah, game when they were playing the Bears at the Bears oh, at home. Well, didn't they like beat us like 45 to seven? Wasn't it? No, 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 no. Not at all. Okay. They they had sucked at the time. They had like oh the Giants. Were, You're saying the yeah, Giants? The Giants. Okay. I and my my, my friend who uh, has season tickets. He's literally third row, uh, 30-yard line, and on the visitor side. And that was, back, that was back when quarterbacks used to throw on the sideline right there, but I changed that rule because the entire fucking game, I was screaming at Eli Manning, telling him what a loser he is, that he <laughs> will never amount to his brother. His brother is a Hall of Famer, and you will never amount to shit, Eli. I was so you, you motivated him. You know when he's standing on the sideline throwing passes and warming up <laughs> while the defense is out there? I was literally 15 feet from him right. just going, you fucking suck. <laughs> and That's finally, true. by like the by like the Bears are winning that whole game. And I finally I was he, finally he's looking at me, just going, cut he's catching the ball, just throwing it back to him. <laughs> catching it, throwing it back, fucking looking at me. I'm like, yeah, yeah, you fucking suck. That's right. You fucking suck. No. He came back. They won the game against the Bears. Then they Traded went him. to like win out. I think they, they lost one more game. They w- pretty much won out, went out of the playoffs, beat the undefeated Patriots in the Super Bowl. And I mean, I feel fully responsible for that. I mean, they, they, they sucked. Yeah, they sucked. To you. Yeah. So thanks to me, Eli. Come yeah. on the show. We can talk about that because I know I, I guarantee you the way we he was talking about that. I'm, I'm gonna have to thank I'm gonna have to thank Mammy though, dude, not you. I, you know, the it's like I said that game. He was just looking at me like you. Defense, defense will spike for you. Defensive yeah. teams will spike for you and win it all. They will, even as a yeah. six seed. It's happened. Um, Sixty-three. But the Patriots kept making the playoffs, and they kept winning Super Bowls yeah. after that. You know, they were more balanced, I'd say, than an offensive base. But, you know, when you got an offensive – listen, I think Peyton Manning kind of ruined the quarterback position. All these guys that get paid max money, we expect them to play up to the level of Peyton Manning, essentially. Um, and they're not that. Not many quarterbacks can put a whole team on their shoulders and lead the charge and be worth that maximum amount of money. Um, but, uh, I don't know, like I think Russell Wilson's a good example of that. He sat there and he had a lot of success early on. Well, he, it was because he was on his rookie contract and they could afford the Legion of Boom. They could afford a good defense. They had a good running game. And then they had a productive quarterback who was cheap. And when it came time to say, hey, we got to pay Russell, all that had to get dismembered. And now it's on Russell's shoulders. 
and suddenly you can't get it done. You know, I think there's very few guys in the league that can actually do that and, and get it done that are worth that money. Um, and, like, you know, that's one of the impressive things I saw from Fields this year. I really feel like he tried to put this whole team on his back and do whatever he could to sit there and try and win. Like, um, you know, there's there's a reason, like, people are saying, oh, you know, we should sign this guy, sign this guy. We have to cap him. We still need the cap room to pay this quarterback if he works out. <laughs> you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a rollover effect. We can't spend all this money now. Um but yeah, I don't know. It's interesting. So yeah, that's interesting that you take credit for that Eli Manning comeback right there because uh, honestly, I know, I truly I, feel I'll give it to you. I, I'll believe he I'll, I'll believe he you. wanted to strangle I, me. I'm sure when he's sitting at Thanksgiving dinner talking with his family, he's like, "Listen, there was the game against the Bears. That guy there was this one guy, that one guy that just drove guy. me to insanity. That made that." Put me in the zone to, you know, go out there. I'm telling you, it was the entire game. I started off from the – I'm sure he feels exactly the same way. The moment the game started, he was there catching passes on the sideline, and while he's warming up, I'm like, you – you are. You will never amount to your brother. Dude. Your brother's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, you should. You should go on uh, the Monday night when Eli and uh, Peyton are doing their thing and, and put that on the screen, man. Hey, dude, you remember me? I told you how yeah, much right? you sucked during that whole Super Bowl. No, just, just go back on and don't say, "Do you remember me?" Just go back on and be like, "You suck. Yeah. You suck. You'll you never suck. amount to your brother. You'll never amount to your brother." That's a PTSD trigger. You know what I mean? Brilliant. It'll just. He'll just, you know, snap into it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure that's how it'll go. Oh, man. Oh, man. He, <laughs> yeah, he had, know, doesn't he have more? Wait, what is that record? Is he tied with his brother for MVPs? So he has the same amount of Super Bowl. Stop it. He's not better than Peyton Manning. Peyton he's Manning better, didn't get a, he didn't get the MVP in the second Super Bowl, though. That was um, uh, Von Miller. So he he actually has two MVPs. And two Super Bowl wins. Yeah, you know. You're welcome, you Eli. You. you could be the greatest quarterback in the world, and you still might not win. <laughs> You're welcome, Eli. Come on yeah, the show yeah. and personally you know, thank Brad, you. You know Brad Johnson's got a Super Bowl ring. So does Trek Delfer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so PJ, Listen, you, can, you, can be, you can be a loser. <laughs> you still wind yeah, up with one. The you know Trek I mean? so. team was a dick. I mean, a, a Hallis thing, man. Uh, somebody made a comment in there. I think it was retro about how the Bears were run centric. I think I started. Let me see if I can find that real quick. Because you just reminded me of that. Yeah. What? So, like, what oh, are things like? Okay. It just here. Well, the sure. Bears were defensive centric and and running back ball control. You can beat me. You can't beat me when you're on the sidelines. It's boring football. But that's what they did. Yeah. As long right. as Hallis was a coach in, involved in that team, that's what they did forever. But I mean, how, how do you beat Aaron Rodgers? Well, that they yeah, you don't, they don't. You, you, you don't. They did it, but, but you don't touch. let them touch the ball. You know what I mean? If you're going right, to beat them, you don't right. let them touch the ball. Like, so you you need that type of game plan to go into it to yeah, try and beat some of these guys. It's, um, it's so wrong today because how many of these guys? Oh, I need I need fifty two seconds and you lose. Yeah, pretty there's much a handful that. of them that oh, like that with you know. Uh, I, yeah, but I believe even in the nineties. I believe it was the Broncos. I want to say John Elway. I'm not sure. I'm a little bit rusty on it. It's been a while since I've done my research on it. But I believe in the 90s there was three touchdowns scored within two minutes by a team. There was a 21-point swing within the two-minute mark at some point to win a game. And so, I, you know, I've always – listen, I 
I like the Patriots. They're my second favorite team against Atlanta. I was sitting at a party at my my wife's family's house, and uh, her cousin's friend is there. And this guy's, you know, wearing the Atlanta Falcons hat. All all of a sudden, some Falcons fan just because they're in the Super Bowl. And when they were up twenty eight to three on the Patriots, and they're all cheering at halftime. I looked at them like, listen, man, that's half a football game. They can do the same thing to the Falcons in the next half that the Falcons did to them in the first half. And it got to a point where I was like, oh, man, the time is running out for any time of comeback here, and there it is, sack fumble. It's like, okay, turn it over. I go, okay, so here it goes. If you're going to come back in this game win this game, you got to turn this momentum positive, and once you know it, just continue, 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 continue. They came back and fucking won it. Um, and that's football. That's football, and that's why we love it, right? So, like, you mm-hmm. can't. Can't count these guys out, especially guys like Mahomes, Rogers. I mean, these guys can do it. Now we need Justin Fields, and I, and I was kind of saying this a little bit. Like, listen, these flashes are great. This is awesome. I'm glad we're seeing this. However, now you need to get to the next level where you have control over what you're doing, and you bust the shit out in the last two minutes of a football game. You're faster than everybody. Okay, don't let them know until the end of the game, and at the end of the game, run around everybody and win it. And I, you know. It, it, it's the next step. It, it, it's all a process in this, but um, uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. So, I I'm uh, well. First off, PJ is going to be joining us here any second. Oh cool. yeah, I got another topic or two if you want me to bring one up. Uh, I wanted to yeah, actually well, talk I, about. I, actually, you know what? I have one for you. How sure. about this? Yeah, yeah, uh, let's do it. Oh, yeah. I like this. Let's go to uh, this one. Who shares the franchise record for most takeaways in the season? Oh, PJ. What's PJ. happening, people? PJ. You guys, you guys doing all right? Coach. We've missed you tonight. <laughs> Foster, has been, Foster has been boring without you. <laughs> <laughs> Mm, I'll be back. <laughs> I, I have been, but I'm just I'm tired. I'm just too, I'm fucking with you. Fuzz. I've been boring. No, you're right, but you know what? All, he's Fuck. getting all another 15 minutes, and I'm just gonna start fucking off completely. Now PJ's here. I can do it right. PJ, <laughs> PJ, we have our guest here, Polsky. Say hi to Polsky, Mister Bears. Hello, Polsky. How are you, sir? Good, man. How are you doing tonight? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, thanks for having me on your on your guys' podcast. Really enjoyed my time so far. So, so far, so yeah, far, so far, so far. Yeah, we can mess that up, dude. Don't worry, just be patient. Yeah, it, it, it's still it's still up to debate. We're taught it. Steroids. Let's do the trivia question, PJ. You came right into the trivia question, PJ. So that's what he waited for. He knew it was coming because he already looked up the fucking answer you gave him. I'm making shit up already. See, look at I'm already awake now. Right. See. You feed off of him. Who shares the franchise record for the most takeaways in the season? Shares, meaning a couple. So Gary Fensick and Charles Tillman, which is A. B, Tim Jennings and Mike Singletary. C, Dick Buckus and Richie Pettibone. Or D, Mark Carrier and Roosevelt Taylor. Who shares the franchise record for most takeaways in a season? Gary Fensick and Charles Tillman. Tim Jennings and Mike Singletary. Dick Buckus and Richie Pettibone, Mark Carrier, and Roosevelt Taylor. The, the, like obvious answer, the obvious answer seems like A, 
So that makes me skeptical on whether or not to pick A. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. Yeah. Well, okay. I'm not sure about Mark Carrier and Roosevelt Taylor, but uh, Singletary's a linebacker, Butkus a linebacker. Like, Fensick and Tillman were both secondary, right? Yep. Were Mark Carrier and Roosevelt Taylor both secondary players? No. No? Roosevelt Taylor, I forgot about him. Is he a linebacker? I think so. That makes me want to go with the two guys in the secondary if we're talking about Fensick and Tillman. I'm going with A. Yeah, I think I'm going with the obvious choice, A. I'm going to go with C. Mm. I'm going to go with C because Pettibone was quite the picker-offer back in the day. The picker-offer? Yes, he was. I, I, think he, I think he had the record for a while. A picker-offer? <laughs> <No, he, laughs> chat is saying, uh, Doug Van Dorn says, my, A. That's what my ex-wife's call me. Pick him offer. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys have to say here in, in chat? Here, we have an A from Doug Van Dorn. Retro says Carrier had ten in the season. Oh, so he might be the leader then, because yeah, it could be, man. But Tar- uh, Charles Tillman had seven yeah. interceptions and how many fumble recoveries? Plus Gary Fensix. He had he had some. High turnover seasons back there in the eighties. How many interceptions did Butkus have, man? And I know Pettibone had them, because because Butkus, not only did he force fumbles, but the guy, I think he had like seven or eight freaking interceptions, man. Maybe more than that. I mean, I was born in '88. I never saw it, so I can't tell you. Well, I wasn't there either. <laughs> Shut up, PJ. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. What do you mean you wasn't there? Stop playing. <laughs> we got a J2K sighting. What's up, J2K? He's saying he's going with A. Mo J2K. Mo Beerman's saying D. What do we got? What's the answer? I'm ready. It could be D, man. All right. What is the answer? The answer is. Let's see. Most takeaways would be. D. All right. Look at that. Mark Carrier, Carrier and Roosevelt Tillman. So whoever said that Mark Taylor. Carrier had 10. Mark Carrier and Roosevelt Tillman. That's, that's the leader, yeah. Mo right. Beerman did. Taylor on the what? Who was who was Mo? Who was Roosevelt Taylor anyway? That's what I'm Roosevelt trying to figure Taylor out. Chicago Bears, what position? Was he an all defensive lineman? Or was, was he a bad cornerback? I'm mixing I'm mixing too many things up. I thought he was a linebacker. Oh, he. Oh, this is. This goes back. Yeah. Yeah, like most of Taylor. Those stats do. <laughs> Let's just take a look at his stats. Let's just. Sixties uh... or fifties? Hold on, let me let me pull this up here. Uh... He was a a good player, man. He's got some stuff. This was this. This was the. He was a safety. safety. He was a safety. Yeah. So so Butkus, that's it. Butkus, Roosevelt, Taylor, Pettibone, those guys all played together. I, and uh matter of fact, he was a big part of that sixty three championship team. Yep. Free safety. Wow. I, I just forgot. Good guess. Or good knowledge there if you had wait, that right. Because everyone guessed A here. Well, as soon Pretty as much. he said carrier had ten, I'm going, wait a minute, but I couldn't remember. It doesn't matter. 
How would how would Foster know whether or not he was a good player in 1963 unless he was there? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, statistically, I'm gonna start. You know, I'm not 240 years old, man. Close. No, we figured out you're 372. In dog years. Just came in. Birds, in the middle of it, it just came in. Yeah. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Dan, can you breathe? Who looks older? Who looks older, Bearski? Between the two. Not me. Well, you got, well, you got, yeah. These two guys. Uh, man, me, I look older. You, you want me to make enemies right away. It's my first time on the show, and you're you're already pinning me up. No, there's no enemy making you here. You can't it's make an enemy, no matter what, no matter how you answer. You can't. Just I mean, look, look to your, not, don't look up. Look to your uh, left. <laughs> you're right, whatever direction. Can you, can you take the head off? Can you take the head off? Okay, all right. You both got a similar, similar. Lighting. Listen, whichever pick it is, it's not. It's not like it's clearly A or B. I mean, it's pretty much one A and one one B, right? Like, <laughs> hey, but listen, I'm one C. I'm right there, right behind you guys. I'm already losing the hair too. No, you're no, you're one D. Other <laughs> than I am. Yeah, yeah, probably there. Kind of show, I'm not losing. I'm not losing no hair. I just got gotta... I, I shaved mine when I was 25. Uh, I went on Halloween. I went to Blue Man. Right, so I shaved my head. I had the drumsticks. I was just hitting everything, painted blue, and like six months later, it still hadn't grown back on me. <laughs> that was it, man. That was it. It was the last yeah. chance. To hair PJ's got a full head of hair. So yeah, PJ, yeah. PJ, we were talking about before the show. It was it was actually before we did the opener. Like about how I deflected our... that answer though. I, I didn't answer. I just kind of just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Doing a full shave, PJ. Mm-hmm. Before the start of the season, before the first game, we we everyone here just goes full bald vagina, and we don't shave. We can trim, but we don't shave until the Bears make the playoffs. What uh, do you think? Negative. Oh. The problem is, I have to. Like when when I let it go, I start looking homeless, and then I feel the need to like play into that character. I start, you know, like walking around with a cup, asking people for change. It's, it's not a good look for me, so no, I, I got to trim it up. Hey, I, I I do have a question though. According to Mo Beerman, did Foster actually uh, scout Roosevelt Taylor? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mo. Fucking Mo. Mo. Foster. So, guys, I, I do have something I wanted to bring up. I know I keep talking, whatever, but um, one so thing you I can't bring uh, you can't bring up nothing until you answer the question, bro. Oh, <laughs> What's the yes, he definitely scouted. No, 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 no. <laughs> Who was older between me and uh, oh, Foster? Oh, oh you thought I, you thought I was gonna let you forget, huh? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm gonna pick Foster, man. I'm gonna pick Foster. You are. You are. He's got the glasses going too, you know. So. You're actually wrong. <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> uh, <fuck. laughs> well, whatever. That's All okay. Right. I feel I feel older than PJ, man. <laughs> you look older too. 
Well, <laughs> if the scrody fits. <laughs> you are bald and you have a white beard. There's my scrody. <laughs> Peach is only like salty as as I am. Yeah, I think I have more gray gray in my beard than I do in my hair. Easily. Yeah, Yeah, see, I'm I'm like nine years your youth, PJ, and you have I have if if I was nine years older, I would have more gray than you do right now in your beard. So well, you know, let's take healthy living I live. I bet I bet it is. It's all that fish and spaghetti. <laughs> you got to try it, man. <laughs> Can't go wrong. Telling you. You ever, you ever have fish and spaghetti? Walski? Or Bearski? Fish and spaghetti? <laughs> um, yeah. Listen. Fried catfish and spaghetti? Listen, I, I'm Polish, right? And I'm so, married no. to Ita- I'm I don't know where I'm going. I'm married to an Italian woman. Oh, so I've definitely had fried fish, and I definitely have a lot of spaghetti. I don't know if I've had them together. Thank time, you. But but it's not the most. Uh, listen, man, I, I'm, I'm not only Polish. I'm like uh, farmland Polish. We're like, my, my family comes from uh, nearly the border by like Belarus, man. You, you ever hear of fish jello? No. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, Google that shit. It's just as disgusting as it sounds. They put this shit out in front of me every Christmas, expecting me to eat it, like, and I've been around some weird fish foods. With fish? Yeah, jello? Fish what jello. kind of fish? Yeah. It's like, dude, I don't know. It's like, and it, I don't know. A white fish know. or like a like a salmon or like a... They, they grind up leftover fish with... Uh, I don't know how else to explain it. There's like carrots in the shit and chunks of fish. And then they put like okay. gelatin in it and put it in the fridge. We're, we're and, pulling up a picture. Yeah, right man. It, it, it's... I'm, I've been around some weird, weird fucking food. <laughs> so I try and stay away from fish in general just because I feel like I was scarred as a child growing up with all this stuff. But. I honestly can't find a picture of you know, fish, fish jello. jello? Like, okay, other than, like, Polish. Polish. He's got PTSD fish. over fish this? jello. Polish fish jello. I'm just saying, I just want you guys to uh, keep the same energy towards this fish jello like you do. The- for uh, fish and spaghetti, <laughs> keep that same energy there, uh, Shorty. Yeah. That's, oh no, said Shorty. You oh no. That? Yeah, you found I'm it. I'm not sure I can, PJ. <laughs> can I look at look at Dan's face? Oh no. I'd much rather oh, eat no. fish and spaghetti. If I can, oh, no, if I can I share my I screen, don't think I can. <laughs> I think you can. Do you see a button down there that says present? Yeah, share screen. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> not appealing. It, does, it looks more like soup. I mean, just look at look at Shorty's face, man. It's oh, bad, man. God, is this it? <laughs> just in the interim while we're waiting, Doug, Doug Van Dorn says he had body hair once until he grabbed a cask of liquid yeah, oxygen. Said, hey, y'all, watch this as he headed over to the barbecue. <laughs> no more body hair. <laughs> but but fish and spaghetti, man. Brilliant, I don't know. One of my moves. I've had chicken and spaghetti. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. You're getting there. That's, that's protein, actually good, man. There. You're getting yeah, there. Chicken so, cooked yeah, right. You shred it I, listen, and throw it in I, the would, I would try it. I would try it. So, so, wait. Have you ever had calamari, squid, and spaghetti? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I used so to work at an Italian restaurant. I, I was going to say, you got the, if you got the Italian wife, you know the. Yeah. If yeah. she knows her squid. shit, dude. Yeah, you're probably squid. gaining weight living with her. 
Squid and spaghetti? No, she's getting away because of me. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> she fights off five. Oh, here we go. So you guys said squid and spaghetti? I love no, 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 no. calamari. Calamari oh. is like fried squid. Oh. There we go. Yeah, it's like a, it's, it's an appetizer. It's, it's not bad. Yeah, fish jello, right. Oh, there we go. Yeah, it is, that is kind of what it looks like. Yeah, put the chunks of carrot in there and the chunks of fish or whatever. But sometimes they add like a whole fish in there. I I have I have seen that. I, I'm wondering matter. how I didn't. I, I come from a farm town. They like when I went when I went and saw my grandma. They killed the chicken. They <laughs> made it made it for dinner that night. You know, it's that type of place. So, uh, yeah, they make some weird fucking food. I, I got lots of friends that were farmers in Poland, and yep. they came over here in the '70s, man. And I can't believe that I never. Uh, I might have. I might have because I was drunk a lot then. But yeah. I just Listen, can't I, I come across it, but I'm pretty sure I've even seen one like you said. I am Polish. I still pass Polish on that fish shit over in here, it. You know? Head and yeah. all. Yeah. Retro. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Retro. Super <laughs> yeah. chat from Retro saying, look at Foster is looking like the at missing link. Okay. So, I, listen, I answered the question. I wanted to bring up a little to bearish topic here. Oh, yeah. So, uh, Roshan Johnson is, is a player I wanted to talk about because I recently mm. made a video about, like, okay, so at the end of the year, I saw it. Do you think, yeah, nice. Who do you think will be the top running back? You know, we got the Anthony Foreman, we got Khalil Herbert, and we got Roshan Johnson, who are pretty much going to be the running back trio. Which one out of them do you think will wind up leading the Bears in, in rushing yards? And, um, and you know, the one thing about Roshan Johnson that I found really interesting is I was listening to ESPN randomly. It was during the weekend. I was on my way to work, and they had, like, the D crew in there. But this, the, the lady who was hosting the show, I forget her name, but her son – Went to, I believe it's Texas A and M. I'm sorry, I don't watch much college football, so I don't know where these guys are. From, but I believe it's it's Texas A and M. Right and, in, uh, yeah, right. But uh, whatever the orange uniform Texas team is, but uh, uh, except for PJ. But um, so her son was like the uh, the sports reporter for the for the football program there, and she had him on as a guest on the show. And when they brought up Roshan Johnson, they brought him up. As being the backup to Bijan Robinson, he was kind of like, "Well, listen, yeah, he's running back number two, Whoa. but he's not really the backup to Bijan Robinson. He played more alongside Bijan Robinson. Bijan would get the carries to the outside because he's faster. He's like this guy would get more of the tougher yards to the inside. And they ran a lot of split back situations where those guys were both out on the field at the same time. And so, listen, for one guy to go at pick eight, and for the other guy to go in round four where we got him." Uh, I think we might have a, a nice steal there. And, and I'm going to bring up a year where Ezekiel Elliott got drafted fourth overall. And you, you go six, seven games into the year. And, and what's the narrative? Yeah. Oh, Ezekiel Elliott is the best rookie running back. But look at this guy, Jordan Howard, drafted in round four, who's right behind him doing the same exact thing. What did the, uh, what did the Cowboys do? They wasted so much money on Ezekiel, yeah. whereas we moved on from Jordan Howard. That's the right, right. thing to do. Fresh legs, fresh legs, fresh legs. Well, I, 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 ran across, I ran across a picture that said, uh, I had to double check this, but it, it gave the average starting salary for all kickers, an average starting salary for all running backs, and the fucking kickers are making more, more yep. than the running backs right now, guys. It's, that's why I don't blame these guys for holding out, talking about yeah. holding out. I like Montgomery, but it was yeah, I'm not about to pay him. Right. right. It, it, it only lasts four to six years. And guess Ro what? Roshan, if this if this was the 70s or the 80s, Roshan would have been drafted in this early in the second round, dude. He wouldn't have been there till the fourth. Just because of the era. 
And he, he might have been in the first round, actually. He could have been. I'm just saying he definitely would have been an early second round pick or sooner. Let's leave it at that. I'll leave it at that. They asked him, like, and why to did me, you go to the, the best three down back on that team is Roshan Johnson. And I even put it on your your video <laughs> that, that he'll be I the agree. starter for me by midseason or sooner. I think I, I wrote agree. that on your video. You know, the problem with Herbert is that even in the backup role, he was able to put up numbers, but he still wound up getting injured even in the backup role, right? Now, Deonta Foreman has a nice nice opportunity in front of himself. Yep. He might be a three-down back as well. Yep. Um, but I don't know. Something we keep forgetting about the other guy from the Seahawks. Like, oh, I, think, I keep yeah, thinking Mike Davis because it's the yeah, same guy. But he's guy. not going no, to be a three-down back on this team, no. Dan. He's not. He's a, he's a, he's special, a special team. Special teams, right. third-down back possibly just, in certain situations, receiving blocks. He's the Band-Aid to Vilas Jones buffing kicks. <laughs> exactly. That's what he is. Yeah. Like, if you're going to keep Vilas Jones, you're not going to put him back there anymore. You're going to put, you know, this guy in there and uh, – Oh, very good pierogies. Yeah, man. We used to make them homemade. But, uh, everyone's already moving on to, fo- to food here. It's <laughs> after 10 o'clock, dude. This is fuck off hour. Go ahead. I love pierogies, man. Yeah. Well, I can't move on to food because, uh, I'm still trying to get over that fish and uh, jello because that uh, <laughs> disgusting, right? Whoa. <laughs> BJ's over here vomiting in a garbage can in between. Yeah. yeah I, hey, listen. I, I just one up the fish and spaghetti. That's all I did, you know. But man, really, look, <laughs> if I you actually eat the fish and spaghetti. If you look at <laughs> yeah. it, I tried that shit, man. So I they use like, they use like the fish broth that they put so, in the gelatin to correct. put around it. I, so I, I believe they like pour like boiling water with gelatin in there. Yeah, when yeah, it turns into like there, a broth jello. Yeah, and, and then they get into kind of, yeah, turn it. So even the jello has fishy flavor to it. Keep looking and at I, that hard, PJ. Listen, Look at his listen. Face. That's what I was brought up with. And I'm telling you, there's a reason why I don't eat fish. <laughs> fish and anything. I'm just we kind see. of like, you know, we see. cool. cool. Stuck there, you know. I actually had fish three times this week, and it's only Thursday. Yeah, I'm, I'm just now in my mid-30s because accustomed to trying it again because it, it was never the flavor that bothered me. Very, <laughs> you know, very particular yeah, with the fish, though. It's got to be certain stuff like orange roughy or white fish. Here's Notice, a uh, these certain things that just are fishy, fishy, man. Yeah, yeah. As we have to do with every show, we have to show Cliff's meal. And uh, that's, that's here not is Cliff's there. meal. I thought he burnt a bunch of shit on the grill. I thought I'd see him. No, this is t- this is tonight's meal. This okay. makes me so fucking happy. If I could just interject for one moment, the Go. only other ski in the chat, Walter B. Besky. Ski, yeah, is telling you fish jello is not that bad. <laughs> Walter, Walter's <laughs> Walter comes on the show, man. I'm you telling you, man, that's Polish. That's Polish. We run with the fish jello. Yeah, what we do. All right, I'm sick, sorry. I just had to get sick bastard. Shout out to you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm totally joking, man. You gotta know I'm a clown, no, buddy. You're good, man. You're good. Okay. No, it's, it is. What I it would is. say I do. I will <laughs> say this. I would be willing with the picture that uh, PJ sent of his fish and spaghetti. I would definitely try that because they both look delicious. That looks fine. And and I would try that Jello just because it might be okay once you start. Seasoning no, the broth no, that no, the gelatin no, no, was no. made out of. Listen, listen, stay away from the fucking fish. Jello. That's, 
That's <laughs> <laughs> don't don't there's, don't try there's it. There's no fix in this, Dan. Yeah, no, there's no, no it, fix it in is, it. Just I'm stay away. You, it is what it is. Just just know it exists, but. I would try it. Retro, Retro says he's Polish. What does he know? Two plus two equals 170? I know that one plus six equals, <laughs> or I mean, what is it? Uh, one, one plus, plus two, two equals six. Six, exactly. One plus two equals six. That's the new slogan for the year, right? <laughs> but this is this is Cliff's uh, Louisiana uh, shrimp and grits with uh, sautéed zucchini, so... And I'm going to tell you guys, like, I mean, I, I grew up working in kitchens and I made some good food. Like, uh, I'll start taking some pictures of some of the meals I'll make. I'll bring something more to the table than fish jello next time, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Peach is like, no. I had one shot. It's already, it's already gone, right? <laughs> You're out of here, buddy. You're out of here. No, there's a reason why I live in Chicago. You and your fucking, your your The further I go away from the Chicago, the shittier the food gets and I, I i can't deal with that <laughs> me and my wife went to arizona and i was like listen there's got to be some good mexican food here they're so close to the border we went to this one place i think it was called Roberto's. i had a fucking burrito from there and, and like they like boiled the meat dude i picked up this burrito it was like pissing water out the end i, just, I was just like i can't even eat this shit oh, and like oh. Sounds awful. Like, man, we got good food here in Chicago. For sure. We got good Chinese food. We got good food. There's enough Chicagoans in Arizona that there should be good food in Arizona. There should be, but there is Half the fucking people that live there are from Illinois. They live in a desert. They're lucky they got water, man. How about about creamed cod? You ever have that per Walter Besky? Not as bad as creamed cod, he says. PJ, PJ, what's your your go-to? Cod's good, though. I like cod. Creamed cod? I've never had creamed cod. I've had you ever have creamed beef hearts? No creamed car car hearts. Those are good. Those are real good. You know, Polsky may be a nice guy, but I tell you what. He out talks Foster and he's and he's recommended fish and jello. I didn't recommend it. I am not recommending it. I'm doing the opposite. I am warning. Did not recommend it. Warning. Dude, Paul's 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 are going to pay you. Warning. Whoa. He got to go. What? What? (laughs) No offense. We all all get thrown off the show at some point. Everybody (laughs) here is. This is what it is. Usually it's Dan or me. Usually it's PJ. I, I tried to move on to the Roshan Johnson talk. You guys went right back to the fish show. Hey. So, so at this point, it's, yeah, yeah, what do you want me to we'll do? Go you know? back to it. We'll, we'll fuck it up hey, more, dude. You ain't going to ever live that fish and jello now. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm thinking about some fish and jello. Every Christmas. You know, oh. and, uh, yeah. Just, nice. Yeah, just, you know, I, just roll yeah, I don't need it. Uh, I mean, it's just Polsky, there on the table. Roll with Polsky. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Thanks, Retro. Perfect. Yeah. It's he, right he, he, uh, Bearski did a great job, like, you know, trying to get all of his ducks in a row for the show. I'm like, listen, this show's going to go off the rails. At some point, we're going to talk about food. He's like, well, I'm going to want to talk about Bear Show. I'm like, yeah, but chat might not let you. <laughs> right. right. So, uh, and we don't help either. <laughs> we really don't. It, well, here's how it started. Uh, one night, uh, Cliff, who has been on the show, he was actually a co-host for a while. He 
at 12.04 p.m. He's like, I just put the meatloaf in the oven. And I had to like record scratch the whole conversation. Be like, wait a second. Cliff just put a fucking meatloaf in the oven? So the joke has become that he was on meth and he was vacuuming his lawn at 1 a.m. and shit. And the joke has gone on so that it's actually turned into a food thing. And everyone just loves talking about food. We get to a certain point. We can't help it. We're Chicagoans. We love we love our foods. I actually have our beers and our food and beers. Yes. And you know what, though? I think we have some real good chefs in chat between uh, Walter, Cliff, Mm -hmm. And there was somebody else uh, who's always coming up with some good meals as well. So, mm-hmm. so we got some guys. And if these guys are throwing in good meals, and if they, they yes. make what they're talking about, we got a lot of guys who can cook that watch this show that follow it. PJ, are you my, in Chicago? Probably come at 10 just to hear the food segments. <laughs> no shit. Foster, are you in Chicago or no? Who? You? Are you in Chicago? I am in Chicago. I'm two yeah. miles away from O'Hare Airport as we speak. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm right by O'Hare Airport too, yeah. Yeah, Uh-oh. so like, Uh-oh. yeah, right. Uh oh. Uh oh. Shit. Uh oh. Yeah. I'm I'm right in Elmwood Park. I don't know if you know where that is, but I lived at I lived at all never heard of it. 78th Court for uh, eight years. Bitch. <laughs> right, yeah, it's right there. So okay. Um but yeah, you know, I'm always on the hunt for a good chicken sandwich. So growing up, I worked at this one Italian restaurant, and they'd make the fucking bomb-ass chicken sandwich. And I'll, I'll share the recipe right now. It, it, it's really good. So uh, you, you got a – it's a lot of just garlic, olive oil, salt, pepper, and basil mixture. And you, you cook the chicken in the garlic, minced garlic with the basil, fresh basil cut up, olive oil, salt, and pepper. And then you also save some to kind of put on top of the bread before you toast the bread a little bit. And, and you also take mayonnaise, and you got to mix it with basil pesto. So you kind of have this green mayonnaise, this green basil pesto mayonnaise. And then it's just tomato, red onion, bacon, Swiss cheese, and lettuce. And, yeah, you grill that chicken up, and, and you put some of that uh, – you know, garlic oil on top, and you toast those buns. And it, that is a fire chicken sandwich. I always, I loved it. But yeah, I'm always, I'm always on the hunt for good food, man. Um, you know, Italian beefs are one of my favorite food. I love pizza too. And then Ooh. one day, my wife introduced me to Italian beef on pizza. Italian beef on pizza. Oh man, how, uh, how did you not yeah. know that one, man? Because I'm Polish. I gotta. I come from fucking fish jello. I gotta figure all this out. <laughs> you know, it's gotta be. It's gotta be introduced and talked to me. I, I mean, I, I, you know, I have to learn. You started with fish jello, guys. Give me a break. Dude, next so, time yeah. you're on the show, that's the first word they're gonna put on about you. We're gonna put. I come from fish jello. Oh, oh that man. must be Polsky. Because we know he comes from fish jello. I knew I wound up staying up late enough here on this to embarrass myself somewhere. No, not at all, dude. Nobody's <laughs> embarrassing all. themselves on this, this show. Is, this I tell you that much. Talking <laughs> bears, life, food, film, and fun, man. Show. I tried to warn guys. I told them an email several times. Man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, uh, so like living in Elmwood Park, we actually got some really good pizza spots right, right around us. And uh, for my last birthday, we got uh, a large pizza from three different places. So I had three large pizzas. All from three different restaurants. We kind of did a little like, mm-hmm. yeah, that was cool. A little man. taste test. Yeah. Hey, do you go, good. Paul? Do you go to the El- Taste Elmo Park? Yeah. Mm, Maybe nice. I'll catch you there this year, dude. Okay, for sure. It's for coming sure, up. Man. It's coming Last up. Last year I right? couldn't go because my wife was pregnant, and uh, and because of COVID and stuff like that, she was yeah. uh, she was in her ninth ninth uh, ninth month at the time. Isn't, yeah, isn't that like coming up in the next three or four weeks? 
I believe so. Yeah, usually it's late July, early August, so that'll yeah. be right there. Yeah, I'll yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, yeah that'll be cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll be we'll there. hook up, dude. For sure. I'll, I'll give you his uh, number. Foster will stalk you. Uh, he listen, we started off the show with that. Established that, that in the first minute. Foster, he told me I've just... been stalking you for a while now. And, uh... yeah, well. <laughs> So, yeah, that was yeah, literally the first, like the second thing out of Foster's mouth. <laughs> yeah, you guys so. know these two guys know me by now. They're the ones sitting there laughing off the chair. At least Polsky's got it done. I know, dude. He asked like it was the weirdest comment. It just said, "Be a guest?" Question mark. <laughs> I, I was like, uh, "Huh? Be- the fuck does just- that mean? Be a guest? Like, be a guest?" And I just, I just responded with a question mark, and That's then it. he's like, One "Let me explain." Mark. Okay. I'll be honest, PJ. The first, the, the, the beginning of the show was a little bit awkward because he's like, oh, really? So you've been like stalking me? <laughs> well, it's actually a little bit more awkward now that I know he lives. That's got to come out of wow. you know, I'm, I'm in two places. Uh, I already I'm got at- a date with him. I got I got you surrounded. I live at Harlem and Higgins, and I also live at Grand and Wolf. Okay, Harlem and Higgins is cool. Hey, D- Dino's Pizza right there. Dino's, man. I've been eating yeah, that since I was a yeah, little shit. See, I'm telling see, you. I, 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 yeah, I know the spot. You know it. I, I've, ta- I've talked about that place on this show, and I keep telling people, if you get out to the northwest yeah. side, Dino's I think it's 7,002 West Higgins is Dino's area. My wife okay. specifically likes the BLT pizza from there. Oh, yeah. And yeah. she likes it cold the next day. So, oh, yeah, that's all, the way she prefers all, it. Everything they make there is good. It's been the same recipe for 50, 60 years, man. There was a there was a friend that lived under the L uh, somewhere in Chicago for that like a brief period. Dude. We so visited him, and he had, we went to like this dive bar. Right by the L, remember this, and just got a, 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 a blackened pizza to go. And it was one of the best fucking pizzas I've ever had in my life. Blackened seared chicken with like this sauce that you could, it was like on the pizza with the red sauce. It was just the Chicago food scene is just sick. Some, so some, of those, some of those little bars got some really good fucking uh, quick pizzas, man. They really yeah. do. Yeah, they do. I don't know. Uh, you just got to get lucky and look around. And some of them are, some of them got what's your fa- What's your favorite burger, Bearski? Oh, burger? You know, uh, man, I'm, I'm a local kind of guy. It's weird. It's, uh, I don't do burgers much, but uh, I'd have to say I like Luke's. Yeah. Luke's Beef and Pizza on Bowling Island. They got a good burger. They kind of put some Thousand Island dressing on it. It's not bad. Um, I'm not a big burger guy, though. I don't know. Mine is, mine, mine is uh, Billy Goat's. Okay. Yeah. We did it. We did a burger thing one night, and I had to come up with it was Billy Goats. I don't know why. I, I love Billy Goats. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, anybody in Chicago, man, if 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 you go to Jewel and they got the pub burgers on sale, those are pretty damn good because they're already oh, set. Yeah. Really. Yeah. I mean, I stick them in the air fryer like for five Mariano's. minutes and get all the grease off them. What? Mariano's. They have some good good burgers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I haven't I haven't ex- done as much as Mariano's because Jewel's like right here and it's too convenient. They're open till midnight. I can run there at quarter to twelve and get food. Nice. But they got the I don't know if you've had them. Have you ever, have you ever had the pub burgers? I don't think so. Not from Jewel, no. Okay, so they they got them and they're already seasoned in patties. They're usually pretty expensive. The other day they had them on for a buck fifty a piece, okay. and it's like three quarters of a pound each. It's it's a good 
it's or it's like five ounces. I'm sorry, six on five or six ounces, whatever. But but you can take these things and st- they're so thick it takes ten or twelve minutes to cook in an air fryer. But yeah. stuff them with anything you want because everything else is already in there, man. They're it's a it's a cheap way to go. And if you, if you like grilling, those things on the grill are the best burgers I've had on the grill. Better than anything else I've ever. They're good. I, I can't t- other than I me making like getting ground to ground and having the butcher ground up the ground round and making it. But for something quick, if you like a burger, uh, you can't go wrong with that, especially when they're on sale, man. Like I said, I'm on the hunt for a good chicken sandwich all the time. And uh, one place that I found, uh, it's uh, it's actually a great place. They have uh, pretty good euros. They have like the Greek-style euros. It's Charcoal Grill up in Morton Grove. It's on like Dempster and Austin, I want to say. Or Dempster in Harlem, and uh, but they got a mean chicken sandwich too. Uh, there used to be another place on uh Foster in Milwaukee called Mother Cluckers, yep, yeah, but they closed down recently. But yeah, chicken yeah. sandwiches from there. Thanks for remembering that place, yeah, yeah. So, they, they were there they a while now. Recently. So, yeah, yeah, there's definitely some good food spots, and you know, because yeah. like as much traveling as I do, every time I go away from the city, uh. The food just gets shittier and shittier. I want to I answer Doug's, Doug's thing real quick. Sorry, guys. Where was Doug's, Doug's thing about uh, yeah. He says, Foster, when I lived up near Park Ridge, I used to go to Harlem Irving Plaza and would hang out in the video game arcade there. That was literally 43 to 44 years ago. So, so literally 42, 43, 44 years ago, I was hanging out at Aladdin's Castle too because that's what he's talking about. I just want to tell you, I was there at the same time, Doug. Oh, we we're both there. Okay. I lived, I lived right oh. down just north on Harlem Avenue, man. North Foster North. was fifty-two at the time. <laughs> Hold on, wait. Insert PJ here. Insert he PJ. Fits, he fits right in, dude. Fits right in. Foster was talking uh, Doug at the time. You. <laughs> That's how I know he was there. A lag's cast. He's like, you I fucking know who you are, Doug. Man. It just came in. That's awesome. I love it. I, I, I hacked into that machine and got your credit card, and I knew I know who you are, Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Aladdin's castle. So you do fit right in, though. I told you yeah. you were going to fit right in, Bearski. Yeah, Polsky, Bearski, Polsky. I'm going to call you Bearski. I, I, I think I, I feel I kind of fucked up the food segment, though. You know? Look at it hanging. Yeah, PJ's just. I'm just looking at him. You just look disappointed in me. You know what? Yeah, PJ's, PJ's disappointed in everybody. <laughs> no, PJ just hopped on late. He wasn't here in the beginning to start giving you shit from the very beginning. So he had to like catch up. That's all. I know. He, he was telling me I talked more than Foster. It's like, man, you didn't hear the. Yeah, well, <laughs> you would have earned your way into that prior to if he didn't show up late. Oh. He had some family yeah. stuff going on tonight with his, with football, and that's all, it was like football practice. Awesome of- Do you want to talk about that? Well, uh, the high school that my uh, grandsons go to, I have four grandsons who are in high school, and they're playing high school football, and they had a camp at Western uh, University uh Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So uh today was the day where we have three practices. So we had one this morning, one in the afternoon, and one this evening. And so I was out in the sun all day. I think it got a little bit darker though. Uh, you, you got a great tan going there. Yeah, you know you, you, 
kick. Yeah. You see? Yeah. yeah. He looks Man. got a good, some good sun there. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it's been a long day for me. So it started at, uh, what, 7 o'clock this morning? So Holy shit. Yeah. yeah You're so. a trooper coming on here. You're like Triple R in the hospital right now. Hey. You know. <laughs> hey. I'm a He's team player. Kentucky Bourbon and Deladen. <laughs> I'm a I'm a team player. That's right. See what you are. You are Peach. Peach. Peach is a good guy. He's a really good guy. Great guy. Really he good. just had to come on and start giving you shit from the get go because he was hanging out and chat and getting to know you before he, you even knew who he was. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, you like you 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 fit right in here, Bearski. You're. Oh, I'm glad. We're so next. Actually, next week we're gonna have on um, uh, Alex Shapiro as a guest. You know who he is for M- NBC Sports. Yeah, it, the name rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah, he does the uh, Under Center podcast. Um, he's on NBC Sports Chicago. He covers the Bears, so he's gonna be our like main guest of the show next week. And we're trying to get uh, some chat members to who have been on the show before to join in the show just to. The goal is I want to kind of have you guys in the background who each has, I don't know, maybe five questions that you want to ask them because this is like the day after training camp officially kicks off. There won't be any practices or anything to talk about, but at least, you know, be like right for training camp. So maybe maybe gather five questions together. Uh, Brian Gilmore is going to join us. Squeegee is going to join us. I reached out to uh, Matt Kedro. Matt uh, recently lost a good friend. And he's got some other things going on. And oh, so uh, he's. My condolences, Matt. My condolences yeah, from BCP to you, Matt. Um, he's a good uh, friend of the show. He's been on many, many times. Um, anyone else who would like to come on the show, including you, uh, Bearski, if you would like to join us next Thursday again for. I'm going to keep everybody in the background while he's on the show. And then we'll have each guest come on and ask him one, one to two questions depending on how many guests are on the show so that they can ask him and he can respond to you directly. Cause that's what this sh- show is about. It's really about the fans. It's a buy it made by fans for the fans. And we want the goal of this is to have as many of you, as many of you fans that want to come on the show. So once we start getting to a point where we're um, you know, we can have some bigger guests, like some big guests on, it'd be nice to have a, a Rolodex of fans who want to come on from chat and ask some of these people their questions themselves. So if you'd like to join us next week, Bearski, you are welcome to. Yeah, I should have some free time. Formulate a few questions, and we'll just keep you in the back, and we'll bring you on to ask them the one or two questions. You can do that if you would like. I'll I'll have have one or two questions. (laughs) I bet you will. One or or 200. He's going to be worse than PJ. (laughs) Go I got a no. I got a question for uh, Bearski. Bearski, there is it Bearski or Pawski? Which one is it? So my name is Paul, but it's Paul Wakalinski. So I just added a ski to everything because I'm Polish. So Bearski Film is the YouTube channel I run, and it's Paul, but I just say Paulski. So you know, but, it, but I got a little crew. So my buddy Dave, he's Dave Ski. My brother Matt, <laughs> he's Patrick Ski. So everybody's got to be a ski if they're if they're running on a Bearski Film, you know. All right, hey Paulski, nice. are you are you up in the attic, man, or what? No, so this is uh, that is shit. My wife's gonna kill me if I show you guys that her Wizard of Oz collection on the no, other side of the room or so something. We have, we have, we're, we're in a bungalow. We're in a typical Chicago bungalow, and the whole top floor we have a, a master bedroom here with 
classic. Don't show it. You don't have to no, show because it. because there's because I got a one year old kid, so there's a little you know sleeping yeah. spot for yeah. her. And I got a bad. And the I answer is yes, PJ. You fucking so, nosy you know, fucker. Yeah, but no, I'm, I'm upstairs in, in our room, and right. you know my wife's wait, waiting for me to finish this. So she can come up here. All right, so but, so, um, so, like, so uh, here's, yeah, here's my, uh, shit. Here's yeah. my second question. So did you decorate it with the bear stuff for this show or what? No, my wife did. Got she actually told me, "Are you going to give me a?" She actually actually asked me, "Are you going to give me a shout out for decorating for you?" So yeah, she's the one. Usually, we have some of the shit downstairs, and okay, she came right. up here and she's like, "Well, so like we did a little test run." Me, me, yeah. and uh, but she's Polish, so she put the bears, the bears the bears head the wrong direction, right? <laughs> yeah, right, correct. So. uh yeah, we did a little test run, and I showed some of my friends yesterday, and they said, hey, you know, audio sounds okay, video's okay, but your your, your background's a little plain. You know, I only had, like, one thing. So yeah, I got that comment from, like, two or three friends, and, and I told her, and she's like, I'm on it. And so, you know, she, you know, I think all I had was a flag yesterday, and she went, she got, I got a Tommy Harris signed helmet back there, up oh, right back there. All right. Uh, all right. So my, my, my mom, um, she, uh she used to babysit and do a lot of housekeeping for people. And, and she knew some lady that was actually Tommy Harris's housekeeper. So wow. okay. yeah, she would, she would work for him. And I, wow. I asked her, she told me he was a great guy. I know he gave a third of his check away to charity. Uh, wow. check. Yeah. Um, and so I asked her, I was like, can you give me anything signed? You know? And, uh, okay. and she's like, listen, he literally sits there for three hours every day at his living room table, just like signing shit. Wow. And she's like, it's really weird for me to ask him to sign something else on top of that when I'm there as as his worker. I, I, man, you guys change. And you're like, well, he's already there for three hours. Just what's but you know what? Day? She surprised me and brought me the the helmet, the the Tommy Harris signed helmet. So I got that there. Uh, I got my Tom Brady signed football that my wife brought up. That well, let me just let, let me just say this here, Paulski. You you and your wife did a wonderful job decorating, and she I did. truly I truly appreciate the effort. On coming on this show to de decorate like that, and by the way, Tommy Harris is truly my favorite Bear player of all time. So, and I tried to tr put a little highlight clip of them together, and I couldn't get enough video on it. But I was trying to find the one play where he just stole the fucking ball. Do you remember this play? Yeah, like see, the just center went to go hike it, and before the ball went anywhere, Tommy Harris just <laughs> snagged it. I, I, I can't remember which game it was. Or it, it was a running play. He just got to the ball before yeah. the running back did. It was amazing. Yeah. It was. Yeah, that, that was an incredible fucking play. Yeah, yeah, that was when you dude. were like Hall of Famer. Oh, now he's yeah. injured. Right. Oh, now he's yeah. injured again. Yeah, guys, I have to rec I have to acknowledge here. Uh -oh. Retro, thank you so much for your super chat, Retro. Retro. He says, "Join the join the show. I'll be nicer than Paul's dentist." <laughs> yeah. Here's how you know you fit in because Retro's insulting you. All right. Well, no, he's not insulting me. He's just telling the truth. Oh, he's saying fallacy to the statement. He's it's an honest, it'll get worse. It's an honest maybe, criticism. Maybe, what do you want maybe retro stalking you. How does he know your dentist is an asshole? <laughs> maybe he is uh, your dentist. <laughs> hey, did you guys anybody notice your names? PJ. I, I did. And okay. you know what? Thank you guys. Appreciate it so much. You guys are fucking awesome. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm gonna have to cut out of here. This was so much fun. Nice. Yeah, PJ Ski. Yeah. See, these these oh, two yeah. guys have control, so they can fuck with things, See, and they can pull me. Next time I look up my 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 Twitter, my handle says. 
<laughs> My handle says uh, I changed his one. I changed Foster's one day. To, what, what was it? Uh, for like half the show, it was sniffer of many farts. Sniffer of many farts. Yeah. <laughs> but like, like his own farts. Or many different, just many different else. farts. Just many farts. Just yeah. it could be anyone's Any farts. farts. You could just yeah. be in a restaurant. Like so, so I saw it, and it was there like half the show, and I'm sitting here going, <laughs> nobody, nobody says anything. Nobody, That's what nobody I mean. You got to play nobody into the character. Ever. That's why I said if I'm going to grow out my hair and look homeless, I'm, I'm going to start yeah. coming on the show being like change. You look like ZZ Top. <laughs> right. Oh. No. It's gotta, you yeah. just got to you know play it, play it as a look. <laughs> hey man, appreciate you guys. I'm gonna take off for the night, so thank you so much. This has been a blast, and uh, yeah, I'll definitely join on next week. Uh, thanks for watching the videos. Once again, the YouTube channel is Bearski Film. Uh, for anybody who hasn't checked it out, check it out. Um, thanks for uh, coming yeah. on. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And uh, hopefully next time, PJ, uh, we'll get some more time with you. So, oh yeah, you know, oh yeah. Dude, so, I got some numbers. Yeah, I, I got more. To I got more on. to offer than fish jello. Like I, I feel like. <laughs> You well, you better have more here, off so, Yeah, no, no, I, okay. I, I got, I got something to bring to the table. So for yeah, sure, he was Thank talking Italian so beefs and pizza, so we know he's we're good. Let me ask you a question from earlier. No, 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 yes, no, no, no. If he no, starts no, asking no. questions, you're going to be out here for another two hours. No, that's fine. I got another. Hey, listen, I still got another little ten, fifteen minutes. No, 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 I'm going to answer his question. Yeah, no, I'm interested. I'm interested. We're not used to that shit. See, he he asked earlier, and you guys talked over him. He asked me, "What's my?" Go to food, yes. or my, it's I go with uh the one I cook is Tuscan chicken. That's that's my go to that I actually fix. Mm. Why is it Why is it Tuscan? That's the name okay. of it. Okay, okay. So it's just a brand. Ask yeah, your yeah. wife. That, no, that's that's, that's the, the Italian you style in your family. You She'll get chicken it. In Tuscan, oh, Tuscan okay, Italy. okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's a Polacca. Okay, she'll probably yeah. be like, yeah, it's the, the chicken style. we always make. Like, you fucking Polacca. Yeah. Don't you know what Tuscan is? <laughs> <laughs> we went to we went to a restaurant, right? And, and like it's an Italian restaurant, and we order some food. And her dad's sitting there, and the owner of the restaurant comes up and talks to us. And her dad goes, "Oh, you're from Italy?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, I'm from Italy." He's like, "What part of Italy are you from?" He goes, "Sicily." And her dad goes, "Oh, yeah." yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're rough. <laughs> Those Italians, man. but yeah, I, I hear you. I know. I gotta I'm, love the food. Italian food. Italian, so I get it. Yeah, retro retro just paid two dollars to is this an insult yes retro thank you very much zillow listed space between paul's teeth was for sale mine too though, all right? my life i've grown up and people have been like you know i could kick a football through that gap in your teeth and i'm like yeah you and the other fucking 30 people that said the same fucking joke you on original print. i can't even tell you, you have know, a gap in your teeth. Dude, retro's creative here that, this is original how much is the yeah, Hold on a second. Listen, Hold on a second. I, I, I'll charge monthly for you to put something in the gap of my teeth. <laughs> I, I can't even. Oh, I never even knew. And, I'm missing, and I'm missing another tooth, so you know. Uh, yeah. yeah. Very, very so fucking creative there, Retro. I couldn't see that. <laughs> Retro don't miss nothing. <laughs> when you're in this, when you're in you this mode, though, it's hard to. He must have a screen like. Uh, uh, he's yeah, got, he's got he's a got screen. A uh, Seventy-five inch TV that he's it's watching YouTube camera. on. I should have used a shittier camera. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you're part of the club, Paulski, because Retro <laughs> just donated two dollars to insult you. So, hey, Dude, when, well, yeah, two dollars for a very good cause. That, 
that's when he's stalking you. So then there's a problem. He stops <laughs> making fun of you. Then you got to worry. I know he stopped for a week. So I was and like, then I'll have two stalkers. all the time. <laughs> he was sick. So. Paul, uh, you are welcome on anytime. Please make you sure so you much. come back. You're a, you are a blast. You are a part of the BCP club. Mm -hmm. Now we, Thank you in so fact, much. can I get you to go before you leave? Oh yeah. Uh, you down with BCP? You down with BCP? Perfect. Thank you guys awesome. so much. Yeah, you know me, right? Yep. Fucking yep. beautiful, dude. We'll, right, we'll be talking to you again soon, Posky. Well, yeah, I'll be in touch. Thank you guys so much. It's been whether, a you, great time. whether you like it or not, we'll be talking to you. Yeah. I'll see you at the taste, whether I like it or not. <laughs> <laughs> PJ here. <laughs> we'll see you, buddy. I, I gonna... right. Later, Posky. So Cliff Victoria says that uh, I'm the real pontificator. And uh, Doug Van Dorn, he says I am. Cliff oh, wait, does. Then wait. Uh, Doug Van Dorn says, uh, I have a question for you. It's in 37 parts. Here's part one, <laughs> sub A, paragraph one of 73. Where are you, Doug, where are you getting this from? Yeah. Nick. They'll put it in the chat. They put it in the chat. Hold on, I'm trying to find it. Oh, here it is. So, PJ, I have a question for you. It's in 37 parts. Here is part one, sub A, paragraph one of seven. <laughs> it's the kind of shit I was talking about a month ago, man. <laughs> we got to kick Doug out the curb. He had to get kicked out. Uh, uh, Rodney, Rodney Dangerfield is back to school. I only have one question for you. It's in 27 <laughs> parts, and he pulls out 40 fucking pages and starts reading it. As soon as you hear, oh, wait, hold on. I got a sec. I got a question for you. You're like, nope. I got, I got two more questions for you, Mr. Shorty. As soon as you hear that, it's over. I did that with him on the phone until I went, fucking sun's coming up, PJ. <laughs> I have to go to work in two hours. <laughs> It's funny because when I call him, when I call him, he just hangs up on me. <laughs> I figured, I figured if I talk on the phone with you, Foster, you, you, you'll find out my location. <laughs> yes, to keep it. I'm gonna come and fix that rope, whether you need it or not. <laughs> I'm zeroing in on your location. It's a metal roof, PJ. It's a metal roof. I don't want a fucking metal roof. I just got a new metal. I just got a new roof replaced two years ago. Insurance no paid good, for. Dude, I'm telling you, it's no good. I know that. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you guys, man. We're gonna cover the whole house in rubber. <laughs> Foster, Foster, no, one giant on the, condom. Foster, have you guys on the phone? Then twenty minutes later, you be hearing a knock on your door. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, I just thought to stop by. <laughs> <laughs> no, hold on, hang on the phone for a little bit longer. <laughs> he's, just, he's just trying to—he's trying to cue you up to the. Wait, hold on a second. I got one more question. He's like, yes, I got him. <laughs> Sucked him right in, man. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, shit. I would try to get him on the phone till 6 a.m. <laughs> from day one. How did you do it? Oh, crap. me. Oh man. 
how? How? How does this show exist? <laughs> for those of you because in the chat, for those of you in the chat, we we laugh like this because there's no truth to it. <laughs> There's a truth to it. I'm trying there's, to a little, there's a little more than some truth to it. <laughs> oh my God. It's like the one that it made fun of him. Like, ah, oh, he's probably he's like your foster, your connection dropped foster. Like, he's probably getting his house bombed. <laughs> like turns in, you're like, yeah, I'm getting my house bombed. It's like, what the fuck? And my, hey, my teeth match your background, PJ. <laughs> I've never liked this view. Let's just go back to to this one. (laughs) Yeah, that one's pretty bad. That's a scary one, man. Man. I'm I'm seeing more wrinkles on my face, on my head on that Uh, one. You're like, damn, I am that old. (laughs) Yeah, I'm older than that. Crap. Like, fuck, I am 372. I got my fucking eyes. I'm like, I'm crying from laughing, dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> Retro. Michael Strand said, damn, in regards to that gap. I never even noticed it. <laughs> you should have paid $2 for that when he was on the show. <laughs> oh, man. I tell you what, you know. The two of you fuckers, <laughs> you just slay me every did you, time. Hey, did you read Retro, Retro's thing about with the tooth gap? Retro <sighs> Music Network says, Cliff, Cliff, wise advice. I'm actually on a six-inch screen phone, but I didn't take the Hubble. It didn't take the Hubble telescope <laughs> to see the gap. <laughs> he said that, and I went like this. I'm going, yeah, I got pretty good gaps too, man. <laughs> I had to go to like full screen mode, you know, with all of us with 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 no chat on the screen, just to even yeah, notice yeah. that. But uh, who cares? It's that's, that's we all have problems, you know. I got a couple of dead teeth over in my mouth. I'm sure you can see. <laughs> Walter Bresky said, "I I had a neighbor once cover his whole house in a sheet of aluminum." <laughs> what the fuck? Seriously? Did he put, did he put it in like... the oven and bake it, Walter, or what? Uh, he seriously covered his whole house in a sheet of aluminum. Like, you gotta like ask, put a dome over you gotta it? Ask Walter to answer that better. Man. Right, man I'm going to fucking send him a I'm... link right now just to come out and explain oh. that. No, he might have heard. Did you? <laughs> Walter, what do you mean? He covered his house in a sheet of aluminum. Oh, yeah, like four... He covered his house probably it's probably four by eight sheets, man, like plywood size. So he's saying, yeah, you like you like domed his house in it. Whoa! Oh, he was trying to create a, a giant Faraday cage. Yeah, well, that would also be get pretty damn hot. <laughs> and you'd have no sunlight. <laughs> that too. I just don't. I don't know, man. Oh man! You guys are seriously so much fun. With with Doug, Doug Van Dorn says, with all you skis, anyone might think that you're establishing the Soviet Social Republic of Soldier Field. <laughs> he said, "Yeah." Instead of normal siding, he used flat pieces of sheet metal. Holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> so he had windows at least. It was. It wasn't just a. Uh... 
a complete dome of aluminum over Man, his house. It, if, I, if he was lived in my neighborhood, did that when we were 12 or 13, it would be all dented and they'd never sleep in that damn house. Yeah. <laughs> He's throwing rocks at it all night long. Yeah. Sit there all night with the BB or pellet gun. Ping, ping, ping. Oh, the lights went out. Ping, ping, ping. That's the kind of assholes we were in my neighborhood. You have another great insult from Retro, Foster. He's Foster stole, stole George Washington's wooden teeth. Yeah, I did. <laughs> That's why they match PJ's background, dude. <laughs> what you say about my background, man? What? My background's yellow, dude, like my teeth. Yeah. Like yeah. my wooden teeth. Yeah. And, and retro. All your things wearing off, I honestly. I didn't steal them from George. I had them first, and he, bar he borrowed them for a decade, and then I got them back. Right, they're the same ones. Got to just get the get it right that I had them first. Fucking insults, correct, retro. Yeah, man, I'm just saying, man. Gonna make that kind of insult, retro. Just make sure it's profit. Fact check it. Fact check it, retro. I'm in this hotel room. I couldn't even tell you what color this wall is. It looks like it looks like piss yellow to me. Yeah, looks like hangover piss yellow. It kind of looks like it's green to me. Let me, let me, uh, I'll take the computer and hold it over the toilet and see what it looks like. It's got to be close, Peach. It looks yellow. That's hangover mm. piss yellow, huh? That is hangover piss yellow. <laughs> okay, it could it's be the lighting too, man. It's, it's beer keg yellow, beer piss it could, keg yellow. It could be the light. I, think, piss. <laughs> I don't know if the light. I don't know if the light bulb is white or not, so maybe uh, it's like giving off the wrong tint. Uh, it's definitely not a. It's not. It's a, not it, a. It cool. don't matter as long as Dan's never with that background trying to dance because you'll see every bad move then. Yeah, it would be terrible. <laughs> it's a. You definitely it's have terrible. a warm light. It's, a it's warm already light. terrible. <laughs> oh no! Go back and watch the beginning of the show. This was a good one. Oh, was it? No. Don't. Was it as good as my grandsons? Uh, uh, you don't have to bring your grandson on to do the dance. I don't know. You've seen the video, right? Yeah. That's why I was trying to give him tips. I'm like, dude, watch this so you so you can maybe get some idea how to move. What? You didn't see the video. Sure. What the what you what you what you, what you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What video did you send this to me? Did you email it to me? Did you text it to me? In our group text. That's it's a, in the I, group I, I messenger. The other uh, yeah, that's how I saw oh, it. Yeah. Fucking, I don't know. I, hey, Peach, maybe we should replace this guy. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you. Don't even read text no more. <laughs> oh, no, I missed it. He, he saw it was from you, and he was afraid it was going to be a six-hour chat. Oh, I missed so it. Hold on. And I said, "You, I said the shortest text there is. You, all you guys be having these paragraphs. I, I said like one sentence, and you guys reply with a paragraph. I'm like, dang. Look at Dan. Dan. Dan wrote me a book tonight. It's just ours. He wrote me like a six page book. What are you doing, man? Are you still alive, dude? I just There's... talked to like three hours ago. Yeah, there you go. Oh, I so, so I gotta get out of my seat. I said, uh I, I got you." I said I'd take that for some advice. Let's let's take hey Peach, I'm gonna take some preemptive right, some now. preemptive measures. I don't know, I don't know if he's up dancing or not. I just took him off the screen. I hope not. 
Yeah, me too. I don't even want to look in the back room either. Oh, he's dancing. <laughs> hey, hold on. Hold on. I got to get some music to this here. here. I'm trying to put no, it on the whole you, screen, dude. It's not going to work without music. Here we go. You're doing just fine by yourself, bro. There we go. Right. You gotta, you gotta go like this, dummy. That's what I was trying to do, and, and that that would have been a mistake. That's why I didn't do it. I think that's dance, guys. People just leave it at that, man. Pete, I'm hungry, man. Let's go get some fish and spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to wonder. I'm being serious, man. I'm hungry. No, I, I'm, I'm sure. I, I used to wonder, you know, how to come up with these names of, you know, movies and, you know, like white men can't jump. You know, they're going to have a remake of that. They're going to call it White Man Can't Dance. Wait a second. Dance the star. <laughs> he goes, they, they, it's, it's changing from White Men Can't Jump to White Man Can't Dance. For sure. Well, I wasn't that far off. <laughs> yeah, you were. were not okay. even close, bro. It's okay. Not even close. We'll let you believe what you think, and we've discussed what you think as it is these days, anyway. Man. Well, I know what the what the opener is for next show with Alex Shapiro. I guarantee you, he will agree with my dance. He'll love it. No. If he does, I'm gonna I'm gonna question his credibility as a reporter. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna study that. I told, you, I told you when I put my mind to something, I want to perfect it. I'm going to perfect that. So I'm going to I'm going to watch that dance over and over again. Yeah, I'm out of breath. Damn. I'm a little wet over here, boys. Cliff, Cliff said, as a Cliff Victoria says, as a result of that dancing, I'm throwing up in my own mouth now. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And then I gotta throw this in because retro, retro music said when Gail Sayers said all I need is 18 inches of daylight, he was talking about Foster Smile. <laughs> <laughs> he got it since since Polsky left, he just started ripping on my teeth. I'm still waiting for him to uh join the show. Why ain't why haven't uh oh god. Oh, yeah. Why haven't uh, Retro joined the show yet? Is all I want to know. I don't know. I keep. Yeah, he might one day. He might one day. There, we talk. Another... We talk an email. We're actually we're we're pen pals. <laughs> I, I am too. We DM. Uh oh. Uh oh. There's opponents. No, wait a second. Wait a second. Hold on, Foster. I'm more special. We actually email each other. I'm more special. Well, I've sent. No, I don't. Uh -oh. Bearski, Bearski, welcome to the chat, Bearski. Bearski's like, I'm laying in bed with my wife. I, I'm just, I'm in chat. Shut the fuck up. I'm <laughs> he's he's in chat in bed with his wife eating an Italian beef and some fish jello on his side. <laughs> he's, he's in the kitchen. He, this fucking yeah. fish jello. <laughs> this fucking, I, I had to leave to go oh. eat fish jello because I just, I couldn't. My, my, my wife made it. It was ready tonight. And I never got to have it because of the show, so. I gotta get out of here, guys. 
<laughs> retro gonna be start uh foster gonna be talking retro do uh dm <laughs> <laughs> no bearski's bearski's in the garage now he says that was oh, nice. Nice. He's out there drinking one, smoking one, smoke one. Smoke one. around the wife and kids. I'm joking, Bears. You don't listen to me. I'm Guys, I'm going to take a piss. You make fun of me while I'm oh, going. Crap. Uh, here's Dan's new movie for Cliff Victoria. White men can't breathe. No, it's it, it's you, the people in the chat can't breathe watching him <laughs> dance. Yeah, well, well Cliff's throw, literally throwing up in his own mouth, so... <laughs> Yeah, oh, he's trying not to wake up his wife because he's laughing too hard. Man, hey, we gotta get we gotta get retro on. We gotta get a uh, cliff on. Uh, we gotta get a bunch of people on. Oh, absolutely. These yeah, guys are funny. I got a little list I'm working on, Peach, and and you met a couple of these guys tonight that I've been following. Well, you didn't get to meet Andrew. Did, were you? Did you see Andrew at all or no? Yeah, I've seen him when I was uh, I was like uh, in transit, and I okay. uh, I was in chat for a little bit there. Gotcha. Was that when you checked in and said hi, everybody? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we so got out of practice. So I was. Dan even goes, man, I wonder where he's at. And I'm like, dude, he spent all day training. The guy might be freaking tired. No, I was actually at that time, I ran to the uh, restaurant to give my uh, grandson some uh, pizza uh, because they just they had just got out of practice at that time. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the cliff is coming on next week finally. He said it in the chat even. Oh, he's coming on when uh yeah uh, what's the guy coming on again? Uh Shapiro. Alex. Yeah, I, I'm like, I should know. I see him on the, the the thing about three, four days a week. I watch him, catch his stuff. NBC. Mr. Mayhem, he's in the chat. He says uh that gel fish jello looked disgusting. I it, second that. Yeah, I, I, I do too. I, 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 I second that. I and and Paulski told us to not even bother wasting our time trying it. So I, I, I can't. Uh oh, <laughs> Cliff right. Victoria. I have a lot to say, mainly about white guys dancing. <laughs> Wait a minute now. Hold on. We got Brian Gilmore. Yeah, You're talking about my lions. But see, this is a puma right here, bro. This is a puma on the hat. This is a puma, not a lion. But my high school team that my boys play on are called the Lions. So, yeah, you got the Lions part right. But this is actually a Puma. So, come on, Brian. Where you from, man? Where you talking this noise from? Where you coming from, bro? Come on now. Let me know where you coming from. Brian cracked me up when he was on with us the last time, man. I still remember, uh, remember we were talking about the – the cockroach stealing my razor and almost shanking me, and <laughs> I'm like, I'm like Brian, I wasn't gonna stick around and interview the thing if I asked it if it was a cockroach or a palmetto bug. <laughs> I'm just the thing almost shanked me, dude. I was trying to just leave. Oh man! <laughs> and then he answered. He answered. He goes, "Where are you from, Brian?" And he says, "Ohio, of course." <laughs> yes, good old Ohio. So we 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 didn't even talk as much as I wanted to about flus. I just get get your. I missed that conversation. What was you guys saying about flus? Oh well, I started just saying I think that he is the man to pull this team together, especially when we're understaffed. I mean, look what he did with that defense in Indianapolis. Name me four or five guys on a defense. You probably can because you're Central Illinois, but 
if I went and asked 100 people, how many of you think could give me four or five guys on that defense? From, you from know, I guys? honestly could only name, I think, three people from that okay. defense. So, see? Uh, Leonard. Ngakwe. Uh, Buckner. Yep. And uh, the cornerback. Uh, oh. Rock your sin. Yeah, 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 yeah. And other than that, I can't name anyone. So that's what I'm saying. I mean, one thing I say about Flukes, I am curious if he ever gets some talent, how well he will do. I'm real curious to see how how he does that. Because, I, like you said, I mean, we're a bunch of no-name guys. Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I just hear, okay, so we were there. We really didn't have the opportunity to get that defensive end this year. No, but, I mean to, to go out and get the two of the uh, two fantastic linebackers backers had to make him happier than shit because he's got yeah he's got some middle guys to work with now. Last year we had Sanborn and who else? After Roquan was gone, who else? Yeah, Moral. Well, yeah. In the beginning, uh, who else played? You know, nobody. We we bought no. how many guys? Different guys played that other linebacker position. The Mike, the, the Will, after Roquan left, and when they plugged in Sanborn. Now, question for you: You guys might know this because I don't. Uh, did Seventeen. You, no, who was the uh, who was the who was the um, middle no. linebacker? Who was the middle linebacker for Indy when Flus was there? Is I know Shaq Leonard was the uh, wheel linebacker, right? I, Am I correct? I think so. I think yeah. so. I'm, try, I'm no, trying to remember who the linebacker, what the core was. The stud, the stud. Name the stud. Um, Shaq Leonard. No, the other guy. Oh, Buckner. DeForest Buckner on the line. No. In Dockway. Where? No, in Dockway never played for Flus. He played for Indy last year when Flus was here. Okay, but, see, I'm off even, man. Yeah. Ret, ret, retro says, I'm coming from Foster's basement. Call the police, please. <laughs> Justin Houston, he was the head director for Flute. If you listen closely, you can hear the piss. There you go. And Cliff just brought him up. Cliff just said, Justin Houston, Bears need to sign him. Yeah, he was the uh, edge rusher, but that's what I'm saying. Now, I don't remember who the Mike linebacker was. Seemed to me, he wasn't a guy of big North. Sha North Did you say Shaq Leonard? He was the uh, wheel wheel linebacker. He was a wheel. Who's Darius Leonard? Same person. Okay, so we, that's why. That's why. I've been getting fucked up for like the last two years because uh, Darius Leonard changed his name to Shaq. Yes, Shaq. Yeah, Shaquille Leonard. Yeah. Am I supposed to come up with this shit? They're changing their numbers, their names. Don't forget. Hey. Now we got letters. Yeah, we have okay. the letter, Here. the letter I for Justin Fields, according to Mammy. I, I actually just pulled up their defense for two thousand and one. Two thousand and one. Yeah. Two thousand twenty one. Okay. So that, that would be Flus's defense. Last, last year, yeah. With them. yeah. DeForest Buckner, Muhammad, those are defensive end. Wait, wait, wait. Stop right there. DeForest Buckner played defensive tackle for him. Right. I'm, right. Reading, okay. I'm reading the defense. So defensive oh. tackle Buckner, defensive end is A. Muhammad. I can't, I don't even, I can't picture the guy even. 
That's the guy we had last year. Yeah, Al Qadim oh, Muhammad. Yeah, that's, right. that's why it sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he sucked. Jeez, he, yeah. Man, he sucked too, didn't he? Akeem, uh, what, I'll, what give you, I'll give you credit. He did suck. That's why you can't remember him. There's nothing to remember. <laughs> Fucking one sack. Uh, Payne, Kevin Payne. <laughs> who, who, what position he he On Flus's defense. He was a decent player. Where'd he come from? I don't know where he came from, but he played see, 15 games that year. See, I don't know him. See, he don't ring a bell to me. Okery. Oh. Linebacker, oh. Okery, and uh, he was O'Kerry. a middle linebacker. Yeah, he was. Yeah, Okereke, Okereke, Leonard, and Speed. Okereke, that was his name. Okereke. Man, you put three brains together. You know, we can we can figure some shit out, guys. Man, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Uh, Blackman was on that team too. What position did he play? Safety. Oh, the the guy we have, Blackwell. Yeah, Blackman. I'm no, we got guys. we got I'm a black guys up. No, we have a black man. No, I thought his name was Blackwell. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, Polsky's hopping back in from the Bastion. garage. There he is. He's hey, changing. So I leave and you start talking football. That that's how that's how it goes, huh? <laughs> hey, 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 hey Polsky. Yeah. We, we was able to talk football because we was able to finally get a word in. Well, we got we got rid of uh, so what we were shorty shorty ski and Polsky were gone. So we could hold, hold on a second. Cliff was just talking about his shrimp. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Go away, pick the food. <laughs> nice garage. You got a garage door and everything, huh? Yeah, I just recently had a garage show. Just taking a room. I want to show you the rest of the room. I don't, I don't want to show you the rest of the garage, but I mean, I got a little back house with a bunch of fucking shit set up or whatever. And then, like, I don't know what's going on. He's fucking with me. I don't have garage doors or anything. I don't even have half the buildings that I live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, You're way muffled, Polsky. Yeah, you're muffly. You're are you you have a uh, ear earbuds in? Oh, I could. No, no. just put, put now better. Make sure it's on speakerphone with the I'm phone. 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 Yeah, phone. I can't rest the phone on okay. Your garage looks like uh Foster's house. Yeah, <laughs> it looks better than my house. Yeah. <laughs> Foster, you guys, show me you guys just keep adding reasons for me to worry about him stalking. Give, give him a fucking tour, Foster. <laughs> give, him no. a, give him a tour, Foster. No, hold on, hold on. All I'm gonna do is beg you to help me. That's all I'm gonna do. Only thing I'm me. saying is, let, let me <laughs> let's finish by, by having him redo your roof for you. <laughs> <laughs> so finish what you were saying about flus, uh, Foster. No, I forgot. Oh, I'm okay. Oh, no, I, I, what I was saying was I think if he is the guy to pull this team together, even though they're still under-talented, we're, we still don't have all the pieces, man. And, and just off of what he did last year, he is the guy that's going to make this team work this year. Even. We're going to be we're, – we're going to make the playoffs, man. I don't want to grow a beard for two years, Dan. What do you <laughs> – hey, Apolsky. What, I believe, what, do, what do you think of Fluce? So, no, I think – the coach's real impact starts to show as the wins start coming. So I, I, I think initially it's up to the players on the field 
to really kind of produce and get good. And I think you kind of saw it in Arizona with Kingsbury. It's like, okay, you got five wins, you got, you know, eight wins, you got ten wins, but then you're like stuck. You're, you're stuck. You, you can't make that next step. And that's where the coaching really, I think, makes more of an impact. I think there's a lot of coaches in the league that could take, you know, shit and make it average. And so, uh, you know, uh, is Iberflu's capable of taking the next step that this team needs? Yeah, I, th- I, I think so. I don't, I don't think he's given me any reason to believe uh, he can't. Um, however, you know, like, there's certain things, like this hits principle and things like that. Like this rah-rah mentality, uh, that only lasts two, two to three years. If the wins don't start coming with that, if you don't move on from that kind of coaching style and, and progress – um, it, it starts to get really old really fast. I mean, there's a lot of pro men here here coaching, you know what I mean? These aren't boys, this is high school or college. No, this, this is men with families joining the paycheck. So, you know, that's not a lot of try hard bullshit. If it doesn't come with the success, it, it kind of gets old. So, um, I, I don't know. I think it's still out to debate. Could he do it? Sure. Like I said, it doesn't give me any reason not to. I, I like seeing clips of him in practice yelling at guys. He's got a good yell voice. Like, I didn't expect that out of him, but he was like, go, 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 go. Like, kind of like a, uh, almost like Tibbs from the Bulls when he was on there. Like, oh, shit. Like, I can really scream and get after him a little bit and this and that. So, yeah, I think the jury is still out. Um, so far, I like him. Like I said, I, I really like the, the DM position. Uh, more than anything else, I think Ryan Poles is oh, is a huge upgrade over every other DM we've had in in recent years and in recent regimes and whatnot. So even if Eberflus does not work out, I still I still kind of believe in Poles, and, and I think they'll get that right. But um, but yeah, yeah, I don't know. We'll we'll see. I I think Luke Getzey is very underrated. You know, part part of the um part of the benefit that comes with losing out this season, you know, having so many close. Losses, you know, like like we said, one and seven and one score victories. Is that this team is really more like a six win team that just won three teams? So to take a step forward, you you know, to go from three wins to ten wins, it's it's like a six win team going to a nine win team and then getting an extra win. You know, you just kind of get that uh, flip of the coin to go your way a little bit. But um, it, it's it's weird. I, I don't know. I think uh, I kind of remember where I was going with that, but. I think the next season is going to be really exciting. There's a lot of opportunities for the Bears, especially with the way the division is. It's up for grabs, finally. I mean, you- we don't have to go through Brett Favre or Aaron Rodgers. We have to go through Kirk Cousins or Jared Goff. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. Take that. Take that. Well, Packers fans would tell you we have to go through uh, Jordan Love. That's that's, yep. that's why Paul's got yeah, yeah, yeah. two of them tied up in a garage. Uh, here's, I, here's, here's the thing, guys. Love I love I laughed when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. I thought, you guys just drafted the first pick in the draft who turned out to be a bust, so he fell to 22, and he sat for two years behind Brett Favre because you know he sucks, and now you Brett Favre's gone, and here we go. It's our turn. We have the defense. We have the, the offense. I, I believed in Rex, Rex Grossman at the time. Or at the time, that was uh, Jay Cutler, sorry. We had it all. And then Aaron Rodgers comes along and makes us look stupid, stupider, for lack of better words. And if if Jordan Love beats us the first game, if he beats us, I'm stop. I don't know what I'm going to do. Just stop. 
It's going to be live. Whatever I do is going to be live. I'm going to burn a Packers jersey or. I have and just set myself on fire. Boy, we'll just. I'll, so, I'll take the phone out to the fire pit and I'll buy a Packers. So, what do you think of Flus, uh, Shorty? What's that? What do you think of Flus? Well, I think that the title of the show is Could He Be a Super Bowl Sophomore Head Coach? I think yes, because. If Justin Fields takes the next step this season, like I believe he will, that is the key factor. That develops wide receivers. You have DJ Moore that's been added to the team. You have another year with Komet. He, you have another year with Justin Fields in the same offense. You have um, uh, Claypool with another year in the same offense. You have Mooney. I'm worried about his leg injury, but another year in the same offense. There are weapons on this team for Justin Fields. Justin Fields, another year in this offense, uh, a better offensive line. That that right tackle position and the left tackle, and now moving uh, Jenkins to left guard. If, if that pans out, right guard looks to be set. We talked about center. We we all love Dieter Eiselin, even if uh, Wetter doesn't work out. We're kind of high on Dieter Eiselin, right? So that could be a uh, a deciding factor in the season as long as. We don't have injuries, and we knock on wood. As long as we stay relatively healthy, and Justin Fields takes that next step, he can help develop receivers. The running attack can get better um, as far as running backs, and not the quarterback. Justin Fields takes that quarterback step. That all adds to Matt Eberflus having the ability to be to become the eleventh or. As you pointed out earlier, I might have been wrong on that, but as far as I can see, eleventh head coach to go to the to at least go to the Super Bowl in his second year, and that's that's one of the things you missed that I had up there, uh, PJ. I think uh, right here. Oh, that thought I had that I lost earlier is kind of in addition to what they're saying. Um, another year with Luke Getzey. I think he's very underrated as far as. Offensive coordinator, and we get to keep them because we got, you know, we, we didn't get them anyway. If the Bears were ahead, when it was here, there was a chance that that guy would go somewhere else for So we have Ray, Malava- Ray Malavasi, Tom Flores, Joe Gibbs, Raymond Berry, Barry Switzer, can't really count him, Brian Billick, Mike Martz, can't really count him, John Fox, Kevin, Wiz- Kevin Wisenhunt, or Ken Wisenhunt, and Dan Quinn. Uh, that group right there was four and six uh, in their second season as for winning the Super Bowl as head coaches. So what I brought up earlier, PJ, that you missed was, oh, I, I forgot to bring up. Sorry. Let me pull this, this down and go to this to show you the other, like what those actual coaches did in the first year. And to kind of pull it up here. So here we have Tom Flores. Mm-hmm. He was nine and seven, then 11 and five, won the Super Bowl. Then we have, uh, I couldn't find anything on Ray Malavasi, but we have uh, Joe Gibbs. He was eight and eight. Then he was, then he was uh, eight and one. Whatever that means. That was, a, that was that strike year. Strike, strike okay. season. So Raymond Raymond Barry. Uh, he was what a great receiver he was. Yeah, I couldn't find that was his 
That's his playing record, playing numbers. I saw that. Couldn't find his coaching stuff. But Brian Billick. Now, didn't Brian Billick follow someone else? He follows someone. Not like Barry Switzer and Mike Martz did, though. But I feel I thought he he just came in and just picked up on somebody else's uh, team. You know, with the Baltimore. I mean, he was because he I remember he was at Minnesota, and he was the offensive coordinator for them. But then when he came to Baltimore, it seemed like he just picked up somebody else's scheme and just carried it on. I can't remember who the so, previous coach he was. Did play, he did win the Super Bowl that year with Hunter for as a quarterback, and that was, I believe, the only Super Bowl winning quarterback. You're really muffled, Polsky. Yeah, I can really hear you. That year, and yeah. I believe Trent Dilfer is the only Super Bowl winning quarterback to get caught in the offseason. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm I can't understand you. Um, yeah. You yeah, you're very muffled. Are you on speakerphone? It, it should be on speakerphone, fell self adjusting, and that usually works the best. Or no, put it on speakerphone and turn it all the way down as low as it goes. There'll only be a little bar left. That's what it is. Because then it adjusts from there. Try it. Like that? There you go. It's a little better. Yeah, okay. So what I was saying is uh, the Ravens won it that year with Trent Dilfer as a quarterback. And I believe he's the only Super Bowl winning quarterback to get cut in the offseason, not to start the next year on the same team. So even if if, if, um, he did Win the Super Bowl that year, it they sat there and shuffled through quarterbacks until they came up. Uh, across what's his name? Joe yeah. I mean, so, it, no matter what you look at here, though, every one of these coaches didn't have a three win season, right? You're eight and eight, nine and seven, you're right. seven and nine, eleven and five, you're one and was this? Uh, Dan Quinn was uh, that's not his coaching staff, he was a uh, Eight and eight, and then eleven and five. Um, so, what? What I was trying to kind of show here earlier was, Wani was seven and nine, then nine and seven. Duran was six and ten, five and eleven. Lovey was five and eleven, eleven and five. Like they went to the playoffs that year. And that was when Rex Grossman came back at the end of the season and they got their ass kicked to the by the Carolina Panthers in that Steve Smith blow-up game. Yeah, when but, Lovey refused to uh, double-team. Right. He also refused to, you know, conform to like a, a more of a nickel defense in the Super Bowl. That's why they lost. He just stuck with his cover two the whole damn time. You see... Uh, Trestman eight and eight, five and eleven. But the next year he was better. Uh, his third year, Trestman was, or what? Or am I wrong there? Was that what was that the year that they could have made the playoffs? Was the first year? Trestman was only here three, but two or three two years. Years. I'm sorry, I didn't hear him. What did you say? Mark Trustman and Phil Emery got fired after two years together. Yeah, so it was the eight and eight season that they lost to. The, the Packers on that fucking fourth fourth and nine with the 30-yard pass on to Randall Cobb. Then you have 
John Fox, six and ten, three and thirteen, and then what, four and twelve or something, and then boom, the next year you have you go from four and twelve to to Nagy was twelve and four. They like swapped the records mm-hmm. with ultimately the same team. With it was just a little bit different with Mac and Mac Rosquan, and that was the year that we all thought Mitch. if it wasn't for not actually a double doing but a blocked kick, could have been a Super Bowl team just by the momentum. Momentum is key. So then we get to Eberflus. You missed this, PJ. Three and fourteen to Aldo's prediction of fourteen and three. Right. <laughs> so, Man, I said it for you, PJ. I th- I'll tell you what, though. Um, I'll tell you. What. I'm, I'm asking you guys about you know what you guys thought about Flus because Flus is running an offense that I like the best out of the NFL. I that Shanahan-type offense, and he's also running a defense that is my favorite defense in the Tampa, too. So he has both sides that he actually like the defensive scheme as well as the offensive scheme. Now, I I was impressed with um, Fangio's defense, but I'm more of a uh, 4-3 sort of guy as opposed to a 3-4 sort of guy. So I like the Tampa, two better. So I'm I'm high on Flus and I'm 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 wishing him well. I just wanted to know what you guys' take was on him. So that's all. I think that just with with the right combination of lack of injuries, Justin Fields taking that next step, the running game taking the next step with Roshan Johnson now being added to the equation and the other free agent signings, plus the, the back-to-back tackles we took on yeah. defense. We have Jaquan Brisker uh, blooming into a budding superstar. Yes. We have, uh, he's reviving uh, Eddie Jackson's career. Yes. We have Kyler Gordon, who is, we we're all very high on. Now we have Tyreek Stevenson, who's probably going to take his job, and Gordon's going to go back to nickel. And yep. yeah, it seems like we're building that depth. Yes. That it's, I mean, maybe it's not this year, but it could be. It could yeah. be. It could be. It could be. It could be. Get to the playoffs. That's all that matters. Yeah. I mean, like you guys alluded to, it's like that division we are in is kind of wide open. So we win that division and luck up and get a bye. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, it's only one team get a bye now. Okay. All right. Well, that's the thing. There's an extra playoff game. There's an extra game. Yeah. Right? So there's yeah. this. I was still on the assumption that you that- know two teams to get a bye, but. Uh, with one, it'll be. I don't know. We'll be a top seed in the uh, NFC. I don't know. If we we'll get that far. If win, if we win the division, yeah, it'd be kind of hard fetched to think we'll be the number one seed overall. So, I mean, yeah. it's possible, of course, but yeah, I, I, I I'm not sure about that one. I, ain't, I mean, I ain't gonna go too far here saying, oh, we, uh, we're gonna get to be the number one seed. Do you have your gallon of water? Retro said it looked like a piss bottle. I just wanted to show him it wasn't. <laughs> I think he said, "I think you grabbed the wrong bottle, dude. That looks like piss." <laughs> I must, I must have been holding it in front of my teeth because they're yellow. Like PJ's dick. <laughs> yeah. Well, to answer Mo Beerman, Mo Beerman said that uh, Getty Getty runs the offense. Yes, but it was Sluice who chose to uh, hire Getty. Based on the offense that he would run, that's what that's one. That's basically what I'm saying because 
he could have chose somebody else who ran a different type of offense. I, I like the fact that he chose Getsy because of this offense, because that offense is my favorite offense, because I think that offense will accent what the Bears do well in running as well as the rollouts with uh, Justin Fields. Not only that, but you stole a, a, a an offensive coach, a top offensive coach from the Packers who had been coaching Aaron Rodgers for several years and knows what what a great quarterback looks like and can help to manifest that into Justin Fields, which I believe he's doing. Agreed. 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 Did you guys remember that there, uh, there was a press conference after one of the games where um, – they said, like, whoa, Justin Fields doing excellent. And he's like, wait, 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 slow, slow down. Slow your roll. He's still young. He's still got yes. a lot of to go. And then yes. there was a more recent one where he goes, he's light years ahead of where he should be. And yeah. so, you know, that, that tells me that's a guy that, that does accurately evaluate. He tells you to slow down when it's time to slow down. But he's even seeing something out of that yeah. quarterback that does. That, yeah, stuff's forward in the right direction so but it's exciting mo beerman says Flus has an inc- incomplete grade i do believe carter and possibly polls make it to wherever they build the new stadium i doubt Flus will carter who is carter, carter? Yeah. i do believe carter and possibly polls makes it to wherever they build the new stadium i doubt Flus will who's that, who's our, i think he means uh warner warn Warren, or, yeah, Kevin Warren, yeah, yeah, that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, 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 because Kevin Warren is going to be the one to build That's the other thing that just makes me so happy. This is the first time we have a complete organization. We've never yeah. been this complete, man. Yeah, we've never been not since what? So briefly, briefly for them, two years. I mean, a real football GM and, and a president that's not a fucking accountant. We I, have I football did. people in the right places. I agree. I agree. I kind of wanted to bring this up for the show, and I ha- I've had it loaded the whole time, so maybe we can end the show on this. I wanted to just let's, – let's just end the show on um, trash-talking the shit out of Colin Cowturd. How about that? <laughs> So I'm going to play some, I'm going to play this. I'll give it about a minute and I'll stop and we can all talk about it for a second. I'll give it like another minute. This is only like four minutes of this, but I, I, I really want to um, have everyone here just uh, take all of their momentum from the show and let's just uh, take a big giant shit on Colin Cowturd. Okay. Sound good. Let's watch this. Okay, so I want to talk about Justin Fields. Okay, right there. Fuck off. <laughs> Do not talk about our quarterbacks. Keep, as Will Smith <laughs> so eloquently said to, to, fucking, <laughs> to Chris Rock, keep our fucking quarterback out of your fucking mouth, motherfucker. He said uh, name. See, I, I don't care. I just keep our quarterback's quarterback name. Dude. Keep my quarter. Keep our quarterback's name out of your there fucking mouth. Idiots go. have been talking about Fields as being crap for two and a half years already. So, all right, welcome. let's just let's let's I just all, my breath on it, man. Let's all get pissed off about this. Ready? 
said earlier this week, I think of all the quarterbacks in the NFL that have the most pressure, it's not on Dak. It's on Justin Fields. Anyone? 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 Um, Should I keep going? Okay, I'll keep going. He's 5-20 and 20 and 25 starts. He's five and twenty and twenty-five starts. No, yeah, but the but the Bears are five and twenty and twenty-five starts too. The whole rest of the team is so. And he wasn't robbed in the Pittsburgh game. He wasn't robbed in the Washington game last year. He wasn't robbed in the Packer game, at least twice. He wasn't robbed in the in the the Vikings game where uh, fuckface uh, dropped the uh, actually handed the ball off in the fumble after a uh, first down. That was a drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Smith Marset. Okay. You're, you're, you're fucking beating um, And for years and mode. years, when I criticize Baker Mayfield. Now we're talking about Baker Mayfield. So you want to talk about Justin Fields, but then he goes into like this rant about Baker Mayfield, which has nothing to do with Justin Fields. I believe many of you in the audience, though not all, I did have a lot of supporters, but many of you in the audience confused ego for confidence. Okay, so... Uh-huh. So now we're supposed to confuse ego with confidence because he responded to, yes, he is one of the top five rushing quarterbacks in history, which he is. He's telling you that you have confused ego for confidence. Right. I, I think yeah. I think he should go to a dictionary and look both of those words up and write out the definition and then read them aloud. Mm-hmm. You know how many commercials I see Baker Mayfield in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many commercials do you see Justin Fields in? I haven't seen one yet. I think you I, I think um <clears throat> Baker Mayfield's issue was he was just uh was he kind of reminded me of a Brett Favre but not as good and I was never high on him. I mean he kind of truthfully truthfully he reminded me of Johnny Manziel. So yeah. Oh wait. Well, well, he goes on. Oh, wait, give him a minute. Okay. I thought oh, Baker yeah. had too Johnny much Manziel's ego. Nice. I also said that about Johnny Manziel. He had. Uh huh. No, this has nothing to do with Justin Fields, by the way. Let, let's just listen to this. Well, again, let's listen to him uh, out of his mouth for a little bit longer. Too much ego. Guy you guys would say it's Hutchpah. I love my quarterback to be confident. So do I. Mahomes is. He has self awareness. <laughs> And, and Justin Fields doesn't. Yeah, I don't understand that statement there at all. Absolutely I, irresponsible I statement. Yeah, I don't understand what he mean by like as if Justin uh, Justin Fields, Fields does didn't not on record four times this year. And we have got paid for this cocky <laughs> punk for for clickbait. Pretty much what he's doing. Sorry. Look at doing this shit. Yeah, I think it's clickbait at this point. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Some, something to do on a Thursday, something to, something to get somebody riled up about on a Thursday. That's all. Well, you pissed uh, me off. Not, not enough. You pissed on. me off. I tell you that much. So that's why it is time to slay this fucker. Okay. What else? Brady, Peyton Manning, Justin Herbert, Burrow, <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Favorite. They have confidence. Lamar Jackson's cocky too. He's confident and cocky. I, you know, I don't know. Fuck you, Colin. I just don't. I, I listen to this three times. I really, it's. Let's I, just I'm keep just, going. I'm just like, I don't see their ego. Who gives a fuck? What, I don't see, see Josh Allen's ego. I saw it with Baker every Wednesday at the podium. 
I saw it. Oh, wait. So you're seeing uh, Justin's ego every day at the podium? Every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, he's seeing his ego at the podium, right? He's a scout. He's of not ego. watching the same shit we're watching. This guy knows all about egos. He's scouting every quarterback's ego, and he knows exactly what the egos are. And Justin Fields is right up there with Baker Mayfield when he's at the podium with his ego. Okay. Okay. And he says, Manziel. It matters. You have, for years and years, many of you have told me it doesn't matter. And what is he, what is he even going on about right now? Many of you for years and years have told me what weren't there like pictures of Johnny Manziel just passed out on tables? Yeah, completely way too drunk at college parties. And yeah, fucking selfies with broads and booze and bars and fucking getting in trouble. Possible scenarios, and then you wonder why it didn't work out for you in the NFL. And then five or six, right. or like, oh, and Walter and Brian, bro- oh, sorry, Jeff. Walter and Brian brought it up even. Okay, so wait. What what has Allen done? What has Herbert done? Well, apparently they've gotten up in front I mean, of the podium they, they and won, not been they've, cocky. I'm and, saying, and what what have they ego. done? Yeah. Nobody's so won here. a Super Bowl. And I always right. You know, I, say I with know. young quarterbacks. Just, this is just when a I waste start of time seeing the drip, drip, guy. drip. That's the term That's I use. Opinion. The faucet's leaking. Drip, drip, drip. 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 <clears throat> One little thing, that little thing, that little Justin thing. Austin. It all matters at quarterback. It doesn't all matter at corner. Thing in your head, that little thing, rusher, use it. Guard, running back. I don't <clears> hold them to the same standards. But at quarterback, you're the face of the franchise, and you're the coach on the field. Yes. And? I, one of my favorite moments from last season was against the Patriots. When we sat there and went and beat the Patriots 25 to 7, at the very end, um, you got a shot of Eberflus running out to the middle of the field to meet Bill Belichick and Chantan's, and then they cut the camera, and it's yeah. Justin Fields running up to the stands and starting to sign autographs for the fucking fans that were there. What a terrible ego. What an the ego first t- thing t- on that man's mind when he whooped the Patriots up was to go sign some fucking autographs for the kids right by the tunnel. What an egotistical prick. So I'm going to hold you to a much higher standard of self-awareness and confidence over ego or chutzpah. So that everything we just talked about there with going out to the fans and signing the autographs and running up to the children and signing their autographs and taking pictures of them, all the recent stuff we've seen. He's, he's been at the Bears events. Kids come up to him. He's posing with them, signing all their autographs, signing their football, signing their jerseys. I'm not understanding it. I mean, it's, I'm, I'm listening I, I to want, it. I want to I want to fight this guy in an alley, guys. Walter Walter put it best, PJ. Walter says, thanks, Colin. Everyone is now dumber for hearing you speak. We are. <laughs> I mean, because he's not giving an example of what he mean by he's rambling, man. He's going to ramble on more about Baker Mayfield, just to which is so off subject. Here, listen. Cop, drip, drip. And so this is not the end of the world. It's five percent, but I don't love it for a quarterback that's five and twenty, and right now is close. Five and twenty. Um. Preseason uh, the Thursday night game and, and then the Thursday night booth afterwards. I forget what it was. Currently, or whoever Justin Fields was sitting with, they say, "Man, 
We saw you out there signing autographs for three hours till the last fan got an autograph. And he's like, yeah, I just appreciate Even all the Even asshole fans. Jersey Jerry who couldn't get his fucking picture with him, he ends up getting his picture with him yeah. on the podcast and, and, and Justin Fields like makes up for it with him. Oh, I, I seriously. Reality you and I, Colin, street fight right now. <laughs> Dan's, Dan's, Dan's got to change something else. He hasn't changed anything in, in a long time since that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I just – We're going yeah, to have uh, media media boxing now. Well, let, let's finish. Coward. I want to I wanna fully take our time to dissect this prick right now. So let's just keep going. To a bust Up what? and a star. A Lamar's bust. an MVP. Cam's an MVP. Vic's a four-time Pro Bowler. Camp. Lamar is an MVP, but what has he done? And anyway, let's Steve Young's on. a Super Bowl winner. Justin, what the fuck does Steve Young has to have to do with anything? Uh, I don't know. He was on the list of top five running backs. Scrambling quarterback, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Fields is five and twenty. I want to hear what But he reminds you that Fields is five and twenty. Okay, and then you should have said, "Can we make it a top four? Or said, "I'd love to be there." Now, you can argue, I don't think he's one of the top five running quarterbacks. He'd get banged up, can't win games. He has the record in the NFL for the second most rushing yards by any quarterback in history, and he broke the Bears record two or three times over with the same record. So how is that not one of the best in history? Who's number five? It's not Justin Fields. Who is it? Number five at what? It might be Steve Young. Five rushing uh, who, are, who are the top five? So he, he named them. He named his top five. Yeah. And he, he was number five on his list. Okay. Well, but you're talking about Justin. Yeah. 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 No. So I, if it's I not Justin go, at number five, then who is it? It doesn't need to be a top four list. Exactly. Like if, if it's not him at number five, then who else is it, Colin? Right. He doesn't give you. He doesn't give you an uh, opinion on that. He just says, "Oh, why not make it a top four list then?" Right. And leave yourself off of it. Let's infuriate no fucking ourselves even more. Ready? Right. It's not the end of the world. Oh, thank God. MVP, MVP, four-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl winner, bust. Oh. And then that face right there. You see what Swifty uh, says. Swifties in the house. Cowturd ha- and has cousins and Daniel Jones in his top five rushing QBs. That's a joke. Yeah. Really? What is up, Swifty? Thank you for joining us tonight. Oh, Been missing oh, you, my friend. Have a good night, guys. Let me give a shout out to Swifty real, real quick. Hey, what's up, Swifty? You the man. Tarkington. Um, let me to. To say that Cousins and – now, okay, I don't know how many yards Daniel Jones has as hey, far as – I, I know he doesn't have more than what Justin had in one year, but overall I don't know how many yards he has had. But I will say that Daniel Jones is a decent running quarterback. I cannot say Kirk Cousins is a running back, a running quarterback at all. So I don't know where that one comes from at all. I mean, that's crazy to me. And, I, and I'm not Swifty saying I'm with Daniel Jones guys. ahead Sorry. of me. 
I'm just yeah. saying because he had a longer career. I know he's been running more, but yeah. but still, let's listen to him puke out of his actually shit out of his mouth a little bit longer here. Let's go. I just want a better answer. Not the end of the world. Either was Baker Mayfield calling out Duke Johnson, the running back of the medical staff. What does this have to fucking do with Justin Fields? Justin Fields has done nothing to even compare to what you keep comparing him to fucking Baker Mayfield, you fuck. I think he must have, he must have gave a, said something in an interview or something. And he just didn't let us know in this part what he actually said. Because that's what I'm, given how he's talking, it's must, Justin must have said something in an interview was, that causes, that causes, uh, Kyle heard to say he's egotistical and giving all these other examples. He just not letting us know what that interview was. It was, it was, it was, he was asked about uh, the top rushing quarterbacks okay. in the NFL. And he said, I think I'm in the top five rushing oh. quarterbacks in the NFL. And then he okay. took in the history of all time. And, and he's also wrong because he is. Either way, he's fucking wrong. I want to bring this to your attention, Dan, because I just I just asked my phone who's the top five running QBs in the NFL history, and CBS has it listed in this order: Michael Vick, Cam Newton, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, and Steve Young. That's CBS's list. Now I could go to another one too, even because because Justin Fields is in the top five on all three of these. I could even give my list, and, and he's still going to be number five. They got him. That's why five. my blood is boiling right now. Yeah, but you're you're doing exactly what this guy wants. He's got a million uh, Bears right. fans doing this. I wouldn't yeah. waste any energy or effort thinking about it. Too late. I waste says. energy making this clip. It's happening. Let's listen. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. J-Mac rolls his eyes. <laughs> it so ain't that big of a deal. But I got a guy with a quarterback rating in the 70s. Wrong. Quarterback ratings in the 80s, more like 85. I think it was 85.7 last year. I don't know what was Allen's. Overall, his, his rating is like 82 or something. Swifty fucking, I'm sure you know, buddy. It's in the 80s. So fuck off, Colin Cowturd. A guy that's now hurt. They ended the season with a 10-game losing. Oh, he's now hurt. A 10-game losing streak. He's what not is he hurt. Even if he's a pitcher in a Major League Baseball game, it, it doesn't matter. Wins don't matter for pitchers. Wins don't matter for quarterbacks. It's a fucking team game, asshole. Let's go back to all the games I've been bitching about. The Steelers game that was denied. The, the Washington game. The Packers game. Many games. Four goal line stances in the Commanders game that they wouldn't give to him. The Steelers game that they stole from him. The fucking Packers game with a couple of goal line stances they stole from him. They have been stealing games from him. The Dolphins game with with Claypool getting a a, a pass interference into the game. That I I was at that game. I know. I saw with my own eyes. There's at least six wins or more that they denied this kid. That even it even if they gave it to him, this fuck would still be saying he's. A bust. Streak. By the way, who would I put in that list? Russell Wilson. You know, Super Bowl winner. I <laughs> uh, uh. When? When did he win a Super Bowl? Fuck face in his third year. Huh. 
Maybe that's what the title of the show is. The show is about you, dick face. I'm sorry. The list of five best running quarterbacks. If you're a great running quarterback, you win games. I've always been six. <laughs> if you're a great running quarterback, statistically, you don't win games because you're relying on your running because you're, the rest of your team sucks. <sighs> Moving on. Steve 40 on Justin Fields is going to succeed. I'm coming back 5%, J-Mac. I'm 55-45. He's going to succeed. You smug fuck. He's uh, smug fuck. Nobody said anything to it, and I said his name earlier, but DeMond brought up Randall Cunningham. I don't, nobody even said anything about that guy. Exactly, Randall Cunningham. My guys, my guys would be... My guys would be Fran Tarkington and Randall Cunningham, and I said his name like five minutes ago. Mm -hmm. So I don't even know what these. I'm pulling back five percent. Lack a little self awareness. Wait, he's lacking self awareness. On a he's daily basis, five percent. He gave him sixty forty <laughs> as a bus last year. Now he's going fifty five forty five because he. Included himself in the top five running quarterbacks of all time in a question that some dumbass reporter asked him, and he was he was correct. I got, so I got to throw two things in here from chat. The first one is Robert Friel. According to that metric, Tom Brady is the greatest running quarterback of all time. Thank you, Robert. Thank and then, you. And then demand demand fifteen ninety nine. You must demand this. Tom Brady can run? Question mark. Laugh out loud. He he walks fast. <laughs> Let's keep so, going because I'm I'm. And, and I'm, thank you, Doug. Because my I said it too. How can you discuss not discuss scrambling or running without talking about Fran Tarkenton, exactly. who started doing it almost sixty freaking years ago? So by, by him necessity, the story on Tarkenton is they were actually playing the Bears in a in a preseason game in Wrigley Field. And the line was so bad, he's like, I got to fucking run around or we're never going to win a damn game. That's literally how he started scrambling. Yeah. Because he had no fucking line. The Vikings had no line in 61. Now, they were a fucking new franchise, man. Right. He was, you know, let's get warmed up. Let me, let's keep going here. The answer should have been, how about I name four? If you're throwing run Whoa, whoa, whoa. That's where my fucking hat's about to come off. <laughs> he's just... This guy's got you wrapped around his finger, dude. If he, if you guys were going out, you'd be his bitch. Right. <laughs> we were going out. I would I would button him. I would button his collar up right at the top there, Good and morning. I would grab it like that, and I would drag him into the alley, <laughs> and I'd fucking curb stomp him until I threw him into a dumpster. Uh, oh, we got to get this on video, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna send. It is on video. It's live. I'm send, no, I'm gonna send Colin an email and tell him that you're challenging him to a box off. I'm gonna challenge him to a to a freaking alley fight, Brian. Retro. Retro. You're the man. Retro. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Us talking about him. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I agree yeah. with it. I agree with that 100. percent this, <laughs> this guy. Doug Van Dorn goes in quotes. Thank you, <laughs> this guy <sighs> yeah i think uh i think i think he's doing it purposely to uh Absolutely. get a get a get a reaction out of bears fans so he can drive here, up his drive here, up his uh viewership here's my here's my problem okay he's done it with every bears quarterback of 
all time. And we finally have one that is on the verge of breaking out to become the fucking MVP of the NFL. And this guy is going to fucking take a turd all over him. Wow. He's going to call and cow turd himself all over. If Patrick Mahomes was a Bears quarterback and did everything that he did with the Chiefs as a Bear, this guy would shit on him because he was a Bears quarterback. It's like there's some conspiracy going on to where no. media cannot acknowledge, they just refuse to acknowledge. They refuse to acknowledge it. I think um, Lewis Reddick has said positive things about Justin. I just think, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not, I'm trying to take the emotions out for me. I just think what Colin is doing is trying to, you know, drive that debate for we, like uh, Retro said, get viewership. That's it. You're out of here. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna keep Wilson going. In there. Then you're like, yeah, they're all winners. I don't know. Just me. I know Chicago will go crazy. That's exactly right now, Justin Fields is lost. Ten game losing streak. Passer rating in the seven. Whoa, 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 whoa. Just me. I know Chicago will go crazy. But right now, Justin Fields a bust. I, I agree with I, re, I agree with Walt Brasky, man. He says it's kind of infuriating that someone actually pays him to spout this nonsense. That's it. That's it. That's it. You, you and I, you and I, Colin. Tomorrow at three o'clock on the playground. Demond, Demond says you better slow down on that fucking coffee, dude. <laughs> it's not coffee. It's it's right. Colin Cowter. Every every time, you know, the first time I ever heard this guy open his piss guzzler was on the radio trying to sell Dish Network. And I, I was like, who the hell is this guy? This was like in the early two thousands. I was like, who is this butt fuck on the air? Dish Network. Dish Network. I was like, this guy's very annoying. And then I find out he works for ESPN. Yep, then I find out he gets fired from ESPN. Why? Because his dick is hanging out of his mouth. Everyone can see it. So he has to go to has he has to do his own YouTube channel to to make money. And yes, we are sitting here talking about it. Yes, he has fired me up. Yes, this is a topic that we're talking about because of this. But what the fuck, guys? We're almost done. He's five and twenty. Ten game loser. You want to keep telling us that? One more time. Five and twenty. That's like the fourth time you've told us that. You want to make sure that we know he's five and twenty, right? Streak. Passer rating in the seventies. Oh, okay. Passer rating in the set. Wrong. You're wrong. 80, Passer 80, rating 80, in the eighties. Eighty-two point five. Worst? Thank you, my friend. Eighty-two point five. Fuck off, Colin Cowturd. Quarterback in the division. It's not Aaron. Wasn't Goff. Wasn't Kirk Cousins. He was the fourth best quarterback last time this division played. Am I wrong? <laughs> now he may, he may be better than Jordan Love. But right now, he doesn't have go Goff's been to a Super Bowl. Wait a second. He's going to be sucking Jordan Love's dick in, like, count, count on two, three, two, one, go. He's probably sucking Jordan Love's dick right now. And he just said he might be better than Jordan Love. Pay attention to that because <laughs> I'll be ready for that one. I promise you that. Not Kirk Cousins. Right now, he's a YouTube quarterback. <laughs> Let, let's let's hear him explain why he says that. His highlights are great. <laughs> okay. 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 His highlights are great, yeah. 79 passer rating. 
82.5. Five and 20. Thank you. Five and 20. That's the fifth time you've told us that. I'm saying I'm bailing. Still think it's 55, 45 he's going to succeed. Trip, 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 trip. Let's see. I think we said it for three probably. years on Baker. You argued every time. I said it for a year on Manziel. I said it for several years on Jameis. Drip, drip. Everything counts. Hi, everybody. Thanks for watching. Subs Fuck off. <laughs> Walter Besky says, I live down the road from the main ESPN studio in Bristol, Connecticut. I met him once, and he's a tool. Earl, too. He's, 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 a, he's a tool, too. Here's what I have to do to decompress from that, guys. Oh, no. No. Either that or I break something. Dude, I'm gonna send that to Shay and see if she still says you're okay. It's either that or I break something. <laughs> um, um. Oh, he's out of here. Don't even, don't even get him started. <laughs> got a, got another retro real quick. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Retro. Okay. Read uh, it. Retro. DJ. Feels extension. Uh, how much are you paying? Me, not much. Not much. Two dollars from Retro. Appreciate you, Retro. Appreciate you, Retro. Thank, Thank you. you. Retro. Thank you. How much and... you well, I, I can't make that decision until this season's after over. This season, I, yes. I'm gonna say that he's gonna this is the guy we're keeping. We're not even gonna look at a quarterback next year. We're not gonna have to. And they're gonna pay him the money, man. That's what that's what Poles is even making some of these moves now. He's setting this up so that we have this money to get him on the second contract. I think uh, he's better than uh, that. What's that kid's name? Uh, Caleb Williams. Is that his name from USC? Mm -hmm. I think Fields is better than he is, but that's just me. So, um, Demond. Demond says Mr. Shorty was doing his his version of the running man. <laughs> running scared. I'm gonna have to watch. DJ is gonna be the running man, running away from Dan. I'm gonna perfect that the video of your grandchildren dancing, and I'm gonna. It still won't work. You're gonna be like, nope, that sucks. Like, no, it looks just like this. Look. Yeah. Seriously, guys. I mean, you know, the thing that I that really bothers me about. Colin Cowturd is that he does nothing but shit on on the Bears. He never has anything good to say about the Bears. And of course, it's me being a homer. Nothing wrong with that. It's also it's also him getting clickbait. He knows if he pisses off the the, the Chicago Bears fan base, and if he comes out and shits all over Justin Fields, which is like the best hope we've had since Jim McMahon, <laughs> that he's gonna cause people like me to like overreact and want to street fight him. This, this kind of stuff just 
proves my point about, and, and it's not as bad as it used to be, but it's been forever. How East West coast media bias has been to the bears for the last 50, 60 years. It's not as bad as it used to be, but my father told me all about it and I, and I've just seen it. He's right. Mm-hmm. It's not, it's nothing like it used to be in the seventies and eighties and nineties even. Because it was still bad, even even when we won the Super Bowl, they still, well, the Bears, the Bears should be pretty good, but you yeah, know, they're the Bears. And, 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 uh, Jim McMahon had like a thirty-something game-winning streak. He, he was, if he was in the game, we won. And it, if they injured him, they had the best the best chance of beating the Bears. You ever see that? The Steve Young interview on uh, he's talking about McMahon because yes. he yes, where he taught him. Like, corkscrew how to corkscrew yeah, he's, like, he's, he's a fucking he said, lefty he said jim mcmahon can read defenses better than anybody else i've ever seen this and he also he told him how to corkscrew the ball like when, yeah. when he when he, yeah. when he throws the like he turn was, his wrist he was his backup at uh the BYU. Morning college BYU. Retro, thank you yeah, thank you BYU. Exactly. Let Fields prove his worth. Boomer. He's going to, I believe he's just going to prove it to everybody this year. So then all this crap that Colin's going to say is just, it's going to be great when they all look like idiots because all this stupid rhetoric, half of it's just shit coming out of their mouth. Half of it. The other half is twisting information and then my own narratives, his own narratives. And it's, it's all about money and getting views. That's all it's about. It's all total bullshit. You're gonna hear it here. You're gonna hear it here for the first time. Okay, everyone can shit on me for saying this, but I might. I might be right. I'm gonna look at right in the camera and say, I think Justin Fields can easily be the MVP of the league this year. Whoa. There, I said it. Whoa! That's I, I, why I, the title of this show is. Ten or eleven games and make the playoffs. And they maybe win one game in the playoffs. He's MVP, easy. Momentum, injured, lack of injuries. Okay. Momentum, the, uh, the chemistry without him is going to do nothing. If you you could plug anybody else in there, and there's no, they're not going to cover this offense the way it is. Just about, maybe except five or six, seven guys. Doug Van Dorn says, "Shorty, Kyle Turner is about as bad as Gruden used to be when he was on TV. He never failed to mock the Bears every chance he had." Thank the gods he fucked himself over such that he's off TV too. It's like seriously, is there a conspiracy? What it's it's everyone's been blowing the Packers since the Favre days. I, media, I got so sick of hearing John Madden blow Brett Favre. Bias, and it's been around forever. Coast media bias. Well, you guys got to look at it like this. I mean, from a business standpoint, if if you uh, trash talk to Bears. You know, you want to get viewership, which you know get your ratings up. So that's all it is. I mean, so I don't, I don't, you know, I don't take that personal at all. I mean, that's yeah, that that that's a media darling right there. It's like, oh yeah, let's get them riled up. Kind of like talking about the Cubs, I guess. It's like, you know, they want to talk about it. And what was it? Uh, what's that guy's name? Um, Biggs. He said that you know most media guys they don't really know what's going on with the Bears, and they just try to, you know, put things together. Yeah, here narratives. They make their own yeah. narratives, Pete. Yeah, so. They, yeah, get, I, they get bits and pieces of information. They see one thing on YouTube or Twitter, yeah, yep. and then they collaborate this story that they make up in their mind. Yeah. 
Yeah, so and they yeah, project I, it and they throw odd numbers that they don't even check. He yeah, could have said, like, I think I'm it's in the seventies, but even if it's the low eighties, maybe you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't pay a lot of attention <laughs> to that. There's a reason why you go on YouTube and you Google Chicago Bears. You're going to yeah, find well, 50 too. podcasts or 50 different things about the Bears. You exactly. Google the Packers, you're going to find one. You Google the Cowboys, you're going to find three. The America's Darlings, the Cowboys. That's Good luck finding you know three podcasts that are popular about him. So you're going to flooded with bear shit. You're going to get clicks. Yeah. You talk about the bears, you're going to get some clicks. Yeah, that's that's he even so, said this might piss all the bears fans off, and that's exactly what he wants because now he just got an extra thirty thousand clicks on that video. Trolling yep. for days because sure. of that. <laughs> I never even heard about it. I wasn't. I've been busy, so I didn't even know nothing about it, and then. Then uh, Dan sends me this text earlier. You see what fucking Colin Collar said? I'm like, I'm like, no, I didn't even look at it. I didn't pay no attention. So literally, right before the show, I, I just put it on replay and got in the shower and listened to it three times. And I'm like, nothing new. He's still the same idiot most of the time. And yeah, he said all this crap, but I'm not gonna let any of it fucking bother me because I've heard it 20 times already. He's just making a strong narrative, trying to be more of a dick. Specifically to get people in who follow the Bears to Absolutely. watch it and talk about it, just as we are. So Retro says, I don't want to even. I don't want to even talk about him anymore. I don't. I don't okay, we're head. done then. We're done. I just oh, wanted to get that out of my system, and I'll, we can move on. I need to uh, go get Re some fucking food. I need something that Walter made a couple. We'll wrap weeks this ago. Up. I want a Cliff Burger. God damn it! We'll I didn't get dinner. Up. I never made dinner tonight. <laughs> head, over to, head over to uh Taco Burrito King, you lucky fucker. I, 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 uh, Retro I, says, I can't eat too much of that. I try and watch that shit because it is bad. It is good. Uh, I guess I literally squeeze it and. But it, Retro, uh, Retro says Stephen A. Smith loves loved this shit on Cutler. ESPN writers knew it was a gold mine viewer wise. The only reason yeah. I'd watch that show. And another thing about Stephen A. Smith is that asshole went on air and was talking about a current. He was talking about a player that was retired because of a knee injury. And he was talking about that player as if he was playing this Sunday. Like he was so out of touch with what was actually going on that he actually was talking about, about a guy who was retired. So it just it goes to show like these guys do even less research than I do to do this show. Damn. <laughs> and they're getting fucking paid for it. I am now too because of you, Retro. Thank you. But uh, I, we Retro got another $2 super chat, but it starts with this. It says, Retro, it all depends if Fields, and this is Doug Van Dorn talking to Retro in the chat. It all depends if Fields makes the progress we all really expect from him. I believe he will. And then Retro replied, exactly. Let Fields prove his worth. Boomer bust. Yes. That's, that's about the, that's, that's an exactly correct statement that anybody could, you know, let him prove his worth. Well, I, I almost have no doubt that he's going to prove his worth, man. I really don't. I, I I see him being our quarterback for the next seven or eight seasons, hopefully, maybe more. I hope. Yep. And to answer the, 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 the earlier question, if he – let's say he, he becomes MVP this season, then I can see him getting easily a th a, the top contract. Because if he's, he's MVP, if he's MVP, yes. Because you're adding the running game to the passing game, and now yeah. an MVP, you know. Yeah. 
Yeah. Sorry, Colin, but he is the second best running quarterback of all time, statistic wise. Yeah. Cow turd. So you add an MVP and a, even a Super Bowl win to that. Yes, that's going to. He's going to get a lot of money. Three hundred million. Robert Friel could throw this right back at Colin because this is good. He says, "Name one player with a long highlight reel that wasn't a great player." You're going to have a great highlight reel of your long player, and the the quicker it starts. And then, then he goes, he goes right. So then he, then Robert Field goes on this. He says, just because he can make a good highlight reel plays, it doesn't mean he's a good quarterback. But this is this is basically, we he proves it. He's going to prove it this year, because now he's got something to work with on top of it. And this will be the first time in three years that he's had the same system two years in a row. And he knows, you know, he's got a note starting to know that system pretty good. Yes. Retro says, thank you, Dan Foster and PJ, for providing us with a great show and a chance to express our thoughts. And Always, my friend. Of course, man. That's Appreciate you, uh, Retro. Appreciate that's you. what man. this is all about. Yeah. I, I'd, I'd love to get – we need to get more stuff on, on the, in the chat somehow when we're doing this. we got to figure out a way to get more in. I think yeah, we well, it was we, – we had some new guests on tonight. So that's was, true. That's yeah. true. When we have new guests on, it's it's – it's you know you want to give them the opportunity to talk and you get a little carried away with um, not paying attention to chat so we've we've we apologize for that you know well Ken we don't apologize for shit do we PJ <laughs> <laughs> I love when I look up I'm like what the fuck just happened did I just lose my feet out. <laughs> I'm the one always going, fuck you. We don't apologize for shit. And then I go, I'm sorry. Right <laughs> after it. <laughs> well, guys. Uh, oh, we Joe should... Mandel. Joe, don't, we don't apologize here. And then right after it, I said, I'm sorry, Joe. <laughs> right. <laughs> we should wrap this up because it's going on. If we do this in six yeah, seconds, I, oh, five seconds, I'm we can exhausted. make it four hours flat. But it's, it's I, not going to happen. I haven't had dinner. I was going to have dinner at 7 o'clock, and I haven't had it yet. My well, phone kept ringing. I got busy. The good thing is where you live, you can you can order yep. something at I this can point. Get something twenty four seven. Everything has been closed for five hours by me now, so good for you. Hey, hey guys, come down there and fix your roof. I'm going to open a restaurant too, so you don't have that problem anymore. <laughs> I'll take care of everything. I'll help you. you just got to pack it. <laughs> what were you saying, PJ? It was a great show tonight. I'm sorry I came in so late, but uh, it was a great show, man. No, you're, hey, man. you're you know what your timing was impeccable, man. We needed you here at the right time, so it was great. It worked out. You got to do the things that you needed to do. Mm -hmm. We had a, we had another good show. Mm -hmm. We're all content except for fucking Dan over here. <laughs> you and the I got that. No, seriously, it was uh, it was a great show tonight yeah. with our new guests and yeah. PJ. We did miss you in the first section of the show, but we're glad you were able to join us because. I mean, you guys, the two of you guys, I couldn't do this without you. I promise you that. It, it you does, guys. It does throw me off when PJ's not here. I'm me not too. Ready. I was thrown off when you weren't here last week, and I was thrown off without PJ in the beginning. I was like, this is weird. <laughs> we need that, like, it, it, third it, dynamic of someone to call somebody out and go, you're, it, uh, I got that, or whatever. You because know? We've, we've done, like, 20 shows together. I don't know if you know that. Wow. It might, it might be more. Wow. And none of us have ever been missing until the last yeah two, two weeks. Yeah. 
Two or wow, three. That's that many. Three, yeah. yeah. Three, okay. Right. Sure. Sam was on vacation. Then I was doing my shit in, in Green Bay and uh, Wisconsin. And I was here and on vacation, right. and it was you without me for a while. Right. And then PJ <laughs> tonight, man. You guys didn't miss me, though. <laughs> yeah, we did. But because you were you were here, though. You were here. Ah, Dude, I PJ, just... don't give them anything to go on. Sweethearts. <laughs> sweethearts over here. I'm just saying. That's what I want to I just wanted to make sure I just came tonight because, you know, I don't want to be officially missing a whole episode. Right. So I came through. I hear you, man. We, I came through like a burglar at night. For three hours. <laughs> you fucking threw a, a Bersky all off. Like, <laughs> wait a second. I was, uh, I was expecting that one. <laughs> it's like a, See, I, I like them guys, it. too. Andrew and Bersky, I like them guys. Both of yeah. them. Doug says, the one thing I notice getting older is my memory isn't worse. There's just so many files in there. The retrieval system doesn't work as well as it used to, Sigh. Yeah, it's because your brain, like, your brain started deleting shit from before. You have to go into the trash bin to find it. <laughs> you, ever, you ever see Married with Children? Kelly oh, Bundy. No. Of course. Where he, L, L gets her to go on a game show and he's like, don't tell her anything. <laughs> so people start telling her stuff and you hear ding. Memory gone, ding. Instead of knowing like all presidents in a row, she remembers that like still stocking should be blue that looked better on her or something. Okay, Foster, you're doing your 27 part. Yeah, yeah, you're oh. doing your 27 part. She's actually part. trying to wrap this up, and you're like, shut the fuck up, Foster. See, earlier he was actually offended when I said that he was like, eh, well, this is, uh, uh, well, it was because uh, uh, he had explained himself. I'm like, shut the fuck up again. <laughs> Just I need, I need that. <laughs> I, need, I need to be You're thrown off. Tonight, off. I need dude. to be told, shut the fuck up. I need to be muted. <laughs> Fucking Foster. If you're not being insulted, it just doesn't feel right. Right, right. <laughs> did, you, did you tell did you tell PJ about the Bearski thing? Because I don't think he was here when you were talking about it. There you go again, starting something else. See, and y'all say it's me. One more thing, PJ. Y'all say it's me. One more it's thing. I got me. one more question, PJ. Where's Doug Van Dorn at? Where's Doug Van Dorn? It's uh, not me, Doug. See, it's not me that come up these. 27 subsection. <laughs> it's Foster. I, I what part are you about, talking about, Foster? I was talking about when you got the email for Besky, how you went, fucking Foster. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I log on to the email. I just get this email. Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm happy to come on this week at nine o'clock. I was like, who is this? <laughs> I'm glad you. I said, "What like, fucking Foster?" And I like, said, I "Dude, did you say it. it out loud when you saw the email? Did you say it out loud?" And, I, and he's going, "I said you said fucking Foster." And he goes, "I did, I did, <laughs> I, I get it now. I get it." He finally get it. Literally out loud. loud. I was like, "Fucking Foster, fucking Foster." It's got to be Foster. <laughs> no. I do have a question though regarding oh, the. Shit. Nope, never mind. We're out of here. We're we're ending this shit because now look what you did. Look what you did. Demon, Demon, fifteen eighty five. Has he always been in our chat? Yes. Has he? Okay. He's, in, he's he... in the. He's in the. Even in the chat poem. He was. He wasn't. We missed him for a couple weeks. Him and Heart Foundation kind of were gone a couple weeks. But did he go Demond's by a in the original chat? The poem. Did thing. he go by a different name? No. 
Okay. I, I got it in the uh, if you if you and it's owed to Chet. Yeah. In the okay. owed to Chet, it says we must demand fifteen ninety nine our rights to whatever. Uh -huh. Okay. Okay. So he's been he's been. I yeah, he was here last week. Place. I think I think I was hanging with him yesterday on uh, Aldo show or the other day. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Demand's all over the place, man. He's he's a good dude. I cool. like his take on a lot of shit. Yeah. Well, listen, guys. Uh, let's let's give our ode to chat tonight. Uh, How about a, just a thank you, guys, and a one, two, three bears. I got to get food. I'm starving and tired. Seriously, thank you, guys. Retro, Doug Van Doren, Mayhem, Mo Beerman, everybody. Demond, fifteen ninety nine. Brian Gilmore. Brian Gilmore. Victoria. Robert Friel. Walter Besky. Demond. And. Phil, my retro, buddy Phil. of course. Retro, thank you for all of your generous donations to BCP tonight. Yeah. Thank buddy you. Phil so was in the chat much. tonight, too. Another one of my buddies. Mm -hmm. James Ford was here again. I think that's a. James is that Ford, a, absolutely. James Ford, thank you so much. Uh, who else do we have? There's a lot of people. Uh, Swifty. Swifty was in here. Yes. Thanks, Swifty. J2K popped in. Mr. Yep. Man. Uh, being uh, somewhere else. Uh, we have, uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, was it STC? DVD, Doug Van Dorn. STC, STC was in the show tonight. Thank you, guys. Oh, everyone, Beerman. Everyone, thank you all so much. Uh, I, well, I'll remind you that next week we're going to have Alex Shapiro from NBC Sports Chicago on. Anyone who would like to come on the show to ask Alex Shapiro a question yourself, you can email us at Bears Country Podcast at gmail.com. The goal would be to have, I don't know, five or six, seven people that can come on. We'll keep you in the background, bring you on to ask Alex one to two questions, depending on how many people there are that want to join the show, um, and have them answer the question directly to your face. That's kind of how I envision this going. But and, that's, after, that's after we ask our questions first, right? Correct. Yeah, we'll so talk to him first, and we'll bring Chad on. We'll so bring the, two we'll bring hours our... later, because well, I want to ask about two hours worth of questions. <laughs> got two, He's got gonna two. have his sub parts and everything ready to so, go. It's, it's only two questions. It's not two with <laughs> twenty-seven sub parts, which makes it like fifty-eight questions. That's for the chat. They get two questions. I get two hours. Get squeegee. Two hours. squeegee. Thank you. Brian's reminding us. Squeegee. Thank you. Mr. Mayhem, it says, I enjoyed the show. Thank you very much, Mr. Mayhem. Thank Guys, you we will man. see you. We will see you Bye. next week on Thursday, the 27th at 9 p.m. Eastern time. And what's going to be our first uh, big known guest from NBC Sports Chicago, Alex Look, Shapiro. We're very excited. About to it. We've got a lot of other exciting things coming in the future for BCP as well. Maybe some actors. Working on some actors. Make sure that you like, subscribe, set your notifications, tell all your friends because this channel is growing. We've got some cool stuff coming up. The season is about to start, and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun when it does. So, thank you, Walter and Paul, for being on here tonight, guys. Yes. Right. I mean, Andrew, Andrew. Andrew mm -hmm. Walter. Appreciate you guys. All bestie. I got a new closer. You guys got to check it out. You guys want to end it on a one, two, three bears? Ready? Yep. One, two, three. Bears. bears.